Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. I'm back. Uh, I missed last week, obviously. Uh, if you watched last episode, there was a noticeable lack of uh, me, uh, which most people probably enjoyed. But good news, I'm back. You have to deal with me again. Unfortunately, we're missing Nyashi this week. So Frosty had a week off for vacation. I had a week off because the podcast, uh, the schedule time we were doing, conflicted with uh, the Saints game, NFL. And uh, Nyashi has this week off uh, because he has COVID. <laughs> Uh, rough. He is confirmed to have coronavirus, so he is resting. Uh, he's going to be taking a break. But uh, we do have two guests here, two lovely, lovely guests that are going to be talking about the Valk and DK reworks with us. They have been nice enough to give us their time. But first, got to thank our lovely, 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 lovely patrons. Hawaiian I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Kalahad, Melt On Your Mouth, Minaria, Slytech, Talus X Septum, Thanks, and Wavesy. Appreciate you guys for supporting the show. And uh, special thanks to all the uh, subscribers on all of our Twitch channels as well, which you can find in the description of uh, whatever you're listening uh, this to on. I think that was English. Uh, Frosty, I'm back. We finally get to do a show together. It's yeah. about damn time. Oh, yeah. We haven't and, done one for, yeah, you're right, for three weeks. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And uh, we have two lovely, lovely guests. Uh, first is uh, Raiden. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Motto. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for uh, coming and talking to us about these classes, because I don't think me nor Frosty have much, if any, experience on either of these classes. Yeah, I'm, I, I played Awakened. Actually, I started off the game on Valk, and I hated the way it felt like you're on train tracks. Back in the day, when I first upgraded to Awakening, I felt like I could go forward and backwards, and that was it. Yeah. So I rolled off of it, and then uh, I did main DK for like seven weeks, but it was way back in the day. Like this is before Succession was out. This is like in 2018. It was yeah. like in 2018. It was like post CC changes, but pre Succession stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a it was a rough time. I had to play it because back then it was everyone was complaining about its damage too, so I had to see for myself. But then, and were at, they justified in complaining well, about the damage? I mean, it's funny to think about it, but at that time, everyone was in Tet armors, and we were all like two twenty AP, so it was like a totally different game. Yeah, and it was a that might have been like around the renown period too. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 That if you were overgeared, you. I just had an advantage almost regardless of what which class you were playing. So uh, I want to start, Raiden, if you could uh, introduce yourself a little bit for people who may not know you, how long you've been playing the game, um, where can people find you and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think I've been playing for about two years now. I've always been on, uh, I guess, I don't know, I started like Awakened Ninja for like, I don't know, maybe like a week or two to start the game and then 
after that, I've just been on Awaken Valk ever since. And uh, yeah, I've just been working on that, learning as much as possible. Um, you can uh, uh, catch me on uh, twitch.tv slash immortalraiden. I'm sure they'll put it in the link somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. You stream uh you stream Node Wars pretty often, right? Yeah. I'd I'll do uh Node Wars and Sieges for whatever guild I'm either marked into or in and uh I also do like the occasional RBS or something. Yeah. I first I think I first ran into you back in the day hanging out with Zach all the time, but nowadays I run into like every three node wars you're marked into a different guild and you're alting my guild. <laughs> Notice you're never marked yeah. into APOC. You're always marked into the other guild. Uh, it's pretty hard to get a spawn to APOC, I think. Just how it is. Yeah. We'll get you a spot, dude. I, I mean, it's funny because you're like one of the few players that gets shot called. Where it's like, Raiden's on the hill. Can someone go try to grab Raiden or go whatever. Do something to make sure Raiden doesn't hit us right now. Or like... Raiden is in this ball. He probably has his ult. Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess I have to thank the devs for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Mato, if you could uh, introduce yourself to the people that may not know who you are and uh, where people can find you. I know you stream as well, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't stream often, but uh, I'm Mato. I've played DK pretty much since release. Uh, I think that's like three or four years now. Um, I've haven't really played that many other classes. Just kind of dabbled here and there, uh, just to see, you know, how OP is this other class really, you know. Um, and other than that, like you, most people can find me on like one of the DK discords. I'm a there are two DK discords, so I'm an admin in one of them, and in the other one, uh, I'm just there. Um, otherwise, I stream on Twitch very rarely uh, due to my IRL schedule, but. Twitch.tv slash motto video. Yeah. Now I I have to ask, why exactly is there two different DK Discords? That's a pretty good question. So initially, I think the first DK Discord was um, just a lot of toxicity and not a lot of people answering questions. So at some point, I think Sodandy and Q wanted to make a different DK Discord. So that's what they did. And ever since then, both DK Discords have improved. So now it's just you know, you can just take your pick about which one you'd like to go get guides from or talk to people. They mostly have the same people now. We just just keep it separate as is. Interesting. So Dandy says, no, it was me and InQ. Yes, InQ. Not my name is Q. My name is Q is also there at the start, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's two Ninja Kuno discords. I, I don't think I'm welcome in either of those. <laughs> I I don't know the class discords are a, are an interesting place. Raiden is there? I feel like class discords have always been awful, honestly. Uh, Raiden, is there a a healthy Valk discord that's not full of toxicity? Yeah, there's just the one Valk discord, and I think it's always been pretty good. I think it's it's been better than most of the others. I've like I I always take a lot of information and tricks from from that discord. That's kind of how I started getting into the class. Yeah. You know which Discord... I mean, I don't know about, like, the complaints, but as far as, like, guides and stuff, back in the day, the Tamer Discord had a really cool, informative one. Like, there was a lot of really useful information in there. Um, 
I know the hash discord thinks that quicksand should have a stun on first hit. So that what? makes that discord unreliable. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. A lot of the new class discords are really interesting. Are they? Yeah, like the sage one, the hash one. I feel like you always hear like, like, oh, please buff our class. And their class is like very clearly one of the top three classes in PvP. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So <clears throat> before we get uh, into that, I, yeah, go ahead. I do, I do want to just plug for my good friend Unbreakable in my chat. He says that the DP build community Discord is very friendly and non-toxic. So not a class Discord, but a build Discord. No, they're they're not toxic in their words. They're toxic in their actions. <laughs> a DP. I mean, not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah. Um. So before we talk about the actual reworks, I kind of want to go back and forth with you two and find out uh kind of the current state on live server of the classes you play so starting with you raiden like how what what is the overall state of valkyrie in pve 1v1 and large scale like what what is its role in pvp and uh how good is it in pve um i think for both classes they're both mainly played as skirmishers mm -hmm. uh they can play more of a uh a frontline support if needed because uh, you, you have the heals you have the buffs the pa so there's there's still a lot of utility that you can use for your group um pve's i think it's good for for both both kits are are good for most spots in the game actually i think the general consensus is that uh, um Awakening is good for the lower tier spots, and then uh, Suck is, well, both is about the same, but Suck has less um, APM for the higher spots. Oh, okay, it's more chill. And, yeah, yeah. And then in large scale, um, Suck just holds on to being a skirmisher, playing more like a flex role, or like outside the main ball. Uh, and then Awakening is kind of you're confined to like your utility. You have your your vacuums obviously really huge. Uh, the heals, our, our purification frontal guard uh, mm -hmm. shield bash is uh it's like a rebomb heal. It's it's crazy how much it heals people. I mean, you can just save a person from like one HP. Yeah, um, how much does that heal? Because I think that heal. I think most people don't even realize that that's a heal when they think of Valk heal. They just think of Breath of Elion. Yeah, um, so, so both heals are percentage based still, unlike mm -hmm. the witch, uh, the witch and wizard heals. So it's still pretty big. I think it, what was it, twenty percent? Yeah, yeah, twenty, twenty, and I think Elion is thirty percent as well. And then you have the Rebalm heal too. What's so, the radius on the purification one? Is it pretty? Um, fun? yeah, it's. It's um maybe two maybe like three four character models in front of in front of you. It's just like a cone right. uh, AOE. Um, so what what is Valk like in one v one both specs? Uh, one v one. Um, I think Suck is still Suck is still good for for fighting most. Uh. For fighting most classes, I think it just when it starts to run into very high evasion builds, it 
it starts to struggle a little bit just because it can't keep that accuracy as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Awakening can still keep the the accuracy buff going 100%. And it, it just Awakening just doesn't have the protection to be able to uh, deal with a lot of the newer classes, especially that are coming out, like Corsair, Nova, Sage. Yeah. How's uh, how's Balkan Wars with uh, Corsair? So Corsair is everywhere. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Uh, I'm trying to, I'll try to uh, grab them whenever they, they do the uh, the whale song. I think uh, where they'll they'll like hop underground and then come back up, and there's like a brief moment where you could try and grab them, but they have that grapple resist. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, I'll just run away. Because otherwise, I'm just gonna lose my block, and I'm pretty much out of the fight after that. Yeah. Um. Maddo, kind of the same thing. If you could kind of just give a a rundown on on the current state of DK and in, in sort of all aspects of the game. Yeah, sure. I think uh, DK overall is in a pretty average spot. Uh, PVE wise, both Succession and Awakening are honestly about the same. I think people will have debates about. You know which one's better, but it, they're really mostly the same. Um, Succession's probably a little bit easier on the hands, but uh, you know it's basically the same thing. Uh, PvP-wise, Succession's um, probably a little bit worse than Awakening in terms of group PvP, but only just because uh, you know not everyone is 700 gear score, and if you're not 700 gear score, you might suffer in some of these larger scale fights. Um, whereas the range from Awakening helps out. If you are 700 gear score, you know, that's a little different. Um, they can both be used pretty well. Uh, there are some DKs out there who do pretty well with Succession, uh, some who do really well with Awakening, so it just really depends on how you play. Both of them are pretty much just skirmish classes in group PvP. For 1v1, uh, Succession and Awakening are pretty similar. They're good at different things. Succession's got some... Uh, better tools for CCing people, and then Awakening just has that range, the damage um, at range. You can kind of keep constant pressure, uh, a little bit better movement. But again, like it's mostly the same class either way, uh, with mostly the same flaws. Um, Succession has the benefit of being able to cancel a lot of skills. So if you mess up, you can cancel, move out, do some other stuff. Um, most would probably say that overall Succession's better 1v1, and that's why I think in the DK tournament, most of the ones who won the gear tournament were uh, Succession. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, it's it's just an average class. The biggest issues right now, I think, is that... Uh, I mean, we've mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, you know, DK struggles against Strikers, Mystics, that dealing damage to those classes, it's possible, mm-hmm. but it kind of just depends on gear. Um, how much you're able to debuff them, uh, you know, how geared they are, uh, makes the chances like a little bit, uh, unfavorable to say the least. And then, uh, other things would be SA block classes because, you know, as a class with no form of grab or grapple mechanic, then some classes kind of sit in that thing. And if they have enough gear over you, or if you don't have, uh, enough gear over them, you won't be able to kind of break that block and like force them to move out of something that's permanently protected. Right. What is uh what's like the the state of just awaken DK in like large scale 
skill group PvP? Because I think the impression for most people, at least that don't play DK, is that it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's it's decent. I think I think that's one of the hard things to balance about DK. Um, it's you know when you give a class range and movement, they they can at least deal damage. You know they they can at least be useful at um, like a wider range of gear sets. Um, that's kind of why you know you see rangers they if they have enough ap they they deal damage you know uh and so overall it's it's pretty good in the sense that you can get kills you can get some some cc's i think what people complain the most about is just damage to like super high geared players um unless you're super high geared yourself and again that's like that's kind of not even related to the class itself sometimes. So all around, like it is solid. There are situations where you feel like you don't have impact. Whereas, uh, for example, some of the newer classes would have a little bit more impact in terms of, you know, grabbing some CCs um, or uh, like stalling individuals out for a longer period of time if you're playing Sork or something like that. Um, you know, impact is a hard thing to quantify, so I can't really give that great of an explanation towards how that feels to a non-DK player. You just kind of have to play it in war to kind of see, like, oh, do I feel like I'm doing something for the team, or am I, am I just stealing kills from people? Um, that just depends on how people play. What if you look at it like securing kills for the guild? Yeah, I mean, honestly, in some situations, given how slippery some people are, that's kind of useful now. Yeah. Um, they should add like a like a CC counter to the worst yeah, assists would be great too. You know, yeah, it really would. It'd be so nice. Um, all right. So with uh with Valkyrie, uh, before the reworks came out, what were kind of uh, Raiden, if you could kind of like elaborate on this a little bit, what were some of the main things? You start with Awakening first, and then Succession. But what were some of the main things? Valks and yourself were hoping for in the reworks. What were some of like the main sticking points? I think it's just looking more towards uh, protection in the kit. Uh, a lot there's there's not a, a whole lot. Um, we we have like almost no iframes whatsoever except for so we have the little half um, half iframe sidestep in awakening as uh, in pre-awaken and then there's also uh, a second in our f jump for the the non-bsr version where mm. we're getting our iframe um and that's pretty much it there's not a whole lot that we can have to protect ourselves um it, other than that it's just a, a couple super armors and there's there's not much protected ccs that we have either that's also a big issue with the kit uh, we have a forward guard uh, stiffness and just counter, and that's our in our pre-awakened kit. Uh, we also have the core skills, so most people go for the either like the F jump bound or the uh, casty down LMB essay, uh, and have a bound on the first and third hit. But there's not, there's no other uh, CCs in the awakened kit. Uh, that are protected, so it's really rough to 
fight these classes that have you know so much protection, but they have the uh, CCs on top of that protection damage too. Right. Um, what about for succession? Succession, I think, is just lacking a lot of mobility. Um, I think the uh, having like more the the little flow that they they added in the rework was uh, was good because um, they having like more ways to get your protection and and be more and get more CCs is good. But the the mobility, I think, is an issue that most suck valves complain about. Um, what about what about for Dark Knight, Matt? Like, what are some of like the biggest things that that Dark Knights are hoping for with the reworks, and yourself? I think actually one of the ones was something that we did get, which was Split Dusk. Um, mm -hmm. The other uh, things I think that people were thinking about. Uh, People wanted more CCs in Awakening, I think. Um, the I think some people were hoping for a grab. I wasn't hoping for a grab personally, but it was just, it feels bad. I'm sure you guys all know if, you know, you see someone, uh, let's just say, for example, Corsair, right? It's a class that has a lot of SA, a lot of iframe. They're, they've got a lot of protection going for them. And if you can't get around that, then um like if you're trying to hit them in a gap it's pretty hard so um you'll just watch your friends kind of die and maybe like miss grabs on them and you can't do anything to help uh in any sort of group pvp so people were hoping for some sort of way to interact with um sa and uh frontal guards or especially sa blocks that wasn't just blow them up with as much damage as you possibly can um so overall just more ccs um, and a little bit better protection is probably the best thing. Um, people complain a lot about DK's gaps, and in some regard, there there are gaps. Um, but the main thing really is just the fact that there's a lot of animation locking that kind of leaves you prone to taking, you know, big chunks of damage or, you know, large. Uh, it gives large opportunities for other classes to just throw a grab out and pick you up out of out of uh, something. Um, Often, if you're actually just fighting around a DK, uh, th since they don't have that many CCs, you can kind of throw grabs randomly, and it'll cancel the DK skills and just yoink them out. If you you just have to get used to the timing. Um, so yeah, most of the time they were just looking for a little bit better protections and a little bit better flow between skills, and uh, for the most part, I think you know that was hit. There are certain things a little bit clunky, but again, global labs, global labs, right? And then uh, certain things, you know, we still didn't get. And, you know, things like uh, better ways to interact with, you know, frontal guards and essays. Yeah. Do, do you think it's a, uh, a magic class thing or a, just a DK thing um, dealing with like frontal guards and essays? No, no, I think it's. Uh, you know there there are a handful of classes now that don't have any way of dealing with that mm -hmm. um you know sork is one of them may was one of them moose was one of them uh let's see any of the other classes that don't really have anything yeah i mean most of the other like most of the new classes of course right now have some form of opportunity to deal with those kind of protections especially 
I mean, I'm using Coursera a lot because they're a class that I'm sure a lot of people have interacted with. Yeah. And it has a lot of protection. So if you think about it, I don't think people are asking for like a grab per se. It's more some way to deal with it. Right now, the way that a Corsair kind of fights a DK is uh, if the Corsair is kind of geared enough and they can, they, they can kind of just waste the DK's time and the DK can, can't really do that much to them. Um, and I think like that sort of uh, interaction feels bad because you see a Corsair and I mean, Raiden Ray was saying like he tries to go for the grab and if he doesn't get it, then he needs to run away or else because his block gets like destroyed. Uh, in our situation, we try and maybe throw some skills to damage them in their SA skills. But if we see that their health bar isn't decreasing at all, we just run. There's nothing you can do. Um, you can try and trade them, but it's likely that they trade you back harder. Um, so a lot of like tough interactions that you have to deal with. And I think it's a hard thing for the devs to actually think about, you know, how do you buff the class with this much range and damage and you know, give them some sort of opportunities without giving them too many opportunities. Right. It's, it's, well, it's interesting. I didn't even think of this till now, but you have, we have Dark Knight that struggles a lot versus SA block. And luckily we have Raiden that kind of has the opposite like perspective to kind of go uh, a little bit of his viewpoint on kind of that interaction. Because I know a lot of classes were hoping with the reworks that they would all get the same like guard break stuff that Corsair has. And at first, when I first read all the Corsair skills, if you guys remember back when they first got leaked before the actual class was out, I thought like, this is a really cool and unique idea without giving a class a grab. And then when it came to live server, I realized like a couple issues with this. One, in a lot of matchups for Suck Corsair, it doesn't actually even help them in 1v1. Um, it's really more of a large scale thing. Like, so for example, I was fighting Popo and he's succession and I know their movements a little bit different. Um, I fought like suck Nova's and guardians and they still just, even when their block is broken, they can still just rotate essays. And since Corsair doesn't have a lot of CCs and no grab, you end up not actually winning some of those matchups, but then in large scale, it's so devastating to those classes because the block break mechanic basically makes it so they take so much damage. Cause like everyone relies on forward guard, e either forward guard skills or forward guard just when you're holding your block to negate damage. Cause there's just so much damage being thrown out. And the idea of like five or six classes with block break would be, it, it would literally make those classes unplayable. Um, I always bring up Kyrene when we have this conversation cause I, I had a, a talk with him and, and one of the things that he talked about is um, the interaction between those two, uh, not just classes, but you know, all, all the classes that don't have a grab and then the block classes. And he was saying one of the things that he'd wish would happen is add some sort of resource for a block that's separate, like an essay block, because it like, let's say for example, a Musa versus a warrior, the warrior gets to sit an essay block and the Musa is spending stamina, uh, WP and cooldowns trying to like get through that block and get around to no avail while the warrior's literally recovering health, recovering stamina, and like their block is the only resource that it costs, but it just regenerates so quickly. So I'm kind of curious, like uh, Raiden, from your point of view, do you feel like it's a problem in the current state that it, it's in? And what, if you could change it or make a change to kind of like that feels fair from the 
essay blocker perspective, what, what would you change to try to like make that interaction? I don't know, something that they could deal with, but wouldn't make you guys like not able to defend yourselves. Um, I think it's, it's a, when I first saw it, I thought it was a pretty good mechanic. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was something that, uh, would be great for like all the, all the classes without a grab because it kind of puts the, uh, the classes that do have one on like a little bit of a timer. Like they can't just, we can't just turtle all the time against these classes and wait for our cooldowns and, and keep resetting over and over and over again. Um, I, I just think that they they overdid it way too much with the uh I mean with how much damage uh like classes like Corsair put out, it just makes our, our block almost useless. Like if they could have I think like maybe a lower timer on uh on the debuff and maybe if if it's uh not as powerful, like I th- I could see it on like a lot of the other classes but yeah i'm not too sure how it would uh how you could really balance it that much because I, if you did the the super armor idea would be pretty difficult for some classes to to live in in large scale so i'm not really too sure about that yeah what what is the matchup like from a valk perspective like if you run into a dk or a sork do you feel like they can't do anything or you feel like like good ones find a way around it or, or what's kind of the interaction with those matchups um i think it it depends like because i can i can play a little bit more aggressive and uh and can get caught uh in some of my skills but at the same time i could also turtle and just i could just be like waiting 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 go for a grab and then oh shoot i didn't get the grab i'll just sit in block and just turtle a little bit more and wait for it again so and that that's not a play style that i don't want to play and i think is really boring so yeah yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's like really hard like one of the i think one of the other ideas that karim had is like let's say in the example of warriors if you're blocking after like 1.5 seconds if you're just sitting in your block that the essay comes off so you it kind of forces you to do something else and instead of just blocking um but i don't know it's like a it's one of these tough things that's (laughs) hard to manage and some classes rely on it more like valk isn't quite as mobile as warrior so i know a lot of people are wondering why warrior even has it because the way they the way they can move and how aggressive they can be and the slow debuffs and stuff and i i don't know like that the whole essay block thing is weird. And from my perspective, I play like mostly like assassin classes. And when I hear DKs and Sorks talk about it, I always hear like, well, we need uh, all of the mechanics that they want, like also affect the other matchups that they're already good at, which is why it's like kind of scary. It's like, well, yeah, the block break thing is great. It's a cool idea in, a nut- in like isolation of a DK versus a Nova or a DK versus a... um a valkyrie or a guardian but then like it also affects every ninja that's using stance shift and dk and sork mm-hmm. do just fine against ninjas that are you know using stance shift or relying on their frontal guard like i don't know you know what i mean like i i don't know zerker is kind of the same way like if you get your block i don't know how much does it affect zerker res if your block is stuck at zero 
Oh, yeah. Awaken Zerker relies very heavily on their frontal block from their C-swap and also occasionally S-blocking whenever they are trying to wait on some cooldowns. But C-swapping is, like, really huge in Awaken Zerker PvP. So if there was... It's really annoying to fight Corsairs. Of course, we have the benefit of having ignore grab resist, right? So normally Corsairs dive in, you go for the grab. I would say maybe like 60% of the time it goes through. So it's like pretty, you know, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but that being said, if the grab doesn't land and your block just is now gone, uh, it's really annoying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They, that's like a. It, it's funny because I, I was. I think a lot of people were hoping like the reworks would uh, do something to help with that, but it doesn't seem like they're really yeah. focused too much on SA blocks and how to deal with it. And like uh, another thing is like specifically for uh, speaking just for myself here, obviously, but like the idea of like these classes that have ways of like. I feel like DK versus Zerker is like fairly good. I think probably Zerker has the advantage, especially with Deva. Like if you can get that slow on them, that's huge. But it's a pretty decent matchup, like decent skill matchup. Uh, Sork is another one where it's like a pretty decent skill matchup. And the idea that these classes should have Corsair block break mechanics just because they don't have grabs, it always makes me cringe. It's like, why? <laughs> Yeah, because it just affect, it affects the other matchups so much. Like in a vacuum, it makes total sense, but then in like large scale, it, it you know I don't know. It's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Mato? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I agree. It's like all of these like tactics and things that people have been thinking about are like, yeah, it's super helpful versus like these SA block classes or maybe something like Corsair, but you know then it also affects everyone else. Like, I think, you know, Raiden's saying, like, yeah, um, the Corsair is going to hit me pretty hard, and they'll, like, cancel out my block, and that, like, puts me out of the fight. Um, same thing, it, this, the, that mechanic happens to all the other classes, too, and in some regards, it's worse, because not only, like, for me, if I fight a Corsair, my class is inherently not as tanky. And so if they do hit me with a skill, I'm actually you know, full, my block is already zero, and then I'm already taking, like, half HP, I need to run, um, like, <laughs> I might get hit by something else, you know, there, there's so many things that you have to think about, um, but basically all of these, me uh, mechanics, like, it's weird, but they might need to find some way to make it more specific to these classes whenever they, they come up with something like that. Yeah. It definitely seems like they, they need to solve the problem instead of trying to put, like, a band-aid on it. Like, something needs to be changed with SA blocks. I don't know what that is. I don't know what should be done, what could serve as a viable alternative for these classes. But, like, instead of trying to change the classes that struggle against SA blocks, which then in turn results in a whole nother clusterfuck of, like, well, what about the classes that they don't struggle against? They just need to do something with SA blocks. Yeah. It's kind of a similar thing with that we've been saying forever about grabs, right? Like, the idea of, like, oh, there needs to be a grab break mechanic or something like that. It's like, well, no, they just need to, like, change grabs, like, it, like at large. They just need to solve the problem by, like, changing the mechanic instead of trying to come up with, like, new ways to deal with this problem. 
someone had i can't i can't remember who said it so i apologize who came up with the idea but someone suggested for musa mewa a a grab like a more like skill-based grab where um it would be it would be unprotected it'd be like average speed not like super fast or whatever and then um like you know just normal cooldown hopefully like 15 seconds or something or more but where the grab would land only if it would have procced a back attack. So like you can't grab from the front. You have to get behind the opponent to attempt the grab and succeed. Which I actually think is a really cool idea where it's not just, oh, I just grab you anytime if you're right in front of me. Um, yeah. I mean, that would only solve it for two classes. But the idea if, of it kind of is, is interesting, honestly. I think I think for Musa Mewa, they, they need to have some ability that's like a grab, but instead of pulling the enemy to the Musa Mewa, it needs to pull the Musa Mewa to the enemy. I think that's really... I think that's what would solve all of their problems, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the to the, to the the reworks. So let's start with, uh, with Valk. Um... Awakening Valk, do you want to give us, Raiden, a kind of a, a rundown of some of the major changes that Awakening got and how you feel about them? No, that's kind of like a lot. That's sort of all-encompassing, but... Yeah. Quite a lot for, <laughs> yeah. for Awakening. What are some of the main, like, bullet points that are at the top? Like, give me, like, the top three or four bullet points of, like, this is a really impactful change. Let's start... Actually, let's do it this way. Let's go... Let's start positive and then negative. What are like some of the really good things that Awaken Valk got and why are they good? Uh, okay, so they reduced a lot of the cooldowns uh, for a lot of our skills. Mm -hmm. For movement, we have our Shield Chase 2 and 3. Uh, they have a cooldown of 9 and 13 seconds as opposed to 10 and 17. Uh, we have uh, our large scale skills such as I think it was Thank Titus or F jump. Um, I think there was other ones as well. Yeah, I think. I think um, uh, for cooldowns. Sacrum, yeah, Sacrum Ferret as well. Got yeah, so that cooldown. was the that was our unprotected stiff slope, but mm -hmm. they 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 took a a lot of the. They reduced a lot of the cooldowns, which is good. And they also added a lot of range onto the skills as well. So Verdict has a much bigger AoE, uh, Sanctitis or F-Jump, again, more more range. Uh, there's a, a lot of range on a lot of the skills now. Um, so that that was good. Uh, what's there? What about the new skill? How do you feel about the new skill that got added? That one, it's... I think I'm on the fence about it, because it took away the opener that I used to have, which was the Revelation. And what that did was, I would do Sanctitis, for, for large-scale-wise, I would open up with uh, Sanctitis into a ball, and I would be using the core skill for... I'd use the core bound that you would get from it, uh, and then follow it up with Revelation uh, for some good damage. And that would b both be SA 100% crit on it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was good having that protection. And it also allowed me to proc the uh, Tier 3 add-ons of Verdict. So the Verdict add-ons proc on 
the skill itself and when you use the flow for it, the, the revelation flow. So you can, uh, so with my my setup, I'm proccing the add-on for Sanctitis and I'm getting the verdict, which is really nice. Uh, they also, in this uh, rework, they changed the F jump bound into a knockdown, which would be even better for large scale too. Yeah, um, I was messing. I was messing around with the the new skill. So it's like it has a lot of like um, leeway in when you can use it. Like so, for example, if you if you F jump, you don't necessarily have to just like hold L and B to get it. You can actually like wait a second and linger the SA, and if it's decide if it's safe to use it or not. Um, I also noticed that it goes into it shift RMB's verdict, right? Uh, yeah, shift yeah. RMB. It, yeah, it goes into verdict like pretty quickly. Um, but I don't know if like I know like one of the things because it doesn't like LMB itself doesn't have a CC, but um, and it's also unprotected. Like the opening isn't isn't super big if you go like leap LMB shift RMB, but then I don't know when there's a lot of stuff going around. Like a lot of AOEs and stuff from range classes, might just get knocked so, out of it. I put uh, two clips from Swedex in our little chat, and uh, at first I was a little bit unsure about the skill. Uh, I really didn't like it because it was unprotected, and I lost an SA for it. Mm -hmm. But after uh, looking at these two clips, the the gap doesn't seem as bad now. That we have ways to work around it. And still be able to get it off. So I, I think that it's just something like a lot of the changes in the Valkyrie work is just uh, a lot of it's big changes that people may not like. But I think if you adapt to it, uh, you won't have. There's a lot of workarounds for it, basically. Yeah. How how impactful is the Deathline chase cooldown reduction and the promptness cooldown reduction and and the CC being removed from that and giving it SA. Uh, the Deathline chase is good. Uh, that also reminds me they so they fixed an issue with it where if you were to hold uh, forward when you were doing your Deathline chase, mm -hmm. it actually wouldn't keep the SA frontal guard or the the all resistance on it it would actually turn into a frontal guard. Uh, so they fixed that bug, which was really, really good. Um, but yeah, it's just having... I I just have to play around with it a little bit more, but I think having those cooldowns reduced uh, is, is a good start. So I think they, they have a, a decent idea um, or a good idea on where or what needs to be done for the class. Yeah, so if you could change your, your scoot iframe, the AD, LMB, or is it RMB in Awakening or LMB? It's uh, A or D and LMB in Awakening, mm -hmm. and then it is RMB instead of LMB for the pre-awaken. Okay, so I, what, what does that need? Like, does it just need to be like a, like a four or five second cooldown and just be full iframe? Or like what like if you could change that skill to give you utility that's actually gonna like keep you alive, how would you change that skill? Or would you Um I think I would I think I would like to keep the that half iframe if it was on cooldown, but maybe make it a full iframe when it is when or when it's off cooldown. 
and maybe I don't know, maybe three, four seconds. Yeah. Uh, just having a little bit that would help our our skirmishing a lot. Uh, I think that and just more protected CCs, but the another thing. Yeah, Valk's one of these weird ones, like hard. It, it's weird because they don't really give a lot of protected CCs in Awakening, and it's pretty rare outside of like core skills on most classes. But one of the things with Valk is like she's not fast enough to like safely throw out unprotected CCs. Whereas like other classes yeah. can, and it's not that big a deal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How would how would you address that for Awakening? Um. Yeah, I'm not. Not I guess, really. I guess just range or something like uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it seems like a weird like catch twenty two that you're in. That was one idea. I think I was talking to a Moo about uh, where we have our celestial spear and our smite, but maybe we could have uh, take off the bound on our spear and make it an essay. Or make it like a SA stiff, something like that, to you know help with uh, more range catches. Something that they could maybe look at. Yeah. Um. All right. What about uh, before we switch to DK? What about some of the some of the negative stuff? What What are some of the things that changed that you really don't like? Uh. Actually, uh, before that, I do remember a couple more things. Okay. Uh. So. They also fixed another bug uh, that is a big issue, which is the uh, the block lock, where if you're attacking a, a person's shield, it kind of locks them in that stance, mm -hmm. and you can't really use any uh, abilities. There's there was only like one way I'd be trying, I would be able to get out of it would be to back deathline chase and into into like another another skill. Um, because otherwise I couldn't use the the rest of my kit uh, if I was getting my shield attacked. So that was a, a right. really good change. And it doesn't uh, move you back as much, right? Or at least that's what it said in the notes. I don't know if you tested that or not. Like when you're getting hit yeah, by blocking. I don't think it moves us back at all, actually. If I remember correctly. So that that was uh, that that's something that was really good. Uh, they also changed the... So they made a gave us more of like a the warrior type of grab where um, we used to have to um, we'd have to Q cancel and do a quick slot grab to be able to grab in awakening, mm -hmm. but now all we have to do is hit. We can use uh, most of our skills in awakening and just press E after, and we would get our grab right away. Right, so you could do it after promptness or whatever. Any like mobility too. Yeah. Promptness, Terra, there's there's a lot of different things or a lot of different skills that you can use it with now. What about the Echo Walk? So I want to talk about Echo Walk because it's like it's funny because I, I think a lot of people don't realize that Valks could always do that because people just don't see Awaken Valks. Most Valks are like pre-awakening and it's not like you're like echo walking across a node war in the middle of a fight or anything. But um how much different is the new Echo Walk compared to before? So before yeah. it's, I mean, it was still like it's it's not something you could do a whole lot in in large scale. 
or in some uh, skirmishing scenarios because you're usually unprotected for it. There's like a little gap where you do get the SA frontal guard because you're holding Q down, but uh, most of the time I'm getting CC'd out of it. Uh, but I thought it was uh, perfectly fine the way it is. Uh, and so that's kind of leads into one of the, I guess I would consider like a negative change because I, I think it was, uh, it's just not something that the class needed. It's one of the the rework things that was completely unnecessary, like some of the some of the other classes got. Uh, I did post uh, in the chat again. Um, just I'm not sure what uh, Alucia was running for. I I don't know. That might be five movement speed with that. Uh, uh, with uh, his clip, mm -hmm. but was yeah, this is uh, Sweet X's uh, clip of him using it. It's but, still really quick, yeah. But with this, is I mean, this followed up with the um, with the knockdown. So they put the knockdown on the BSR version of Tank Titus as well, and it just makes it so like. I I I guess the devs are are fine with Valk just being an alt bot in large scale. That's just uh, it's just one thing I really didn't like because like you could you could set up a lot of plays just out of render distance and you can just come charging in at a ball and it's incredibly hard to track someone doing that echo walk now. Yeah. So it's, do you think yeah, the, the range was very unnecessary? Do you think the node war engage like non BSR is is viable now? Because uh, I was, I was like messing around with it with uh, Swidex on Global Labs, and like if you if you kind of like echo walk from far away and then just like throw vacuum spear leap LMB shift RMB, like it comes off pretty quick. Plus, there's like if you're using the core, um for the leap, then you have, you have the bound attempt on the vacuum, the vacuum itself, you have the bound on spear and then the knockdown attempt. So, and then the whole thing's protected except for the LMB, which is like you were saying before, pretty quick. And it seems like it does a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, I guess the only concern would be, how would you get out after you've done it? I mean, we would still have our, um, we have our we can disengage from that and then play more of a support role afterwards because we would still have our purification. We'd still have our our Elyon heal, so we can kind of let the our our main ball kind of do the rest and just make sure everybody is staying uh, healed and topped up. Yeah. Kind of just brings out like the the more large scale or the, the more support aspect of Valkyrie. So with the promptness change, the deathline change, and then the changes to shield chase, do you feel like Valk's protected movement is in a good spot? Like as far as like actually just moving around the battlefield? Or do you um, think it's still lacking? Because I know it's one of the problems that a lot of Valk's had felt before. Uh, I think it should be uh, better now. There's uh, a, another issue that comes up though that they did not address, which is when you're trying to do a shield chase while sitting in Awakening, mm -hmm. uh, to your left or right, it uh, procs your, your C-swap, um, and it, it gives you a frontal guard gap in between the uh, SA frontal guards 
from the cube block into the shield chase. The so I'm I'm surprised that was still in the uh it was still on the global labs and they did not change that. Yeah. But I think other than that, I think the the movement's definitely better. There's still a lot of you still have uh some utility to work with. I think you just you still won't have as much of a like a getting to the back line fragger mentality. You you still want to be more of like a playing the support role uh, in large scale. So, um, last guy I want to talk about real quick before we uh, switch to to Mano. I want to your shift Q. What's the name of shift Q? The awakened skill. Oh, Divina Impulsa. Yeah, yeah that skill. Uh, so they they removed the frontal guard and gave it a knockdown. Which I, I know is kind of, at least from my point of view, is kind of a weird change. Um, just because you guys don't use, or you guys don't really have a whole lot of frontal guard, especially not frontal guard trading or damage. Uh, is that yeah. something, like, why, I don't know, what what was, like, the reasoning behind that? Or do you like that change? No, so, uh, that is one of the more negative changes, because after that, uh, the only frontal guard we have now is um, our purification, and I need to be able to have that for for healing people. So obviously, I can't really use that for uh, for damage as much. And that skill also uh, it kind of took away the float. We had there's a float combo you can do with that skill, um, and having the the knockdown for PvP just kind of screws up the combo as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's not something I, it's something that I was using quite a lot in large scale, at least for you know, putting some more damage pressure uh, uh, on like enemy targets and yeah, it just wasn't a wasn't a good change in my opinion. And, yeah. you know, speaking of combos, I uh they also went and took away um so there's a i guess they consider it a bug with uh our bomb defined slam where when you use it it's about a 80 percent chance to proc a down smash mm. and it's used uh for extending a lot of combos and it gives us the ability to do a a lot of reset combos too and they they took away that and gave it only like a 30%. I, I haven't been able to get the down smash proc on it actually on Global Labs, and I've been testing it quite a bit. So that kind of kind of simplifies the, the combos a bit more, which was uh, another negative about it. Uh, I think w one of my friends brought it up uh, that they could maybe uh, remove the frontal guard on it and put back the the 80 percent down smash just because it gives a, a little bit of variety in combos but yeah it's just that that's one of the things that uh, i was really upset about too yeah i i'm in a i'm in a weird place with the down smash stuff because i am either it pa needs to be all in with it or just out completely in my opinion, like get rid of down smashes. Yeah, either everyone gets to do them a hundred percent or no one. In my opinion, because it's like, um, I don't know. The it, fact that <laughs> only like two classes have useful down smashes that just they can down smash you into oblivion. 
is so ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, I, I totally understand the need for it, like, especially if you feel like uh, combo damage on Valk isn't quite good enough, or there's classes that are super tanky that you're trying to deal with, so the extension helps a lot. Um, on the other hand, it's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like everyone, if either everyone should have one or no one should have one kind of thing. Uh, just because, like, I don't know, it's like such a weird thing. Like, the rule is and always was or was supposed to be, like, it's 30%, which I don't like. I think having a random RNG chance to re-CC is odd. But, um, I don't know. It, it's, like, it's like kind of odd. It's a very odd thing that not everyone has. I would love to have it on, like, Kuno, uh, but we don't. <laughs> or, like, Sorks get it, I mean, probably even more reliably than Valk gets it, which I, has never really made sense yeah, to me. That's the other thing, is that it's not always even 30%. Some classes, it's just a guaranteed down smash, like, 90%. It's, like, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I definitely get the uh, the sentiment. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I like having the ability to have a lot of different ways to combo. Uh, but I can see that being really annoying. Yeah, I mean, it, it would almost make more sense to, like, if, if for whatever reason, like, the Valk combo damage just isn't quite good enough to just change skills in a way that you still have a variety of combos that doesn't rely on a down smash you know uh at least that's what seems to make most sense to me like they kind of did that with sork in the rework but pretty sure they can still down smash so it doesn't i don't know um we get to uh to wes <laughs> wes uh if you could uh talk a little bit about oh, let's start with awakening since we did awakening valk mostly there if you could talk a little bit about some of the positive changes that you feel like awakening dk got <clears throat> um and then we'll go with some of the negative stuff right after yeah sure sure i feel like um i should probably first talk about the changes that like dk got in general though okay. because there are a couple of them and i think like the biggest one and i think this is the one that most people will notice especially new players or like newbies at dk is the uh split dusk um for a lot of people who didn't know dusk there's a dusk and a chain dusk and that's the sideways iframe dash um in the past it used to be that uh, to use the chain dusk you had to use dusk before that and if you didn't then you were just using another dusk but it was unprotected because dusk would have been on cooldown um now that the, the two dusks are split, that basically means we have an iframe on a two-second cooldown and one on a five-second cooldown, which is a big change because a lot of people were getting caught mainly in that second uh, iframe that they were trying to do. Um, so it really adds like a lot of like protection to especially newer players who don't really know kind of how to dash properly. Um, probably adds a little bit more movement to the class overall so that uh, even like more experienced players can now dash in a way that they weren't able to dash safely in before. Um, and then the other um, interesting changes would be the uh, airstrike flow. There's an additional uh, flow to airstrike now um, that Frosty's kind of showing. It it basically gives you a second uh, kind of swipe afterwards that does add a little bit of forward momentum. Um, it's unprotected, no CC on it, but uh, it it does let you move a little bit more. So overall, that gives a little bit more uh, movement, and I think that's good. Um, Awakening specific, 
I think a lot of people are interested in the the new cluster of despairs, that big new AOE that we have. Mm. Um, previously, cluster would just shoot like one little dagger, and it did a decent amount of damage. But now we have this big AOE. Um, you can't cast it on cooldown anymore, but uh, it's it seems useful. Um, yeah, for the most part, um, I haven't really been able to get any you know form of reliable testing with like damage, of course, because it's global labs, but uh, it seems like a, at least a very useful PvE skill. In terms of PvP, it's still fairly hard to use. You can use it to maybe tag more people with... Uh, it has a slow debuff on it, so maybe it'll make DK more annoying with uh, uh, in-group PvP, since you can add more slows. Um, and if you want to wait throughout the whole uh, animation, then I think it will probably do a decent amount of damage. So we'll just have to see how that turns out. Yeah, I, n I noticed um, that skill is kind of unique for DK in that you can cancel it any time. Yeah. And my, I mean, I have a small complaint about that, that skill, but mm -hmm. I mean, I just wish that the damage w ticks were a little bit more evenly spread out throughout the animation, but, you know, does it, it, it doesn't is it matter. backloaded? Yeah, okay. almost all of DK's skills are backloaded on damage ticks. So you have to wait anyways if you want to see the damage come out. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's a good skill. Um, really amazing PvE. PvP probably just okay to more useful than it was before, at least. So great change. Um, so that one, real quick, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Because uh, a lot of DKs that I spoke to yesterday, um, their initial reaction was that it's a negative change, a net negative because of being able to proc the tier three over and over whenever you want with cluster. Um, yeah. do you feel like it's a net negative or the skill is actually like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? I guess like for so, PVE and PVP. Yeah. I was thinking about that as well because the tier three overall, it's, I think it lasts what, six seconds. Um, and then the cooldown for cluster is something around like 12, 12 seconds. Yeah. So technically you would have like more downtime with the tier three. Um, PVE, it's probably a net negative. So I kind of agree because that's the one that you would put the like, you know, 30 monster AP. Um, but I, I, it might actually just balance out to be honest because of the AOE. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, cause like, I, think, I think it just balances. Because it's not like Cluster did damage before. So it's like that 5 DP in the crit or whatever. It's like, if it actually deals damage, then it's not like you're spending time using a skill that literally hits one mob and does zero damage. Yeah, I mean, it did do damage, but it you had to aim it really well. And then the AoE size was so much smaller. So yeah, um, I think probably overall it balances out. Um, and then, yeah, PvP, I'm not going to lie, I did run that in PvP, especially groups so that... Uh, I'm sure you guys know, like you can hit barricades for tier three add-ons. So you would just hit a barricade or something or a horse or something and then go fight. Um, it was one way to kind of <laughs> yeah. keep add-ons on. So that uh, was a, a little bit of a small trick. Fun fact, I, if you're in Nova, that's also how you can build up, uh, what should we call it? Yeah, your, your star breath. Yeah. Yeah, I know a bunch of Novas in my guild run around just murdering horses for fucking their breath yeah. thing so that they can use Excel when they get into a fight. Scumbags. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a tactic. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think overall it ends up being net balance. So I personally like the larger AoE. I, 
I think it's useless in 1v1 now, though. It's so hard to get it out. Um, you pretty much end up canceling it after the first tick of damage. So, right. uh, especially versus fast classes, I'm not sure how you can really use it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool skill. I like the animation. Overall, we'll see. I don't think it needs any form of protection. I think if they added protection to it, of course it'd be nice, but like... The fact that you can cancel right out of it, you know, the fact that it applies a debuff and it's really just to kind of give you the tier three add-on, I think that's sufficient. Maybe they need to add that, not just move, but attack cast. It'd probably be too yeah. busted, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if yeah. it was lower, like 15%, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Do you, really want it to, do you want it to have a CC? Or? I don't I, know. I don't like it when a skill doesn't stylistically have, like fit a cc um right right i i agree it just doesn't seem like it should it could be a stun maybe yeah i mean it could be a stun could be a stiff a stiff would be cool i if anything like if i had to pick cc or protection i would pick cc and i would pick stiff yeah um all right what, what else did uh awaken dk get um i think uh one we touched on earlier was uh the the neat, so the flow to seed of catastrophe mm -hmm. that's that big pillar um is called root of catastrophe that now has sa and that's a really nice change because um it actually makes bond seed viable i think in the past people didn't know that um uh i mean if you've known dk from release seed of catastrophe was full sa and that made it so that uh you can just throw long range stuff like all the time um now that the flow has SA, it, it makes it so that if you use Bond Seed, you can use Seed and then Root of Catastrophe, and then that's all SA. Um, they also reduce the Seed cooldown by one second, and I think the the Root cooldown by one second as well, which is, is pretty nice. 2.5, actually. 2 .5, from, from 11 yeah. to 8.5, yeah. Yeah, overall, those are like very significant changes. Um, it gives DK this... Uh, that's probably the biggest change for large scale. I think some people can play almost full range DK now in large scale, and it'll make them pretty hard to catch. So yeah. this is a this is a, a probably their this is what most people will probably notice, especially for newer DKs, um, because a lot of newer DKs kind of just don't know how to go in with melee, and they'll just sit at range and just throw skills because it's safe. Yeah. Um, how impactful is this? The touch of exploitation changes. Um, I need to test a lot more with this one. This one is, I mean, the skill doesn't really do much damage, mm -hmm. and overall, it's. Uh, I mean, the fact that it has a frontal guard means that we can actually use it. So I've been thinking about a different ways I can use it, but for the most part, I can't find any real way to use it in PvP, mm -hmm. except for. I mean, just having another frontal guard, you know, like in the same place that you might Q block since DK has a Q block, you would also, you could just use touch of exploitation instead. Um, right. Can you cancel out whenever you want? Yeah, you can, but it's not as quick. It has kind of a, uh, it's not as smooth, I guess, as right. some of the other cancels that they added in. It's it's okay. I think PVE is probably where you might see it the most because now there's another frontal guard and you can just deal some damage while you're waiting. Um, 
I think this particular change was targeted towards PvE, mm-hmm. where in most of the feedback that we sent, we were saying, uh, you know, Awakening feels bad in PvE because once you finish the the three PvE or three big damage skills that you have, you're just waiting for cooldowns and you're just watching the mobs because the main hand skills didn't weren't doing any damage. Right. So this this I think was what this was truly targeted at. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know how much damage it does in PvE and Global Labs is I, I still for everything I feel like is super weird to test, but. It now at yeah. least hits every mob. It did get one additional hit. I wonder if it's going to be if it's going to make more sense to just use touch of exploitation as filler instead of ever even going to pre-awakening. Yeah, I think that's the main main goal here. Um like before you're seeing like uh at max 923% times 3 up to 4 hits. Now basically you have this big like extra 923 times 5 on the last hit and the AoE is much larger. So yeah. It just kind of fits as like your little filler. Uh, and especially maybe in conjunction with the new grip of grudge, right? Um, but again, that skill does really no damage, it seems. Yeah, that one, I, I still think that one's, but like mathematically speaking, it doesn't make any sense that it doesn't do damage. Yeah, it's it's really weird to me. And so I, I, I'm just holding out to see what happens with live and if I can maybe, uh, I mean, maybe I'll try and like try real hard to match my exact gear and then see if the damage is like good or something on on mobs or something but uh yeah i guess grip of grudge is the next change it's it's got this much bigger animation much faster it's just i i don't see any use for the skill in pvp there's no way you can possibly use it do you think you could use it because i I noticed the range is actually kind of wild on it like if you back up could you use it just as like a a last hit from far away um see i was thinking about that too but you would have no reason to do that over something like cluster or switching to um or just using shadow uh strike which is the rebam skill um because shadow strikes super fast cluster you can use dusk and then hit cluster and it comes mm-hmm. out really fast um grip comes out fast but it seems like it does no damage even if they're on the ground it seems like I don't know. It just it just seems so weird. Like when I tried it on someone, um, I think they were. Of course, this doesn't mean anything because Global Labs is kind of weird. But they were like running three fifty DP, and I was running like three thirty AP, um, and it did like maybe a hundred damage to their health bar. And I I couldn't really figure out like what was wrong with the skill. Maybe it's just hits. And I think some people have been complaining about um, it having a weird hitbox or something. But yeah. This one's something that needs a lot more testing. Um, what I was thinking is like this skill spins mobs and stylistically, it kind of it it actually comes from behind where you fire it, like the behind the enemy and kind of like swipes towards you. So I was thinking it, it could be their way to give um, DK another CC, maybe behind frontals or something. Um, it doesn't have to be like a grounding CC, but I was thinking, you know, stun, maybe stiff. I don't know. It's an interesting skill. I just wish they would do a little bit more with it. And, you know, we'll see how they change things. Yeah, it's pretty fast. The the, the new yeah. animation also looks really cool. I mean, I was using it just because it looked cool, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at the, it literally is supposed like, so if you have, um, if you side by side it with like Spirit Legacy, now for obviously for PvP, it has more damage reduction 
than Spirit mm -hmm. Legacy, and it also doesn't have any special attacks. It has no down attack or air attack, so you're not going to get any bonuses. But for PvE, it should hit arguably uh, like as hard or harder than Spirit Legacy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think like it should be good in PvE, especially since it's supposed to spin mobs and show you their back so that you can get back attacks on them. Like it should be something that you should pull with. Or like once you group a bunch of mobs, say in Sakurai or something, you spin the mobs and then start throwing your damage. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's one that I would like to see some some at least mild PvP usage from the skill too. Yeah. Um, what did they change the core skill for Touch of Exploitation to? Does it have a float now or something? Or what? Or uh, what is the CC on it? Because I know you guys have core. But before it gave frontal guard, now that already has frontal guard, what does it give? I think they removed the bound on it, and then they, uh, uh, let me see. Okay, so they, they probably give it a bound. On the last skill or bound. Okay. I don't. I don't really remember what they changed to the core itself. I don't see that being used though. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. I think regardless of what they change it to, it won't be used. So you're able to use shadow bullet in awakening. That's a good change, yeah. That that's a new one. Um, basically, just adds more movement, more of a quality of life thing. Because you would have to C swap and then bullet. Um, that's nice. Apparently, they've they increased um, how Spirit Legacy links to some other things, but I haven't noticed any of that. It doesn't feel that much different. So that that's pretty much the extent of the Awakening specific changes. Yeah, I, I actually tested, so w when when I was messing around with uh, multi a while back when we were like messing, testing out a bunch of like DK's openings or gaps or whatever, mm -hmm. well, um, God, if I remember correctly, I'd have to retest, but I'm pretty sure if you went Spirit Legacy straight into Q, the cats are like mm -hmm. right about to fight next to me, <laughs> right, straight Spirit Legacy straight into Q block, you would see the block icon disappear and reappear like real fast. And I noticed on Global Labs that doesn't happen. Like now it just yeah. persists throughout. So maybe like now you can smoothly go into whatever, something else that's protected at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think this was more of like a way for them to cover. Um, there seems to be like this, this like weird thing where you're going Spirit Legacy into a different skill. Sometimes there's a gap, sometimes there's not. Um, very hard to reproduce one for sure. So I think they just increased the skill linkages. Uh, you know, I haven't noticed it. It's hard to notice stuff like that on Global Labs anyways because we're all playing on like 150, 250 ping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Global Labs is so weird. Dude, also like the CCs, like when you float something, it like happens so delayed. Yeah. And and then you just might get floated while you're comboing and it's just like, I don't know how this happens, but whatever. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of like the awakening changes. They didn't, it's not as like wild. I mean, I guess because Grip of Grudge and Cluster, if those end up being good skills, then it's pretty significant because having two exactly. more usable skills that you didn't have before is pretty huge. But they definitely were a little bit more modest with the DK changes. And I know a lot of DKs are not happy about that overall, but what are like, like the, with these changes, like if DK were to come to live right now on awakening, like how would it feel in Node War? Would it be any different? It would be mostly the same. I think that's the, I think that's why people are frustrated. Like none of the awakening specific changes 
changed anything about how the class actually interacts with others right now. And I think that's what people were really hoping for. They were hoping for, you know, more options to deal with essay block, more options to deal with high geared players. Um, you know, the problem is like all these new skills are really much the same. I think the only real changes is like you have a little bit more movement, a little bit more slipperiness, which is not more damage, which is oddly what a lot of people are asking for. Um, I'm okay with most of these changes actually because I like more movement, um, like Shadow Bullets, uh, Split Dusk, things like that. Um, but, you know, it doesn't, I think, for example, like if you threw all these changes on live right now, DK would still not be like one of the top five classes, you know, and I think that's what people are hoping for. I they think everybody to wants top their five. class to be top five, you know, <laughs> so and that, that's like much of a hope. Do Too you think that DK needs more damage? Not really. I just think like the damage needs to be a little bit more balanced in the animations. Like most right. of the time I feel like you, you're just waiting for the damage to come out from an animation to move on to the next skill because right. a lot of them are back-ended. So, are, I mean, is it just like maybe you guys need a couple cancel? Like maybe if, if more abilities worked similarly to Cluster... Or you yeah, just get uh, out. Yeah. Because um, I don't again, know. Like from my point of view, and uh, maybe maybe it's just I'm in a different world. I don't know, but I I feel like DKs do so much damage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think DK needs more damage. I just need. The, I just would say like uh, these changes are great, and I think that like DKs just want better options to interact with like more classes. Yeah. I think I mean maybe it's like maybe it's one of these things where it's I noticed this with Sorks too where they feel like they don't do damage but they're really referring to they don't do damage to Striker, Mystic, and Valk. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're you're not dealing damage to like a small subset of the population. Um I if if I had to say one thing, I don't think DK needs more damage. I think DK needs more CCs. Yeah. Um so the other thing I wanted to to mention stylistically before I go, I, I kind of want to talk to Rain about Succession Valk a little bit, but do you feel like they're, I know they said in this post that they want DK to be like hybrid sword and um, awakening, like awakening and pre-awakening, but most classes feel like they're moving towards being strictly in awakening. Do you feel like that's the case with DK as well? Yeah, actually, I feel like, and DK is one of the ones where you are normally like very 50-50. Like you spend 50% in pre-awakening, 50% in awakening. Um, lately with all the changes that they've been making, it's, it's definitely leaning towards like you're probably going to be 70% in awakening and 30% pre-awakening. You're still going to need airstrike. And I, like I said, like all the, the changes to main hand like were actually pretty good. Uh, they're like really solid changes. So um it's really just the changes where, uh, like, from here, DK is pretty much turning into more of, like, an awakening or succession. And whenever you're succession, obviously, your main hand locked. Whenever you're awakening, you're definitely going to be, like, almost 75% awakening, I think, nowadays. Especially in PvE. Yeah. Um, what, what's, like, your main role in a large scale on awakening DK? Like, are you with the ball? Are you a flex? Uh, 
kind of depends, right? But I think that's... I think most DKs are with the ball, actually. They're, they're with the ball kind of flanking around and looking for, for picks. And it kind of depends on, on uh, pretty much what playstyle you're used to playing and what gear you have. If you're pretty high gear, like Smoover, like, uh, like Amelia, um, you'll actually just be playing pretty you know solo and you'll just try and like flank with main ball, get kills. Um, at that point, though, you have like quite a bit of damage. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let me let's talk a little bit of Valk Succession because Valk Succession. Mm. When I when I read, so I I think some of these changes are really cool. Obviously, like the the main hand weapon stuff, uh, affects yeah. Succession like the shield chase changes and all that. But on Valk Succession, um. Their changes were fairly subtle, Raiden. Do you agree? Like it's not like it's PVE buffs, obviously, on a lot of stuff, but outside of that, it's like not major changes. Yeah, I mean, a, a majority of it was was you know full on like PVE. Like uh, it's crazy because uh, I know that their their art team has uh, some. They have some good stuck Valks in there. You got Paladin. You have uh, Mecha, and I'm sure they like they have uh, plenty of resources. Uh, whoever is working on the Succession Valkyrie to to improve the class, but it it just seems like all they're getting is just PVE buffs. Um, but they did get some nice changes. So the uh, they got a little bit uh, less. They they shaved a, a couple seconds on their Judgment of Light. So from 15 seconds, it's now 13. Mm -hmm. A uh, little bit of like one second shaved off of divine powers, but yeah, there's just PVE damage, and, and that's pretty much it. But of course, they, they do have the the nice flow that they added uh, for Judgment of Light. So um, there are three skills that I know of right now that I was playing around with that uh, allows you to use their their new function shift C to activate judgment of light yeah. into like a seamless uh, super armor. Yep. And it is from your shining dash, which you can hop bar, but I think most people normally just do uh, forward shift and then press space bar to proc it. Uh, you also have your sanctitis. So instead of F and awakening, it would be down C and your sword of judgment. Uh, and that is seen in the small video that they uh, that their team posted. Uh, so that was that was a good start. Uh, being able to get that super armor quick can be helpful. But uh, oh yeah, and they also have the the shield throw cancel, uh, which is another issue uh, that the kit had. So for shield throw. Uh, Valks had to pick up the absolute shield throw instead of prime if they wanted to have the shield throw cancel. Um, but with this rework, they fixed it so that prime can benefit from that now. So, right. Oh yeah, I forgot about that for catches. Right. Because it what yeah. ha what happens? It just comes out way slower. It, you just you have to do it, it'll proc the celestial spear and then you would have to do the. The full animation for uh, shield throw. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So does that... Mm, I don't know how much it affects the damage. Does all the damage come from uh, the base skill, or is it... Like, so um, are, are they going to do more damage now that they're using the Prime version? Yeah, the Prime Spear has a slightly higher modifier. Um, I think it's like an extra 200% uh, roughly added to Celestial Spear. But Right, okay. But it's not anything crazy. So, so yeah, it's a little bit. It's not too crazy, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, I see. Um, yeah, that's kind of oh, interesting. They, yeah. Um, another thing with the... They did add a, a little bit of damage to Sanctitis. So they added... Um, so the last hit has... Um, it used to be uh, 1588% times 3. It's now times 6 now for the last hit. Okay. And that's really your down C. Is that a match Awakening? Was Awakening already more? Is that why? Um... I think Awakening 15... Oh no, Awakening is less. That's interesting. Yeah, it's slightly less, but uh, they both. I think they both have bigger range now. Uh, mm -hmm. But the thing with Awakening, though, is that with the core skill, they can benefit from the knockdown now. So right, right. We, before we had the bound, and the, <laughs> the knockdown was going to be a lot bigger for, uh, for comboing catches. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It also is uh, only a nine-second cooldown in Prime Two. That's pretty big, actually. I don't know why I like kind of overlooked that. Um, what about the divine power changes? So I know it says I don't know if the PvP damage changed or not, but they lowered the cooldown divine Prime divine power to eight seconds and changed the damage a little bit. And then the ultimate divine power skills changed, so it they lowered the cooldown of that as well. Um, does yeah. how, how much does that impact succession? Um, I mean, it's gonna be great for for PVE again, but uh, the skill you still have to hold uh, to proc the uh, the ultimate, mm -hmm. and you're still stuck in the animation for quite a bit. So unless they put like an S uh, super armor on it, it's you won't see like we we already don't use it at all in large scale. Right. Uh, or just like I, I don't the, most of the suck bags I've seen they aren't using it at all and I think it'll just be the same do you remember the succession launch version oh yeah yeah that one was was pretty busted oh my god it was so nuts um it would yeah. just be one skilling everybody yeah I remember oh god I forget his name now but there was a uh... We we were in like this two v two tournament, and this fucking Valk literally was just like he was actually killing entire like the the whole other team by just casting it. It was so insane. Um, yeah. So I so you were saying that the movement is kind of the biggest issue. Do you feel like if if they buffed Suck Valk's movement a little bit more, that it would be in a pretty good spot? Like, what else does the kit really need? Like, what is it missing? What are some of the major things that like? Even after the rework, it still is like, yeah, but it doesn't have this, so it can't function. I mean, right now, it, um, it it hits hard, but a lot of it is unprotected because it's it's coming from your sort of judgment. Right. Uh, so maybe they could look at doing like 
they could do like maybe a I I know that BSR skills is also there there aren't many BSR options for Suckfalk as well, so maybe they could do like a ten percent, fifteen percent on like sort of judgment and that could make it like a forward guard or a super armor. Could be something that uh they could look at. Cause yeah, they they don't have much for damage um that's protected except for your judgment of light and your shield throw. Yeah. Uh but with a little bit of with more movement, maybe if they got like a similar treatment with like uh our little sidestep iframe, um I think that could uh for the Vows would suck Vows could really benefit from that in all different kinds of fighting. Um yeah, I was looking at uh, uh I've been looking at like Lunar Lay's uh feedback, I guess, about Suck because he you know, he plays like exclusively succession. Um one of the interesting things he talked well, he talks about the uh like that's kind of interesting is the the Enslar being super armor at the start, whereas like the awakened one is iframe. Him kinda wanting that to be changed to be able to avoid grabs would be kinda interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I think some, uh, that's something that uh, they could do as well. And some of these, I, I feel like they they could make a lot of things similar between the two kits because they're still like they they both have very different identities as it is already. So I think it they can they can make the a change like that for sure. But I, I will say I I'm not the I'm not a big expert on Suckvalk. I've played it a little bit, and I know a bit of the basics, but it's still a little bit hard for me to to judge uh, Suckvalk. Right. Um, Matt, I wanted to ask, so uh, the the Smoky Haze thing on uh, Pre-Awakening, Ignoring Collision, which is a, an awesome change, um, is it just not is it just like bugged on awakening or something because i noticed smoky haze when you're in awakening stance it still has collision yeah it pretty much uh, i'm not sure if it's a bug or if it's intended but that's part of the reasons why some changes feel a little bit clunky same with the nocturne changes there's a flow after nocturne where you can use the new repeated annihilation skill um, which is a great skill by the way but you just can't use it if you're starting from awakening stance right which is just odd so if they change that uh most of the changes are like great yeah so so what were some of the the major changes that uh succession dk got because i i know suck dks are well well they sound a little bit more positive than the uh, i'm pretty happy for, for suck dk yeah it's they i mean the wheel and lunacy aoe size is insane it's it's yeah. so much bigger now um, that helps for a purely melee class that's like pretty squishy still. Um, yeah, and the linkages between the skills seem to have been increased. So seems like you can uh, use Wheel into Lunacy, and I think there's probably still a gap. That's something that's hard to test on Global Labs, right? But uh, it may be a lot smaller. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, they they kind of like. All those pre-awakening changes that happen, you know, airstrike flow, the nocturne flow, uh, the split dusk, the obsidian ashes thing, all of that just benefits suck more. 
partially because like for suck the obsidian ashes is actually it does have a cc on it so it has a bound yeah um so yeah it these are all good changes the aoe changes are like mostly quality of life for like ravage rake and nocturne um but like wheel lunacy camera all those three skills getting big buffs are actually very nice and especially for um the fact that like now you don't have to stand like right next to the person to hit them with the skill because then you're more likely to get hit by like a billion other people right right um yeah i, I mean suck is is definitely on the come up and i would probably say that like that's what you'll see a lot of people playing um, if like these changes just immediately hit live, that's probably what most people would try and play. Um, did you test the shadow strike stuff? It says it links with other skills. Um, change so that it can be activated only after the attack and the time the attack is applied. What what what's that change? Yeah, it uh, it was a little buggy for me, so I, I didn't test it enough. Honestly, when I was playing around with it, I couldn't get everything to activate perfectly, and I couldn't tell. Maybe that's because I was starting from the awakening stance sometimes. Uh, again, like all those weird changes where you're starting in the awakening stance and you try and use some stuff, it just doesn't work. And then that kind of feels like a lot of the changes didn't apply to awakening, but more so to suck. Right. Yeah, the, the flow airstrike is crazy on succession because airstrike actually does a little bit of damage. So having it have mm -hmm. like 12 hits in an AoE plus at least for pve and and maybe for combos and pvp i don't know but thinking more for pve if you start off a pack after you've kind of pulled it and airstrike and use the flow to get to their back you now get the back attack plus the dp debuff super early in your combo so you don't have to use spirit legacy like right off the jump yeah no it, it's pretty nice i think like you know just like throwing more ideas out there it'd be cool if they you could use the flow off the hot bar too um something like that but yeah, yeah I mean, independent. All, yeah, all around, it, it's a great change. Like the airstrike one, because um, that has both PVE and PVE PVP usage. It's just so much extra movement. I don't care that it's unprotected at all, but I know some people do. Uh, it's it's good. I, that's definitely a good change. Um, airstrike is fast. Now. Yeah, I mean, and they sped it up for succession too. That's another small change. <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's hard. Airstrike is so fast. I, I'm like blown away by airstrike. Um, that was one of the, like the interesting changes too. That is probably going to be pretty impactful. Another one that's cool is you guys being able to use camera and then smoky haze and release. Mm -hmm. um, and you can even camera turn it, which is kind of nice. So if you're going to try to like clip frontals. Oh yeah, you were actually able to camera turn it before a little bit. So that part is mostly the same. Um, I think what they were saying is that they made it easier to do that. And then uh, the fact that you can dusk during the charge up, the charge up is fast, but now you're not like pressured as hard to right. be like, oh no, I'm still charging. I need to, you know, and the guys like diving in on you. Um, yeah, so many good quality of life and uh, AOE changes, linkage changes for succession. that I think succession is probably going to be like the better spec in the meantime, uh, at least uh, with this with how things are playing out right now. So better specking, you, you think it'll be better even in large scale without having like as much range damage? I think, I think what'll happen is you'll start seeing like the higher gear DKs who have a little bit more DP play suck. And then the ones who are lower gear, you know, like actually under geared for, I mean, we're both in APOC, you know, like our gear, right? Uh, anybody who's like 
You're in Clash, bottom. and you don't talk to us on the Apex side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody who's, like, bottom, like, five in the in the gear s score or something, or, like, below our gear, uh, like, requirements and stuff, would probably want to play Awakening just for range. But once you start, like, cresting into, like, what you start seeing like, the upper T2, T3 guilds, like, into, mm -hmm. um, you'll start seeing a lot more Succession players, for sure. Um, What's the deal with Lucius Snare? Okay, this one's weird. <laughs> they, this is the three. This is the trap with the three roses where you can go left or right. Yeah. Uh, so it's. I mean, it's just so odd because when you try and use it, your animation locked. So you get an iframe, and then your animation locked and unprotected after it. So it just feels really funny. I tried. I, I streamed for like one hour yesterday. I tried to like use it against the Sork, and. I mean, every time I used it, he knew that, like, I was just locked for, like, one second after I did the iframe. So you can't use it reactively. You, I mean, we didn't use the skill at all before, so I'm still okay with the change, right? But, like, it's just a weird skill. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, the, yeah, it seems like they have two options that they could do with it. Either one, they could make it, like, a prime smoke screen on Ninja, where yeah. you're super armor while you're invisible during that time. So you can't just get like popped out of it. That's option one. Yeah. Or two, if they want to leave you completely unprotected, then the roses should move you like really far. Like it, so if we're using like, um, hold on, let me wait on this uh, clip till he uses it. Or does he do it earlier? I think he does it after. But basically, the distance that you move if they want to leave you unprotected should actually be like dramatic enough that when someone goes to try to like punish you out of it, they have to like commit to one side or the other and it's just completely far away. Like the problem with how far it moves you now is they just throw like a Sork as an example just throws Dream of Doom at the middle rows and it's going to hit you no matter which side yeah, you're yeah. on. Yeah. Um, That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So like, but if it moved you, like honestly, I don't know if you if you can see the the clip, but where that middle rose is, if that's your starting point, the left rose should be like on the corner of the battle arena on the far left, and the right one should be like way off screen. So that way it's actually like completely different. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. No, that, then it would make it really interesting. But as it is now, it's kind of like, because it also uses your dust cooldown. Yeah. yeah. For the iframe. It's not like its own independent iframe. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the animation itself like is is uh i or is unprotected outside of the dusk portion right which it's like it's it's cool like at least you get the iframe but at the at the same time once you're stuck in that like you're you know making the rose grow or some animation i mean you're just dead either way <laughs> i died yeah. so many times because i tried using it as like some sort of reactive skill but yeah if they doubled the range of the dusk that you use maybe um, I mean, if you say like towards the end of the arena, that's almost triple. Yeah, that would make it way more viable for sure. Um, I guess the last thing they could do is just make it so you can move immediately after it. Do, did you mess around at all? Like if you camera turn, can you just get behind someone? I guess you can, right? Yeah, you, you can kind of, uh, you can kind of like, it's, it's a weird input too, so I'm not used to it. But uh, if you used it reactively, you could kind of like, you know, camera turn and then it, it's the same as dusking behind them, but then you're like locked behind them for a little bit and they just turn around and hit you most of the time. Um, yeah. Occasionally they'll walk into the trap that gets put down and then you're happy, but then you're both kind of like animation stunned for a little bit.
So uh, Nocturne, it, Prime Nocturne now moves you 23%, or you can lock onto someone and teleport to their back 23% further from before, which is pretty noticeable. It's like a, a pretty big distance. And then they added yeah. a flow to it where you can either press um, A or D while you're in Nocturne mm -hmm. when they're locked on. And one of them is just damage. It's like 1260 yep. times six or something like that. And then the other one is a lot lower damage, but uh, has a float. Yeah, yeah. Did you mess with that when you were PvPing the sword? Because I, on one hand, it's cool because it can be surprising, but on Global Labs, it's so laggy that it, the float is so delayed. So it's hard to tell, but also it feels like you can't really move for like a half second after you do it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely played with it. It was, it was awkward because, you know, you duel in succession and then it works because you're always main hand. It, that flow is basically the old repeated annihilation skill kind of merged in with Nocturne. It's good, I think. Uh, in the past, a lot of people would do Nocturne, go around the back, and then use Slanted to CC behind someone's frontal guard if they were holding it for too long. Um, this basically makes that whole interaction a lot faster, but unprotected, which is okay. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. Um, it doesn't work from Awakening stance. Like, the ability, you can do it uh, in Awakening, but you need a C-swap before you Nocturne, uh, okay. um, which, is, which is kind of a weird thing that I wish they would change. And then same with, uh, and in Succession, of course, it's a lot more useful. It's it's wonky, but I think if you get used to it, this is something where I feel like you just, it's like you have to get used to it and play the uh, uh, like play with using this new mechanic enough to mm -hmm. actually use it well. And you're right, there is a little bit of a delay on the end that I wish you would have some way of getting out of because you're kind of just like locked with your sword in the air and you're just staring at them. If you miss, you're pretty much dead sometimes. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, let me talk about PVE. I want to go to jump to Raiden first. Let's say um, let's say Suck Lawn right now is S tier. It's top. Like if you were to rank PVE classes from zero to ten, Suck Lawn is ten. Uh, Raiden, where do you think Suck Valk and Awaken Valk end up after the reworks if they came to live in their current iteration? Like where are they now, and and where would they move to on a scale of zero to ten in PVE? Uh, I think right now, I think Suck is about more... Suck is probably like an A-plus uh, Awakening. It's more of an A. Uh, the issue with Awakening, when it comes to like uh, uh, Elvia Grind, for example, is it doesn't have the AoEs hmm. um, that Suck has. So that would... But with this change, um, I think it, it could be on the same level now. I think they would both be, they'd both be at about A plus. Suck could maybe be at like an S, uh, if uh, depending on how the damage, these damage changes look. So I mean, both are were already in a good spot for for grinding, um, and I think they're just gonna get even better for uh, PB. Interesting. I, I feel like a lot of Awaken Valks complained about their PV. Is that just because it's not like, I don't know, maybe once you play Lawn, everything feels so bad? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, because they, they had also, um, cause they added uh, some damage to it before um, to help with PVE, and that was good. 
Uh, and then they also reduce the cooldowns on some of the skills as well. So I think, um, I think when since they're reducing the skills, the cooldowns on the skills again and putting bigger range, uh, it should fix a lot of the problems because I was it's going to have the movement and it's going to have more damage and uh, protection isn't really much of an issue for for grinding either. So. Uh, does it have a reliable way to aggro mobs now? Uh, yeah, so with the Heaven's Echo change, it is a really big AoE now. Okay. Um, I have to could maybe stream it. I am on uh, Global Labs right now. Uh, I could maybe stream it in the, this chat. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Someone in chat is saying Awakened Valk hasn't been good in PvE for a while, fell off heavily, it's near Musa level since Hadoom. <laughs> Do you agree uh, with that? For, for most people, it's, it's still like it it's still it's good at the uh at like the the old the older spots. Um it, good for like like Sakraya. It it wasn't it's not as great for Star's End because it doesn't have the spammable down attack, but it still did all right. It's just not. It's good. It's just not really broken. Like that was right. Like a lot of the the PVE that they're coming out with now are. It's insane how much how much damage and how much movement that the like Sucklon you have. Striker was also, uh, was also really strong too, and it's it's still in a a decent spot. It's just. It's still a lot of it's high APM. Though. That's right. that's like the the drawback that comes into it is that with grinding on Awakened Valk, uh, I even uh, swapped to a I swapped to a Suck Valk for grinding because the APM was too much for me. I think a Suck Valk would have been or is a lot nicer, especially if you're trying to go long hours too. So, and then eventually I swapped to the Suck Lawn. Right. So what but did yeah, they change with, with Heaven's Echo? Yeah, so I think... Yeah, so they're both about the same now. Actually, Awakening looks Awakening looks a little bit bigger. But you have this huge AoE. I don't know if the, the quality is good. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, looks, right where my good. cursor is, it's just, it just goes all around. And that also applies the accuracy buff, too. It's a... Uh, uh, big for pulling and then both skills both sanctitis in prime and awakening have a, a pulling mechanic too now uh, according to the patch notes so. yeah that one's kind of weird so I, what is it just like a a taunt i guess i think now? yeah i think on the landing hit it's gonna be a taunt though so just on the the last hit this little aoe i think it, it's gonna pull them as well or taunt them to come forward so right so uh Let's do TLDR on uh, Valk. What you hope to see in the patch is it like in the next like once? So what their plan is to release everything by the end of October, and then they're gonna start doing iterative changes, um, like stuff you saw with Ranger and and Warrior early on that they halted doing. Now they're gonna do that after everything's already out. Um, bearing in mind like some of the stuff that they've changed on ranger like how much actually changed in week two and three which is kind of a lot like they changed protections they changed some of the skills they like for example they added uh frontal guard to shotgun 
they added frontal guard to the flow to wailing wind which is huge they gave super armor back to their new skill so knowing like there's a lot of major changes that are possible what what are uh what are you expecting them to actually change like i i have a feeling they're gonna get a lot of bad feedback on shift q's frontal guard loss um yeah but what what are you expecting to see um i was hope well i'd be hoping that they revert that change but if they if they don't fix that it's i i don't think it's gonna be the end of the world but we'll have to see yeah. they're also they said that um the the new skill their the new flow uh isn't quite finished yet i think they're they're still working on it um so there, there's more things that they could be doing maybe they could end up adding like i don't know a frontal guard or like a stiff or a cc to it but yeah. I, I think the skill's already fine as it is because you can cancel into uh, a lot of your other skills quick and get the up protection back but they didn't really look at um our pre-awakened so i think they might be holding back just to uh i don't know a look, take a deeper look into our pre-awakened kit a bit more mm. maybe they could add more buffs for uh some of our less popular skills uh i know i'm not exactly sure what they were changing for the skyward strike i think they were just saying that they, they changed the um they wait they changed how skyward strike is used but they were still pretty vague about it yeah um could maybe do uh the linger on just counter because the prime just counter has a um has a long linger whereas the absolute doesn't have that as much so maybe they could uh do that or all of like these these shield counter and shield strike like none of these are used so maybe they could look at putting protection because like most of these skills are gonna they're locked or they're not learned at all right so um would it be i don't know would, would it be interesting to do like to add a cooldown to the new awakening skill and let you use it after other abilities like do you think it would be more um, interesting if it wasn't tied just to sanctitis if it was like you could use it with anything yeah, I I could maybe see it, but then it would be you'd have to find another key because LMB can get in. It's it's kind of like the way Skyward Strike is, um, because uh, when you have it unlocked, it gets in the way of a lot of movement. Like I'll cast it by accident when I'm trying to do like a I would do um a counter. Uh, which would be our float mm -hmm. into our little sidestep and pre-awaken, and I would just cast Skyward Strike on accident. Right, um, right. Although it's just like R and B in uh, it's R and B in guard or when moving. Uh, it's just not as I just keep that locked most of the time. But like I'm saying, yeah. you could mix it up with purification, for example, when you're trying to do shift L and B and you hit that. Or Casty when you do down LMB, so they would have to have a a different uh, keybind for it, maybe. But I could see if they could maybe do it with Verdict as well. If they could have give you the option to cast it with Verdict, that would be that would be fine, because then it would kind of be similar to the way Revelation worked uh, on live. So, uh, Matto, starting with the PV, kind of kind of the same uh, the same question. What uh... 
if if Sucklon is S tier or or ten, like a ten out of uh, a ten out of ten in PVE, where is uh, where is DK Suck and Awakening currently, and where do you think it would be if these server if these changes came to live right now? Mm, I don't know. If, I mean, DK is just it's it, it's pretty like average. So right, I guess both of them are roughly five. You know. Uh, for example, like I wouldn't. If someone was asking me, like, "Oh, are you? Would you make? Would you tag a lawn to get better grinding money?" I would be too lazy to do it, but some people would, right? Um, I mean, the way that these things change it, uh, probably brings it up to like a six or seven. I I don't know. I don't really PVE much, anyways, so I can't say much about it. The AOE size increases are like the biggest thing for succession. Um, the fact that there's more DPD buffs, another good thing. Uh, in Awakening, now you can actually stay in Awakening for pretty much all of the PvE combo, I think. So, all things considered, yeah, like, I don't think we need to have more grinding, that much more grinding power, you know? Like, I don't think we need to be, uh, like, I don't think everyone needs to be, like, lawns, suck lawns, you know? That just, that kind of just defeats the purpose of, like, class difference. So yeah, I mean, it's a nice buff. It's just all nice quality of life buffs. What um what do you think PA is going to add when they start when they start changing things? Like what's something that you feel like pretty confident like this is for sure going to come like a change? Oh. Yeah, I think I think those that stuff that like we were talking about earlier about uh the nocturne flow not really working in awakening. Mm -hmm. That's that's probably going to come through. Um Maybe like uh, some of the other stuff where like the main hand stuff doesn't work in Awakening. I think that might come through. Um, right now, I think the Nocturne flow is maybe because uh, Nocturne, they made a change a while ago where it doesn't switch you into pre-Awakening. Now it keeps you in Awakening. I never liked that change to begin with, but uh, maybe they'll revert that change so that you can use the Nocturne flow or they'll just let you use the Nocturne flow in Awakening. Who knows? Um, Things like that are things that I think would be good changes. Succession-wise, I think, I mean, I really need to see how it works in large scale, which we can't really do on labs. Uh, but as for Awakening, I just want them to change something about Grip of Grudge a little bit. And everything else I thought was great. So, I mean, it's like a pretty like balanced, like it's not too, it's not like crazy good, it's not really bad to be honest like split dusk i think is the biggest change overall and i thought that was a good change just gives us more survivability yeah dude i'm, I'm jealous of uh suck valk getting shift c as a key command i it's yeah. such it's such a really? good key command it's so nice like i don't know why every class doesn't have that shift c somewhere yeah yeah because like e even like uh i don't know there's like so many stuff like on kuno just as an example there's so many things i have to hotbar and shift c isn't even used and i don't know why it would be so nice. I mean, when I was playing around with it and just trying to do the combos, I was, I don't know, it was just confusing getting it mixed up with uh, down C. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. It's just, I don't know, it, it just doesn't seem, it seems like a weird uh, input to me, but. Yeah, you're not used to it. Dude, oh, well, playing on hash. The difference between suck and awakening and having to hop our descent versus shift C is like night and day. Like shift C feels so much better. It also shift C seems to like 
whenever you have like an actual keybind, a lot of skills seem to just work more smoothly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Having a having a raw input versus the hotbar is definitely feels smoother. Um, Rezar, is there anything you wanted to ask about DK or Valk or uh, the reworks or anything like that? Um, not really, I suppose. I actually, I did want to reach a topic kind of more generally, which I guess in regards to Valk specifically, it's kind of interesting. Have they been changing? I, I don't actually know the answer to this, so I'm actually legitimately just asking. Have they been changing, like, BSRs at all in, like, any of these class reworks? They did for ours. So, and this is when... Um, because I don't like, I don't enjoy being a BSR bot. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just something like I don't know. I I like playing Valk and like the other aspects of the class. So I just, it's just something that I do to you know be able to keep playing the class, yeah, in large scale and and still be effective, uh, for at least for for the NA scene, but. It, I don't know. It, all the stuff that they were adding is unnecessary because uh, a few. It, it's been a while, but they like a, a multiple different patches ago. They they uh they buffed the speed, the casting speed on the yeah. ultimate as well as the regular one, and that is what made it super super broken. Because they used to have like a long like five, six, seven second cast time where you're where you're just standing in SA and you know there's there's a potential for outplaying and but the, you can also get grabbed out of it as well. Um but with the reworks they they gave it more range and they gave it a knockdown as well for the last hit and it's it's completely unnecessary but I, I think all they had to do was maybe bring back to old cast time. And I th I think that would be fine. Yeah. See what like what about the other reworks? Like, have they been touching BSRs at all? Because I haven't really heard anything, and I know a lot of classes have really useless BSRs, and then other classes like Valk are kind of like that's all they can do almost, you know. I mean, I didn't really test the. BSR skills for DK, so that's something I could try. But yeah, if I remember. Group of Grudge is actually our 10% BSR, so I didn't get any chance to test that. Dude, that... Yeah, because isn't DK's BSRs, like, kind of awful? Y yeah, yeah, they're pretty useless, yeah. Well, the dude, the DK... All right, so let's just say Group of Grudge, they fix... Like, the damage actually matches what the numbers say, right? Like, if they fix mm -hmm. it or whatever, so it feels good. That BSR is going to be insane, because do you, do you remember what that BSR is, dude? It's fucking... Yeah, it, it's it adds, nice. like, five more hits. So... Yeah. Yeah, it, it increases the range even more. It's supposedly, you know, yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that'd be pretty nutty if they added five more hits to the new version of Grip of Grudge for a ten percent. Then it would actually be kind of nuts. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think there was another. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of them aren't uh, updated yet, or they updated them late. Some of them got no noted about it, but like, I think uh, like Prime or Core Grim, or sorry, not Core Grim, uh, BSR Grim doesn't add extra hits yet. Because it seems to do less damage than the new version of Grim. Um, yeah. Or it has like minus one hit or, or whatever. It's like kind of weird. It's like not updated. So 
Yeah, maybe our Grip of Grudge is still the old um, BSR version, which would be really trash. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I actually used the 10% on Global Labs, and it was a smaller AOE, not bigger. <laughs> it was like went back to the old version. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I could see that happening, honestly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys uh, about some of the other classes. Um, are there any other classes that you feel uh got like way too much or way too strong after the reworks that you saw and or are there any other classes that you're considering trying um after the rework starting with you raiden um i was thinking maybe i think warrior got some good changes and it was um it was you know, it was it didn't seem too crazy uh, I think so. That's uh, a class I might take a look at. It's just it seems like some subtle changes here and there. You know, you got some bigger AOEs as well on top of it. So I think that's I I I definitely try out Warrior Striker because I also enjoyed the the grind on Suck Striker. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe I I would uh go back to that again and try that out. Uh, I think that's about it. Um. I want to ask you too, Mano, same question, but first, I, before I forget, a bunch of people are upset about what you said about PvE, adding diversity by some classes being weaker. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah, okay. If you actually look at a lot of the data, so from uh, a lot of people don't can't see this stuff, but um, people are throwing data into Garmoth. If you filter and looking uh if you, looking at the data yeah lawn is pretty pretty up there um so are some others it does vary a lot by grind spot i think that all classes should be within a range of each other but like what who the fuck really cares if it's a difference between um 5k trash and you know 5.1k trash per hour right like that it's the same like right, right. it's basically the same um, it is different if one class is pulling 7k versus 5k trash, right? Um, I'm saying that I think most of the time, Lawn is at the top, but they're actually not pulling like 3, 4k trash more than other classes most of the time. Some grind spots, they can pull maybe 2 to 3k more trash, and that's something that needs to be looked at. But we don't necessarily need to buff all classes to that level. We could also kind of nerf how that class interacts at that grind spot too. So. There are, you know, balances to everything, and that's something that should be looked at. For the most part, you know, DK is, has always been, like, roughly in the middle of the pack, sometimes below, sometimes above. It just depends on the spot. And I think it brings us now, like, current, I mean, who knows? All the other classes are getting changes, too. Everyone's going to get bumped up a little bit. Um, we'll see what Lawn uh, ends up being like as well. You know, we'll, we'll have to just find out. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, like, that's how I feel too. Like everyone, when I ask for like Kuno PVE buffs, I'm not sitting here thinking I wish it was as good or better than Lon. I just wish it was within a margin of error that it wasn't so dramatic. Um, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I, I grinded up my entire Ogre Ring on Succession Kuno at Sakreya and the amount of money that I made per hour compared to if I did it on a suck striker in that same amount of time, I would have made like 41 more bill. Yeah, and like, instead of having like 85 bill, I would have had like 121 or 127 or something. I can't remember what the exact number was like, but it was an insane amount. And it's like, 
that's too much. But yeah, 5K versus 5.1 is not that big a deal. Um, so I don't know. Uh, okay, so what were you gonna say about the uh, uh, like what what are like the obvious changes I guess that are coming or that you think are gonna come to DK? Like the a big like major obvious fix. Like what's like the most uh, glaring like this didn't get addressed and it absolutely needs to because it's just bad. I don't know if there's. I don't know. I feel like I I need to see like how the class first interacts with everything else. And that's right. because that's kind of what DK has always been dependent on. Um, maybe that's what frustrates a lot of DKs. The fact that like how our class fits in the meta kind of depends on what other classes are doing in the meta as well. For example, you know, like new classes are coming out that changes where we fit sometimes. Um, so overall, I mean, I think DK has always been one of the most versatile classes. So we'll see how people adapt. That actually happens a lot. And I think a lot of people are unwilling to adapt. Um, but you kind of have to sometimes depending right. on like where your class is. So I don't really, I can't really think of anything crazy right now for a big glaring thing that I think they will probably add in. Okay. Um, other than just like, they just need to fix some of the weird bugs that we're seeing on global labs. Um, same question I asked to Raiden. So are, are there any classes that you think that you've seen so far with the reworks that you think are, are way, got way too much? And are there any classes that you're interested in trying out? But I, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Over. I don't really play other classes, so... Uh, I mean, I, I do sometimes, but I don't think I would play any other class with, uh, even with like changes, I'd maybe like try them out on my alts just to get an understanding of what their new skills do, but I wouldn't really play any of the other classes. Other than that, I think I've only really fought like a Sork and an Archer and a Warrior on Global Labs. And I mean, the Archer refused to drop below 330 AP, so I couldn't really figure out. <laughs> what was happening you know um and i mean they just had a lot of ranged damage the sork that's my nice. favorite thing by the way on global labs where it's like all right yeah. i want to test damage and then i hit them and i'm like i don't do it what, what's your gear and they're like oh i'm 331 ap and 425 dp i'm like what the fuck there's like two people on our server that have that maybe why are you testing at that gear level it's so random yeah it, it was just weird and i literally because had they to, like, worked hard for their gear, gear frosty <laughs> yeah yeah and the guy was one-shotting me like through block and i just had to find more gear to like add on to actually fight the guy <laughs> it but was like, weird most of the time for the tests like are you also like do you have crystals as well like there's there's crystals there's you know special evasion like there's so many like so many things that we have to take a, account for on top of the fact that the damage isn't consistent on global labs too mm -hmm. exactly yeah I don't know what the deal is with that. Maybe when the, if we ever get that copy feature that KR got where we could just copy our character from live server over, it'll, mm. the tests will be a little bit easier, but yeah, it seems like wildly inconsistent the way damage works on global labs. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think that, uh, do you guys think that the reworks overall are, are good? for the game or because I know some people are kind of torn on the reworks like what are your guys feelings on the reworks just in general well you could go I mean, mostly uh, good. Yeah. yeah mostly good I feel like 
most of the classes are getting a little bit more mobility, a little bit more uh, like defensive options, right? As well as like maybe some new ways to engage. I don't think everyone should be like hoping for their class to be like number one after all this time. You know, it's not it's not what happens, right? But I think it's I think that overall like things are moving in a good direction. So we just and it's hard to see like yeah, you take one of the reworked classes and throw them in the live servers, they'll be strong. But remember, everyone else is getting reworked too. So you kind of have to f like think about that in when everything gets released. How How's everything going to play together? Yeah. Yeah. I think the same way as well. It's just when it's, it is PA that we're talking about. And whenever they do uh, changes, whenever it's, uh, buffs or nerfs they're always like on like different like it, it's like crazy out of scale like proportions <laughs> yeah it's you either have like you know insane buffs that just make the class super broken or you're gonna have crazy nerfs that just kill a class it's there's nothing it's very rarely anything subtle but uh, they just need more subtlety and, yeah. and that would more quality of life and i think it would be a bit better it's like um I don't know with with Sage it, it's fun. And I I don't even think that the change really was that bad, but it's funny like where like the community was like, "Man, this class does way too much damage and uh I their range grab doesn't make sense." And then PA's like, "All right, well, now they're going to be visible during movement and their iframe's gone. You're welcome." And it's like, "Wait. <laughs> what?" I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, I think the real the real damage done in that change, which they eventually changed, which was good, was uh, now sages are gonna die from embarrassment every time they use bolt because it looks goofy as shit. Yeah, the new bolt looks sick though. She yeah, thank it. God they changed it because holy hell, that was bad. Um, yeah my 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 feeling on the reworks is at the end of the day, it's like. We are, we're playing a video game and it doesn't have currently a ranked ladder or a competitive scene. It's not an eSport. It's not something that's like, you know, like in League, if you nerf a class, then maybe you ruin some professional player's career. It, it, so for me, I'm just like, dude, just bring on the reworks. I, 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 I kind of want like a meta shift anyway because it, it gets stale like that. That one year of caster meta was way too long um now we're starting to get a little bit like we've been in this nova meta for a while so i i think the uh changing will be nice well one year of succession caster meta but yeah oh. i i think just changing everything and like everyone being excited to play their class instead of playing nova for a little while i think a lot of people are going to go back to their main class for a while at least for a little while after the reworks which will be really cool to see and Zerker's going to be busted. Zerker's going to be busted. I did want to say, by <laughs> I'm the so way, scared. speaking of uh, Suclon PvE being busted as shit, uh, a good friend of mine who is a lawn player, he just a couple weeks ago decided to tag a Nova just to like have fun in PvP. And I uh, I talked with him a bit last weekend, and he said that he stopped PvEing on his uh, Suclon because Nova pulls almost exactly the same amount of trash with like absolutely minimal effort compared to Suclon. Well, so I mean, it does pull the same, but uh, Awaken Nova is way more sweaty. 
Uh, not according to him. He said he said it's like basically the same, and it's not nearly as as difficult. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that is trolling. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm maybe just imagining just... Nova <laughs> just racing around Orc camp and just taking all of the wizards, just one yeah. by one, and just and clearing all of the camps. That I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's super hard, but it's definitely more sweaty because you you're just like you're rotating through so many more skills than a than a lawn where you get to just. Bro, watch they only have spin. like six skills. What do you mean? Yeah, but it's six skills on a three second cooldown that you have to keep swapping to, and you have to keep turning your camera because comet and I I don't know. It's definitely more sweaty. Lawn, um, you just spin straight through them. Yeah, just yeah, you keep just running. Spin. You just spin. Either just way, spin I find it interesting that. Everyone talks about how much Sucklon pulls, and yet Awaken Nova is pulling the exact same. Yeah, well, Sucklon is just and it's like also easy. busted as shit in PvP. <laughs> yeah, true. Sucklon's just the easy like example, but there's a few classes, honestly. Sucklon, uh, Awaken Nova, uh, Awaken Sage is also like com like wild in PvE, especially because mm -hmm. the the AOEs are so nuts. Um, even like. I mean, some don't want to hear it, but Suck Zerker these days is slowly creeping up to kind of nasty levels. So, I don't know. There's a few nah. classes. I don't know. Dude, you seen that Sakraya yeah, video? Yeah, it really depends on spot too, right? If it's like Sakraya versus Elvia, they both pulled it very differently. So, the spot rankings are actually kind of different. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, on Garmoth, I don't know. How, how do you see like the average trash? I'd like to see how much is, uh, how much is Suck Kuno pulling at? works it was uh uh i don't have like the super well filter data anymore i think you'd have to ask uh i have to like talk to someone to get it but it's sakuno it, it was pretty actually no the the i remember one spot i forgot i think it might have been sakuraya sakuno the average trash was actually really really high but there were only 40 hours total so it was probably all from one dude from one dude with 800 gear score. Oh, that's yeah. really, really high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I, I'm sitting here looking... When I look at the reworks too, at, at least for my class, because Kuno doesn't... I don't think Kuno needs that much stuff. So just the amount of changes that everyone has got, I think would make Kuno pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I think people are hoping for something groundbreaking, you know, like make my class uh, just one-shot everybody by just looking at them, but that's not how the game really works. That's not how game balance works. Yeah. Frosty, I think you're just jealous that I can start spinning on a pack, go make myself a sandwich, come back, finish it, and then I'll be able to go to the next pack. I'm not jealous of that. I, I don't I don't mind sweaty grind. I actually like it. It it kind of keeps me like grinding longer, but I just the numbers that's all i i had to do some research on succession uh zerker semi recently because someone was telling me that it's as bad as kuno oh so, god no so, no no it's not that bad <laughs> no i went and started doing some digging and i found some staggering numbers that i i don't think anyone's talking about so i was just like oh my god dude how could you ever possibly um, I would I would say Suck Zerker is definitely above average in terms of what it pulls at like most spots. Yeah. The thing is, is I think people had this idea that Suck Zerker wasn't a super good grinder when everyone was grinding stars in because Suck Zerker, you're spinning, you're not getting down attacks, so it it's not 
it's not a super good class for stars in in all honesty um but if you go to like orcs or like i bet you it's insane it's a Korea too like places where the mobs just run at you and so you just stand there and let them come to you yeah it's it's pretty damn good for sure right um all right we, we've asked everyone this i want to ask raiden first and then uh and then Matto, what class rework are you the most afraid of like by the end of this whole thing what class do you think is going to come out and be like what the fuck this class is insane um right now i think dork is crazy mm. it's just it, it would just be such a such a pain to to deal with was you know they can be able to iframe so much in awakening and have the um they they can keep moving with their their grim and their carshins and uh it's it would be too much i think uh as for like what we haven't seen yet maybe i think zerker they could do a lot for sure uh yeah i don't i don't know how they would approach zerker but i'd definitely be afraid of that yeah, they'll probably just lower the cooldown in the AoE of their Q buff and Ancient Power and Flame Buster. It'd be great. And buff the damage. Uh, I just want... Stay on Zerker. Or SA on Q buff. Yeah. Here's the, here's the only two things that... Uh, I, I just... The rework can have two changes and I'll be happy. Okay. First change... The effect, the, 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 I have a feeling I know how they would phrase this. The phenomenon yeah. in which the knockdown of, uh, what should we call it? Ancient power or, uh, uh, uh fully charged flame shot, whatever, uh, would repeatedly knock down opponents even through the CC counter has been fixed, right? That's the first thing. So that Q-Buff can't just, com like, absolutely unfun, just completely erase you from existence, right? And then second change, Giant Leap is now actually iframe while in the air. If it had those two changes, I'd be like, successful rework, boys. Pack it up. <laughs> let's take it home. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot more than that. And that's what worries me. Because I have a feeling they seem to be doing a lot with the... Well, actually, a little bit less this week, it seems. But a, a lot with the previous classes, they seem to be doing a lot of this, like, hey, these skills aren't used. Let's make them useful, trying to do that sort of thing. And Zekra mm -hmm. has quite a few of those skills, so... Yeah, you, know. you guys have a lot right now. And you guys are actually pretty strong right now in the current meta, at least the North American meta. So... Oh, yeah, Awaken yeah. Zerker's... I mean, Seismic is busted as fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty scared about Zerkers and Ninjas as in terms of like those two being unreleased yet. And then I kind of agree, Sork is pretty strong. Like, uh, the people you fight on Global Labs are obviously they're still experimenting with it, right? Mm -hmm. But you can tell that uh, you put it in the hands of someone who is like, let's just say like they've they've played it for a while, like it's been out for a while, they've mastered like the new stuff. It's gonna be pretty strong. Yeah, I, I'm worried. I'm also a little bit like, what the hell is gonna happen to Awaken Lawn, dude? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that that class is already so scary. Awaken Lawn Ninja. I don't know, but Zerker for large scale is the one that I'm like mostly worried about. I yeah. I honestly feel like they're gonna be. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like thinking about Wizard, but I feel like they just changed Wizwitch. Like they just nerfed him, so they'll probably be kind of tiptoe around some of the changes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, it's going to be Ninja. I'm telling you, I've said this since they first announced reworks and we very first asked this question. It's going to be fucking Ninja, man. That class is going to be insane. What if Kuno takes over the world? Dude, I'd be fine with it. I've said I, I'm I don't care anymore. I've always said for a long time, like you're saying, like people really just want uh subtle changes to be like, you know, you want to just be viable. But I'm like, dude, fuck that. I'm over it now. Make I'm over world. wanting to just be viable. Make make Kuno. I, I want Kuno. Make Kuno great again. I want Kuno. I want people to be like, why the fuck is this in the game in large scale? I want people to be like, this needs to be nerfed immediately, and then they just ignore it for a year. That's all I want. That's my new goal. Let me have all of it. Let me feel as strong as Suck Wizard did in large scale, um, while still being super good in 1v1 and have some busted Suck Law on PV. I'm, I'd be fine with it. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I make, make Kuno number one. I want to see it. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. It's like the archetype of Kuno seems like so many people would play it. Like like just female ninja. It's like it such fun. a cool archetype. But I remember when I had my season Kuno and you taught me like the, the very basics of Kuno PvP. It's a really fun class. Yeah, you just press ten and cutter. Pretty much, yeah. You just ten and cutter, you use your five million ten mile movement abilities to kind of just dash around and then you get CC'd and died. And you're like, Alright, cool, next fight, let's go. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess that's it. That's really it with the reworks. Like we, uh, me and Russell have talked about this with a, a lot of the previous guests. It would be cool, like way down the road, to to kind of have get like an update, um, from you guys once it's been out for a little while, like on live server, and everyone's messed with it, and you kind of see the interactions with other classes and how it works in Node War, because, um, and see how much it your opinion differs from, from today, <laughs> you know, because things are going to be a lot different. I think when it's actually on live and there's going to be some, you guys, yeah, hit us up. Let's so, go. So like a lot of these classes are getting reworked, but how do you feel that they stack up to the classes that aren't getting reworked? Cause right now a lot of people are complaining about how strong Corsair is, mm -hmm. um, how strong Sage was right. And now they've been tuned down a little bit, but they're still on the upper end. Um, hash, right. Uh, uh, Nova, right. How do you feel they stack up? Um, it Rezo, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, it's kind of hard for me to gauge because I I don't play any of the classes that have been reworked yet. The only one I occasionally play is Striker, like just for funsies. That being said, I it I honestly feel like even with all of these reworks, it kind of seems like the new classes are still better. I mean, I don't know. That maybe I'm wrong about that. I obviously Zerker hasn't been reworked yet, and I'll have a more full understanding of like what the reworks look like at that point for my class, right? Which is the only one I can gauge the uh, differences on. But just judging from what people have been saying, it generally seems like these updates are nice, and they're going to help bridge that gap. But it doesn't seem to me like the changes thus far have been big enough to make it to where like oh yeah dude this class is definitely going to be like the next awakened nova like no still the next awakened nova is just awakened nova 
Like, I don't know. I, I I've yet to hear anyone like really say that. The closest thing we got was Striker with their like busted ass movement, which immediately got removed. So I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like um. Compared to the newer classes, I, I, I think for 1v1, they'll all be as good or or some of them even better. But for large scale, I still think Suck Courser will have to be nerfed. I, I think that Spiral Soak block prevention needs to just be removed entirely. And I think the Rebomb needs to just be SA and not an iframe. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the, it's just the me like mechanically how those work and what they do in large scale is just very different. Like a warrior, even though their AOEs are bigger and it's a little bit faster, it's not like you're gonna run into a ball. Like I'm imagining like APOC versus corrupt, like ball engage. Like is some warrior in the middle of that ball with the prime or with the new rework like actually gonna be the difference? I I don't think so. I think it's still gonna play. The way it plays now, it'll just be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then, uh, like even striker, and I do think striker's power level difference is way, way, way higher. But in the context of large scale, like it's still just gonna die in a big ball fight. Um, but some well, of these Divius others, Divios might not, but the rest will. But some <laughs> of these classes, dude, like uh, people are sleeping on it, and I, I'm not really sure why. If people just don't really care, or it's not exciting, or it's not as flashy, but suck ranger got like really big damage increases and more protection and it's gonna be really fucking scary in large scale uh well i think it's it's a combination of people don't play those classes like i have no way to gauge the changes for ranger right yeah. so if they got really good changes i have no clue whether that's true or not and then the people who do play the class uh either a they maybe downplay it whether intentionally or not or b they just disagree that it's that big of a change right because it's not the change that they wanted that they think would fix the problems right yeah well they their their changes are pretty crazy dude like i, I don't know like their changes on initial release weren't as crazy but now their changes to me i'm like oh my god like they lower the cooldown of es they they ride the wind now it's like easier to use they're Damage is higher. Shotgun as frontal guard. Like they have some crazy shit added to that class. That's going to be really scary, I think. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. Uh, I I kind of agree. I think most of the time, a lot of the classes are after the reworks. It seems like they're maybe still not going to be as good, at least in large scale, as like or maybe on par with uh, the the current op classes you know the, the new classes that everyone's complaining about i don't know we'll see what things happen how things happen you know yeah kind of but sorry go on rain oh i was just thinking I, I kind of feel like they might need like i think hash was already in it's in a good position but maybe might need uh, a little bit more just from seeing because like a lot of the rebooks uh that we've seen they have like everybody is getting massive AOEs now. Like it's mm -hmm. like it's almost like meteor-sized AOEs on just about like any skill. Um, and with with all yeah. that AOEs, people are just gonna get deleted in instantly, even if it's just PA or 
with such a big AOE, you know, there's more opportunity to get hit with like slows and all the all the uh, stuff from add-ons. Like it's just going to be. Like, I think they some of these uh, some of the newer class will still need a maybe a light at least like a quality of life change or a few couple a uh, couple of quality of life changes to you know keep it um you know around like the same level as, as some of these reworks that we're seeing uh but yeah i think some of them will, will still be okay uh when you, without getting like a, a rework when you say quality of life do you mean quality of life like cool little subtle connection fixes or do you mean dark knight quality of life where it's just a 20 percent damage buff across the board what kind of quality uh, of life are you talking about? I think a lot of people just want to have their their gaps fixed for the most part. Just having like all the little bugs that they have or you yeah. know just, there's like slight issues with it that the they could look at. Like well is there there like an issue with hash where if there's like something small in your way, uh you can't block jump to a target or or, or move to a, a target as, as you know, as well as as other classes, like some like different like terrain just gets in your way too much. Uh, I don't know. Hash has stopped using that skill four months ago. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, I, I don't. A... I don't run into that issue, so I'm not too sure. I, I've not really run into that. I guess if like there's targets, you accidentally could target the wrong thing. But um, Maybe. but I actually agree with you though on, on hash. Like maybe less so suck hash, but awaken hash. After all the reworks, I, I in large scale, I guess to put it simply, it's going to be pretty tough to do much. Its damage comes out really slow, and it's not ranged. It's very, very, very melee, so... But you're forgetting an important detail, Frosty. What's that? Awaken Hash has a ranged grab, so fuck that class. Yeah. Well, my, my stance on the ranged grab is uh i i don't think any of the classes should have them honestly like the only one that's actually okay to me is the the corsair one where it's like just this really slow long wind up that's completely unprotected i i can't stand the range grab i thought the wind up for hash was also like there's still a bit of a wind up for the awakened grab for that you can, you can cancel it though right Oh, yeah, can? if you iframe yeah. to the to the side or you see if you iframe to the left or if you see swap um from pre-awakening to awakening with uh AC, you can cancel the wind up. It's also okay. I'm pretty sure even if you slow cast it, it's still not as long as the Corsair wind up is. That Corsair gra grab wind up is long. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty long. Um, I mean, like even if you do like uh, like, what is there to go for for Awakened Hash? Like, I don't see any, almost anybody playing Awakened Hash uh, for NA, at least. Right, right. Like, what is there to go for other than, you know, the the scuff grab? Yeah. Yeah. I could see I could see some work needing to be done on Awakened Hash. Definitely not Suck Hash, though. Suck Hash is fine. But uh, one of the things I was going to say, Frosty, another thing that you got to keep in mind is, like, like you pointed out, like on release to Global Labs, the Ranger rework may have been a little like lackluster to a lot of people, but mm -hmm. now it's crazy. But a lot of people aren't keeping up with these changes. Like they see the initial Global Lab patch notes 
And then they're like, okay, so that's my judgment on that then. And then they go on about their lives and they don't care anymore, right? Yeah. No, for like, sure. Like, there's so many people that still don't know that they got rid of Striker's, <laughs> Striker's movement thing. Yeah, I know. They people still, still think still that talk Striker moves like they could in week one. <laughs> uh, Yeah, same thing on, like... So, R Ranger, I keep using Rangers as an example because a lot of Rangers felt weren't happy with it. Like, Flannels was, like, the only one that was excited about the changes, basically. Or, like, one of few. But after the initial release, like the amount of things that changed from the first day until now is actually massive. Like they lowered the cooldown of EES. They um, added back protection on their new skill. They gave the flow to Wailing Wind forward guard. Um, they gave forward guard to shotgun. Like they now have like a bunch of protected damage options, which is exactly what they were missing in large scale, especially with frontal guard because Ranger is kind of a squishy class. So you, even if it was protected damage and it was all SA, you'd kind of still just die. But now they can, uh, now they can forward guard block some of that damage. It's actually really cool. So yeah, the the changes are nuts. And Sork is another good example. I don't think people realize what that new skill does on Sork. Even a lot of Sorks I talk to don't even realize it yet. But it's it's kind of nuts. And if you put the core on it, you can like cancel it. Very similar to like Shadow Eruption. Just have a super armor float anytime you want i don't know it, it's it there's a lot of a lot of crazy changes and i think for people that feel bad about the initial launch um of their class although i think most people really shouldn't i think the changes are pretty good on most classes but there are going to be significant changes afterwards and they have done a decent job of listening to the feedback post initial launch not perfect but surprisingly decent yeah also, um, I was going to say, yeah. do you know who is playing Awakening Hash, Frosty? I am. Lost Souls. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's an Awakening Hash, dude. Yeah, so am I, dude. I, I don't, lately I don't take it in Node War anymore because it's it just doesn't feel right. But I do play it for everything else, PB and one, a, um, like duels and stuff. Uh. Although, as as an Awakened Hash player, I do feel like uh, there's a little bit of hope out there because this random surprise Shy rework happened and they were not on the list to get reworked. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I should talk about that a little bit. I'm just going to go over like the major stuff with it. But basically, they got a new movement skill that's unprotected, has a 15-second cooldown, but they could skate around on their boomerang. Um, they It also uses a lot of stamina. I think uh, Namiko is like, messing with it or... I can't remember if it was Namiko that told me or Wutaru, but basically you use like 700 stamina by the time you get to the end. So it's like a pretty big chunk, but it moves you really far and it's pretty fast. It just has a stupid windup and it's not protected at all. So I'm not sure how excited Shies are actually going to be for it. Um, the other major one is they got an entirely new skill that looks a lot like a Meiwa skill that is a 7 second cooldown, does 1275% times 14 with 100% crit. Um, in PVE, I think the crits PVE only, um, and 10% accuracy. And it, it looks, I mean, it's just a huge damage skill, which is kind of nice. Um, but they have this bullet point on here, which I think is fascinating. Um, this bullet point is the damage of all attack skills has been increased by 20%. So they're going to do 20% more damage in PVE and PVP. Um, and they also have the attack range of all skills that throw the flooring have been increased. 
So they're going to get major, at least for PvE, the buffs are going to be pretty huge. I think PvP it still won't do any damage, but I don't know. Those buffs are kind of huge. And then they, they also um, increase the duration of their self buffs to 60 seconds for a lot of them. They increase the duration on a couple of the party buffs, Time to Shine and Summer Rain, to 30 seconds. Uh, and they improve some connections. So... There you go. For a class that wasn't expecting a rework at all, they got some pretty significant changes. Like that amount of changes, I think, on something like a hash would be really cool. Maybe even less, but something like that. I'd be down with. Yeah, maybe they'll rework Guardian and get rid of all their slows. That's like a key identity within like like that's their passive, isn't it? Or like is like whenever they hit someone, they they apply the debuff. It's yep. It it would be yeah, hard yeah. to because you'd just be changing the identity of the class. Nah, you can just get rid of it. Uh, I I I don't mind the slow on it. It's more of just a bigger issue with slows in general, like the the stacking of it. The slow on it is like I, I totally understand it. At least because their skills aren't so fast that you can't avoid getting hit by it if you don't if you want to. But like. My only issue with their slows is that a lot of them are also like, please speed us up by 30%. Because then it doesn't make any sense. I don't know, that class is like inherently slow on purpose. So it's like, if you're not into a class that plays slow, like, then but it's, it's probably not, not the like, class for you. It's not even that slow No, anymore. it's not. It's not that slow. It's really not. But like, it's... back when it first came out, like, yeah, it was really slow. And then people complained about it being really slow, and they sped it up by a lot, and then just kept the slows on it. Yeah. But I, I don't mind, I don't know. I don't mind the slows on it that much. But Guardian also is another class that potentially could feel pretty left behind after all the reworks. Because it's not... Corsair Sage level by any stretch. Um yeah. so. fairly prominent in the meta though right now, right? Like there's a decent number in all the sage yeah, builds. I, there, yeah, yeah, there's only two like there's only two actual frontliners in the game right now, and that's <laughs> Guardian and then Suck Nova. And that's it. Everyone well, else just suck, dies instantly. Suck, suck Corsair too. Now is like t completely frontline. I actually think Suck Corsair is the best frontline in the entire game by a lot. Yeah, but when I when I say frontline, I mean like can actually survive for longer than 0.5 seconds and not based on the amount of iframes that they have, right? Because when I think of iframes, that's more of like a flanker or a flex team type thing, right? Yeah, right. That's that how like Suck corsair has been designed their iframes just literally just let them sit in the ball yeah their their iframe yeah, like is hour. that's the new frontline meta is mass iframe that, yeah yeah and that's what makes it busted honestly is that it is kind of this frontline class but its tankiness doesn't come from its stupid block its insane heals or its ridiculous slows it comes from its spamming iframes like a goddamn sork and it doesn't make any sense well, it does also have insane slows and a vacuum. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, vacuums are a whole nother deal. Don't get me started. Uh, all right, let's move on from classes real quick and talk about just for I just want to briefly touch on the progression pass. Um, and get your guys' thoughts on it. I think my video crashed in the middle. Of it. Oh no, it didn't. Okay. Uh, have you guys messed with this progression pass thing that appears in the top right where you kind of get rewards after seasons on non-seasonal character for just completing menial tasks? Yep. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't played around with it. Dude, the rewards are kind of nuts on it. 
I don't know how hard it is to complete it. Like apparently I've been playing for four years and none of this stuff I've ever done apparently, I guess. I don't know, I'm missing a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> I feel like half of them I've done already, but they, but it's been like so long or they, they just wouldn't give it to me. I, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I need to defeat 10 daytime shuriken mobs. Yeah. yeah, like we've already done that during um <laughs> the Agris of uh journal. Like getting that it's, done? Didn't we have to go there? It's oh, just yeah. weird how some of it automatically connect like c completed, right? And then some of it's like, no, nah, you have to go redo this now. It's like hey, what yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it you have to just change characters to get the completion because a different character is completed, like if it's a quest thing. Mm. Um I don't know, I'm I'm one what is this? Is this the the quest adventure log one? I'm one quest away from getting the hundred capra stones, but I have to go to Valencia to finish it, which is too far. I don't know if traveling to Valencia is worth a hundred capra stones. I have to think about that. But the rewards on here are awesome. Like if you actually complete um from the completion part at the bottom, so there's rewards individually for each task where you get like either one capra stone or one cron stone, and then there's the reward in each subcategory at the top where you can end up getting memory fragments or cron stones or Kaffir stones. Um, there's like sealed book of combat, Supreme old moon scrolls, loot scrolls, like stuff like that. Kind of that pertain to what is in that category. And then the bottom one is just a whole bunch of crap. You get like a bill in gold bars. You can get a hundred stack an 80 stack, some Marnie's fuels and loyalty, like a bunch. It's pretty cool actually. And like the tasks are all pretty easy. They're not anything like too crazy. Um, so that's kind of nice change. And then they added the uh, they added the guaranteed pen item. And uh, I'm kind of curious, like Raiden and, and Matt, how do you guys feel about the the guaranteed pen item? And, and do you feel, because I know some people think that it's too much or it's like too easy to get progression. How do you guys feel about like some of the catch up mechanics that they've added? starting with a uh, Raiden or um I think I think it, it, it's good it's just a like having more like I know a lot of people still complain about like enhancing and and progression in the game so it gives people an opportunity to I think they they might be giving away too much like at least with this uh um with this mechanic, I think they it gets more expensive the more items you upgrade, right. to where it, mm. it isn't worth it. So, you know that you still have to go. You might still have to go and grind out uh, the money to, you know, buy out or enhance, you know, the rest of your gear. So, I mean, I I think it's good. It definitely will will keep more people in the game because that's that's like a big hurdle for people to jump over. It's just the progression. It's something that not many people really uh, want to do. Um, especially when there are a lot of games coming out. Like, you've got, like, New World as well, where, like, progression is, is still fairly easy. Like, you just have to... There's, like, group content, and like, there's a lot of different things that you can push to get gear easily. Whereas in BDO, the, it's, it's still a very big hurdle that not many people are up for. So... Adam? I think they just... They just can't be. They just can't give everything away, because then it, it will, um, it'll make veteran players upset, 
Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, I kind of agree. It's I I feel like there is an insane hurdle if you actually look at some of like the average gear scores in some of these guilds. Right. Uh, if you're in one of the stronger, like even ten guilds in North America. The average gear scores are already like 660, 670, some well over 680. Um, it's pretty high. And then you start looking at like that next tier of guilds. You have so many. So it's not even just like a new player thing. Um, if you spend some time in a, a guild that's, you know, on these like lower, uh, uh, like lower tier nodes, like the smaller fights, right? Uh, a lot of their members are still you know, working towards their first pen or working towards their, you know, their second or third pen. So something like this is pretty helpful for them. Uh, it's, it takes time. It is still costly. Eventually, if you need all the pens, yeah, you're kind of grinding out like a pen, like straight up anyways. Um, but yeah, it is a good thing. Like most of the time, I think the devs are trying to, to most games have some sort of catch-up mechanic because there is a way where you have new players and you don't want them to go through the same uh, stuff that everyone else has had because it'll actually take them five years to catch up to a remotely close gear score as everyone else. Uh, And by then, everyone else will be even further ahead. So that kind of progression, uh, you definitely need something there. So I think overall, it's a good idea. It takes a couple weeks. It takes like a decent amount of materials still. Um... But it does give someone a guaranteed option um, that will take time and cost some money. So I think overall it's a good idea. It needs a lot of materials. So yeah, this is the mm-hmm. first time I, I maybe ever that I've seen the market cap arrow on memory fragments on North America. I, I don't know if it's ever been up at three mil. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But like if you look at BMCs, like every single BMC is is sold out with like a shitload of orders on it all at six mil now it is yeah 6k orders uh 5k orders like actually kind of crazy and then the accessory market too is like gone insane Mm -hmm. i mean like speaking of like the market and stuff like and i guess the progression pack like the progression pack is nice but i would like to see pa do something about what the market's like and i think the market in EU and NA is roughly similar, but there are certain things that are just sold out. Um, things like uh, um, Magic Crystals have, have not had a great supply. Things like, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, I'm blanking on the, the name of the item that you use to make Gin Vipers. Forest um, Furies. Forest Furies, yes. Um, that, that item, like, since no one grinds in Kama anymore, like, remember back when everyone used to grind at uh uh guy fin right i think trees yeah uh those things were cheap like people were throwing them away honestly and now nobody nobody grinds anywhere where they where they pop up so the market is insane it's like 25 almost 30 mil to get that that item so at that point i think like it'd be really nice if pa looked at some of the market um options and tried freeing up or creating some more options to get certain materials. That's something that's yeah. another barrier for like new players too. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. The, this chart is like confusing. Or the way they've explained it is confusing. This little breakdown, I guess, kind of helps a lot. But I know even the, the system is like pretty overwhelming. Like if you just look at it, if you're a new player, I feel like you're like, what the hell am I looking at? What are all these crystals? <laughs> As yeah. a veteran, I'm looking at this like, the hell are all these crystals? I don't know. It, it is really cool, though, that they made it so the Tuvala exchange gives you... Uh, you can choose which item you want. So if you want like Ergon or Muskins now, which is kind of cool. Um, are you guys bothered at all that the when you exchange your gear now, you can only enhance that armor with this new system? You can't enhance the traditional way. Or did you even realize that? <laughs> it's kind of yeah, a I new idea. Yeah, but I feel like it's... I mean, it's okay. Um, I would have liked if they did give the option for someone to to tap it, you know, as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is a a thing where I'm I'm okay with them like kind of showing like a direct path for upgrades, because um, a lot of people are shying away from the RNG, and that's something that's also kept some new players away from the game too. Yeah. 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 I think. There should be an option because some people still want like it helps to build fail stacks for you know some people that want to go and tap you know uh, going for like pen accessories and pen black stars and they need like this armor for you know tapping fail stacks and getting that up so that they have a better chance at going pen on on more rare stuff. Yeah. Are you guys going to do any of these guaranteed upgrades? Are you doing any of your slots? Yeah, I'm going to use a few. I think um, free Kudum would be nice. Or not free, right? Yeah. It's a cheaper Kudum. I think um, I kind of want to switch my Black Star for Zarka. Uh, if I... The other thing that you have to think about is like you can you can make one for, I think the cost ends up coming out to like five to, maybe it's like six or seven bill for the first one. Mm. Let's say you do that for your Ergons. You can pull the Kafras out and then sell your Ergons and keep this and then throw the Kafras back in. You might make a profit. Can I do that if I'm C20? Yeah, maybe less less useful at that. But I mean, you know, I'm a lot, a lot lower gear, so. Hey, you're gonna pull out your C3 Ergons? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's C6 now, sir. Hey, grads, dude. Grads on the gains. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm probably going to do it on Kudum at, at least. Yeah. But I'm I'm doing it for a different reason. I'm doing it because I don't have any reroll coupons anymore and I need a Kudum and it gives you a box. So I'm going to do a Kudum for my Kuno. I haven't played Kuno. I've been waiting on the rework, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm using it as a, a way to get reroll slots basically. I just don't know if it's going to be worth uh, pulling out. I'd have to like math it out, but I don't know how much money I'm going to lose if I yoink out my Kafra stones. Like on my Nuver, I was thinking about doing it for Nuver too, but it's like C15, so I think I'd get taxed pretty hard. At the same time, yeah, it would be pretty difficult. And, you'd, and getting it back with the way the market is would be pretty tough for sure. Yeah. Kind of went a little... uh crazy with the reroll coupons i wish i was a little more careful <laughs> um 
All right. Uh, Rezzy back? Okay. Um, yes, sir. Your, your thoughts on this uh, system? Well, good, which bad, one is that? Good, bad, or relevant? The guaranteed pen boss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. I can finally get a full pen. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, currently wearing a Tet Griffin helmet and Tet Muskin shoes, so I'm pretty hype about it. Oh, my God. I'm glad you didn't say Oasis. He's, been... Well... <laughs> You know what's worse than Oasis Raiden is he was saying Black Star before. He was wearing like Black Star armor and boots, so Oh. Uh, yeah, I had full tet Black Star and then uh I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sell all this because DP is a meme. The the thing is, is like now I, I think that there's no point Black Star I already felt was pretty irrelevant, but now it's completely I don't know what the hell it's in the game for. Like Black Star armor, boots, gloves helmet mm -hmm. it's like a worse way to to get stuff now yeah it's like pretty bad it's pretty awful um i don't know i'm trying to think like what the value of enhancing those are anymore i i don't know why people would be buying them anymore there's no upgrade well, rng there's a couple rng carried people in my guild that enhance them for profit and actually make like billions of silver i'm not even kidding there aren't you carried out their ass. Yeah, for selling I get it. Just for wearing I don't understand. But yeah, like okay, so someone's asking like isn't Pen Blackstar still best in slot? But for armor it's not. It, it you're capped at C10 essentially. So if you just have a C20 boss armor it's better than a Pen Blackstar or even C13. Uh I don't know. Yeah, it's like kind of a very very strange piece of gear that's in the game now mm -hmm. um anyway i don't know is there anything else you want to talk about Rosar? oh is, uh, do you guys feel like tp is a meme uh Matto and and raiden what are your guys feeling we've been talking about this a little bit with different people but what are your guys feelings on on dp or if you do feel like dp is a meme can you define what that means to you is i it, was I, at least for for DR, I always considered DP as just like being able to actually dish out damage. Like it's enough to get you to be able to to do any damage, and and like that's about it. After that, you know, you're not really gonna be super super tanky, right? Uh, with DP, uh, unless you're going with like a super high evasion build for like a meme a meme build or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. It's like uh it's not to get you off the ground after being CC'd, although it does sometimes work out that way depending on mm -hmm. your special attack evasion RNG and and who's hitting you, but it's just a way to get off your abilities. Like if I have enough DP that I can dish out three skills in a row while I'm not CC'd, then the DP has benefited me in a major way. But if yeah. you go and just yeah. die, it's like crap. You know. What were you going to yeah. say, Mato? Yeah, no, it's the same thing. Like, you, like for example, you can't play Succession DK right now in large scale without a significant amount of DP. You're just going to die in the one skill that you throw. But, you know, you get a little bit more DP, you can use two skills before dying, then a little bit more, three, then more, then you can do, like, five skills and get out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a meme. Like, it, it exists. Like you feel the DP gains very slowly, and you take less chip damage too, so you can stay in fights longer. 
Um, it's pretty noticeable whenever you like watch someone who has higher DP versus someone who has lower DP. Rez, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, DP's a meme. I don't know what to tell you guys. Well, it's uh, it's funny because yeah, like okay, that... so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. DP is a meme for me specifically because of a the class I play and b the style in which I play it. I literally all I do with Berserker is I run in, I drop my wombo combo, and then I get out. There's no staying in. There's no trying to get more damage out. Very rarely do I try to like get any more auxiliary damage off. I don't go for like Deva slows. I don't try and finish things with like a slugfest. At least not usually, right? Um, I did before when I had full Tet Blackstar. I was 360 DP, and in wars, I'm not kidding. I had like 8700 HP. I still died to like one or two people every single war it made absolutely no difference whatsoever i still died in lava piercer i still was able to get the same amount of damage off that i am right now i still got cc just as much there was almost no difference whatsoever so that's why eventually i essentially raged sold all of my dead black star armors and got like two ap brackets for it so I think a lot of people are upset because you said 360 DP and expected that to be tanky. <laughs> I don't expect it to be tanky. I expected it to be tankier, and it wasn't. It, it made. It, I'm not kidding. It made like no difference whatsoever. It made no difference that I had like 50 plus more DP than I do now, and like 3k more HP than I do now. It made no difference. Now, if I was playing a different class, like, maybe it would have. Like, if I was playing a Witch or a Guardian or, I don't know, maybe it would. But for the class that I play and the way that I play it, I felt like it was really not making any difference whatsoever. So I decided, you know what, fuck it. There's no path upwards from me here anyway with this gear. So, like, this is as good as it's going to get, essentially, with this gear. And it's not making any difference. So, fuck it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't. I, am I am I crazy or like Zerkers are pretty tanky in war? I yeah. the Zerkers I run into are fucking tanky as fuck. I kind of feel like it has to do with like the HP rather than uh, the DP. Some, sometimes I find myself with with like the more HP I stack, I feel like it it is more noticeable, but it, it's hard to really tell cause depending on like targets and. With, with speculation, it, it is really difficult to see what works and what doesn't. I, I just always feel like uh, with more HP I get, it just it, it feels a little bit better at least. Yeah, you know it's funny? Like, multi-setup, like, Matto, you know, you probably, have you fought multi? I assume you probably oh, yeah. have. Yeah. Like, multi-setup is, like, DK is definitely more squishy than a Zerker, and multi- the way he is, his build is set up, he's just full DR, but he also has emphasized health a lot. But he's like, he feels really tanky for a DK, and his build on other classes feels like insanely tanky. It's kind of one of the reasons why recently, even though like I do have like good DP, I kind of want to get more DP. I'm moving off of distos for that reason to not lose any more DP. And I switch from all like the crit rings to HP and Voltara belts and Eye of the Ruins because. I don't know, just like every little bit, if you can survive longer, it just feels so much better. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, every time you get more DP, 
it's hard to notice. Like you're not gonna notice a big difference, but there is a difference that's there. And with multi, yeah, like there. I mean, honestly, it's, to me, it's surprising that like sometimes I can't one combo him at all, and that's that's the thing that I'm surprised about. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's just the biggest part of it is obviously when you get like if you're being chipped, but if you play in group PvP, the other part of being able to survive for one additional hit is you also have that that off chance. It's rare, but off chance that maybe one of the players in your guild heals you in time. Yeah. If you live long enough to get that heal. Like the amount of times I've died with low DP where I'm on the ground and I'm watching the wizard heal next to my dead body and I like just missed it is like ah so like the DP kind of can help with that too um but yeah it's kind of like a combination of everything I I think crystals are important too I, as weird as it sounds I, I've noticed feeling a little bit more recently I swapped off a of corrupted for PvP and I used the float resist crystals the ignore float resist um the new ones that you oh, get with the nice. metals so I've like it gives an extra 100 HP I don't lose the DR Plus, I'm less frustrated because people actually get refloated. And it feels pretty noticeable to me. I feel like the amount of items that we've been stacking for a while with like Distos and Corrupted, where we're totally okay with losing DP, like started adding up. So I kind of swapped off of it. I wish those crystals were more than 10%, though, for how much damage you lose. Yeah, I mean, Corrupted is a pretty big damage increase for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, is there uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, move on to the comments? Anything we missed? Anything new? Uh, have any of you guys tried the dungeon out? Oh, yeah, I did want to talk about the dungeon. So I didn't get a chance to last week. But have you guys tried the dungeon at all? I haven't had an opportunity to try the new one yet, but I've heard it. I've, I've watched it. And I've, it seems pretty tough, actually. Yeah. I've only even run... I think I've only run the first dungeon like once. Like I don't know, it, it it's not for me. I guess doesn't look too appealing either dungeon really. I see, I see. Not a, not group stuff. You don't like group stuff or? I mean, I like group stuff. It's just I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like the the traditional dungeons that uh I feel like I'm more comfortable with, and mm. I don't know, just put off by that. Especially after playing a new world and doing all the dungeons in there, like the they felt enjoyable there. It wasn't too too complicated with uh with some of the puzzles. Like you have two people stand on two different teleporters and you know, away you go. Or like some of the boss mechanics aren't, you know, overly crazy, but uh may, people maybe prefer having the, the challenge. Are you more into like the uh, like Trinity, like healer tank DPS setup? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. But then you could make like, uh, it would, it would give people like a need for like some of these classes, like you know, like you could, you would want a a Valk or a, or a staff to be your healer or shy, and then you can have your your DPS could be like I don't know warriors or, or you, you could maybe have like a like a tank spec for like a zerker or striker. I don't know. I I just feel like uh like the the trinity would be more enjoyable just and just wouldn't make things as complicated but Rez, have you tried it? Tried what now? Sorry. Uh, oh, the new, new dungeon? dungeon? Yeah. 
No, 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 no. I, I, I personally am not very interested in content like that. Yeah, I. So I did a. I hope uh, it's good though for the people who are interested in it. <laughs> so I ran it with Kerr, and Dalen, a couple other people. We ran it. Uh, we did the normal one first because I wanted to learn all the mechanics, and the puzzles were pretty fun. The bosses leading up to the last boss were pretty easy just because we were we had a lot of gears, so they didn't do too much damage. Um, but when we got to the final boss, and this was on normal mode, uh, we just got farmed over and over again. Like, it wiped out. We literally, the time ran out. It expired. We were trying to work together to get the mechanics, but we, like, could not get everybody on the same page. And by about an hour in, once everyone understood the mechanics pretty well, people were like, so frustrated at everyone else for fucking up or making mistakes that like everyone kind of turned on each other uh it was really fun and really hard but the yeah we like turned on each other a little bit there and then the day after i ran the elvia one and the thing is with the elvia and the normal one the elvia one is obviously harder because all the normal skills in between everything does more damage but uh one thing that they did in the second dungeon that I actually like is the one shot mechanics where if you fail a mechanic or you mess up, like you're going to wipe, it doesn't, your gear doesn't really matter that much. So you have to work together, but I really, really like the dungeon. Um, it was super fun and the mechanics are really fun and they're a lot more like, at least to me, the final boss mechanics felt a lot more like a traditional dungeon. So for example, uh, some of the mechanics they have, like, so when you, you start fighting the, the boss, he has this vacuum that pops out and, like, grabs everyone, and right after the vacuum, he just does a giant AoE that's gonna one-shot you, and you have to run behind the wall in time before it happens. And then, uh, the next thing that they do that I think is kind of cool that forces you to work together is these anglerfish appear on the walls, on the edges, at a certain percentage of health, they all start moving in. You have to, each player has to be kind of next to an angler fish. And there's six fish um, and five players. One, five of the fish are glowing. One of them is not. And you have to kill the five glowing fish before they get to the boss in the center of the room. And you can't kill the one that's not glowing. So it's one of those things where everyone has to, you're on complete opposite sides of the room. So you don't see what everyone else sees. And you have to be like, you know, mine's not glowing, this one's not glowing, or try to ping the one that isn't glowing and kill the one and try to help the other people who are a little bit slow trying to kill them before they get to the boss or they die. That's like the hardest, even though it sounds simple, it was like the hardest mechanic. That was the one we failed like the most often <laughs> because it's like e either people don't understand the glowing or the other thing is like you can't see when the fish far away are glowing or not. It's like a, a proximity uh, effect. And then but you have to be close. Yeah. You have to be close to see if it's glowing. So what was happening is like people on the other side of the room are like, Oh, yours isn't glowing. And I'm like, yeah, it is like, no, it's not. I saw it. it's not glowing. And it's like, no, it is. You just can't see it from there. And then like, and no one like believed the other person. Then you'd end up fucking up. Uh, so that was one of the cool mechanics, uh, but yeah, going through the whole thing, like they have a bunch of really cool mechanics, the color mechanics, the scorpion thing at the end. It's really, really fun. Um, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. And then Wutaru joined us for the, uh, for the Elvia one, it was like me, Choice, Wutaru, Dayland, and who's our fifth? I can't remember now. I feel it's toxic. I feel bad. Um, but yeah, it it was like really fun. And then the shy debuffs don't work 
in there either. So the boss, you actually have to still do damage to the boss. And I don't know. It, it's really fun. I like the dungeon a lot. Um, my only gripe with it, and you heard me before, Rezlar, when the first dungeon came out, the rewards on the first dungeon are very good for the effort and time the first dungeon takes. The second dungeon, the rewards are slightly better only in that the accessories you get from the box are uh, on average of higher quality, so they're worth a little bit more. But I don't think the rewards are good enough in the second dungeon because the second dungeon is so much harder and takes so much more time. So it's like, I think the rewards need to be buffed. Not the accessories themselves, but just like the gold bars you get in the Kaffir stones and the dust and stuff need to just be boosted like kind of by a lot. Like the base level yeah. amount of shit. The yeah. base shit you get should be better because it's, it's a much harder dungeon. Um, but yeah, anyway, overall, I, I was like really encouraged by it. And I, I just got to like right now, BDO's in this weird lull because so many people are playing New World. So there's not as many people to get together for dungeon groups. But um, once more people come back, I, yeah, I kind of want to do it more often because it, it was really fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. And the mechanics are good. Like, I, they did... I don't know. Like, I'm kind of surprised. I just had such... Every time I think of a boss, I just pictured how stupid Karanda is and Kudum. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So I'm like, these boss mechanics are so bad. But they did a really, really good job with this one. Um, there are a few little bugs that hopefully get fixed. The most annoying being vacuum sometimes puts you underground, which just completely ruins your run if that happens. So hopefully that kind of stuff gets fixed. But overall, the actual mechanics of the dungeon, I think were really good and super fun. So that's, that's my TLDR on the dungeon. New dungeon, really fun, really good, really hard. I still think mostly BDO, um, is BDO community is not really ready for dungeons in the traditional sense. Because I was watching a, a lot of the streams. I was on vacation when it came out. And I was watching a lot of the streams and like, what everyone was saying in like different Twitch chats and people saying on different discords and the feedback is like, and on Reddit is like, this is way too hard. Why does PA think this is fun? And it's like, dude, it, I don't know. I think the difficulty is what makes it fun. I agree. I agree. I I mean, I was part of like some of the first groups to, to try like that other, the first dungeon. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like we we ran our group when we tried, I, mean, I had a lot of fun, even though we didn't fit, we like didn't make it on our first try on the Elvia one, but I mean, I think it's cool to get better at it. And especially like you think about it now, people can, like you can set up a group and finish the first dungeon now in like 30 minutes, get your rewards in like 30, 45 minutes, you know? Um, the challenge is nice. I, I think that you're right. The rewards need to get buffed because some people won't sit through something like that unless they're getting like money out of it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, one good thing, they lowered the aggro's cost, but I actually would have preferred instead of having a weekly lockout, just make it the aggress like locks you out. If you run out of aggress, prevents you from doing it too often. So I don't know. I don't think you should have any weekly lockout. But yeah, mm -hmm. overall, it's, a, it's really fun. Actually, we should run. I, I'll try to, if you want, like we should try to run it this week. If you're down, because it, it's it, it's honestly super fun. Yeah, that last one did kind of. I remember you were in our group. It was frustrating. We were like, yeah, I mean, eventually got better at it, right? But like, yeah. What's your DP yeah. now? Uh, it's like three fifty something. Three. It's it's almost three sixty with Kudo. Yeah. The. 
I, you can do the first one super easy. The second one, you get hit by a lot. There's a lot more random attacks that come out. Most of it avoidable, but like, um, I know the DP definitely can play a role, or at least it it changes how difficult or hard it can be. I think it's possible. Yeah, like chip damage, like yeah. as much. Yeah, well, hundred percent. Um, yeah, it would it would be really cool. Like, uh, I I think regardless of your DP, it's possible to do. It just becomes harder. Yeah. Um, I have to practice it a little bit, and get a little bit better at it. But I've just been a little bit busy, so. Yeah. Um. All right. Is there anything else uh, anyone wanted to bring up before we go to comments? Rez, you got anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. Alrighty. Well, uh, I will. Uh, so again, so for the comments, you guys are welcome to stick around. I'm just gonna read the comments aloud, and uh, if anything pertains to something you guys could answer, feel free to jump in. Um, if you guys want to bounce, that's totally cool too. Um, before we get all the way to the end, just as a reminder, is there any, or you guys want to give a little bit of shout out to your, where people could find you, your Twitch and, and, or your YouTube channels, uh, Matto? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, stream pretty rarely, but, uh, twitch.tv slash motto video. And then most times you can find me in like the DK discords if you need to ask a question or something like that. Are you just going to shout them down if they don't agree with you? I mean, you know, sometimes people <laughs> just don't know yet. Yeah, you got to teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lo long time ago, a long, long time ago when I was in the Sork Discord. This was like years ago when um, we it was just after, like maybe a month after we got the Rebombs and Absolutes before the CC changes. Uh... I was in the Sork Discord and I was arguing with someone and I was actually saying that I think that Sork wins against Mystic. At the time, Sork's modifiers against Striker Mystic were way higher and mm -hmm. Violation was bugged where it did all three levels of damage on the last level. So we did a shitload of damage to them and, and with Engulfing Stun and like, it, it just felt like a super easy matchup to me and I literally got banned from the Discord for thinking that. It was so dumb. I was like, dude, this is actually a good matchup for us, not a bad matchup. And then it was like, all right, you're gone. It's <laughs> like, okay. Um, Raiden, uh, where can people find you? Your uh, stream and and your YouTube, or if you have. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just mostly active now on this Twitch.tv/slash Immortal Raiden. I think Jack's uh, linked in the chat. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. The uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um. I'll get you marked in if you're down on the days you're free. I think we usually war on Tuesday, Thursday, but yeah, it would be cool to have you come in and merc for us one of these days. You can fight yeah. alongside me and Matt out at the same time. Yeah. I'd be down to do that. Um, all right. Comments. Here we go. Uh, Zalem said, oh wait, hold on. Let me switch this. Let me go to the bottom. Um, I don't see anything that I need to remove, but okay. I, if I miss something, just let me know. It'll be good. Just the shy comments. Uh, Chris Loden. <laughs> yeah, hold on. What's up with that? Why am I being told about some some shy drama? Some you speaking some hatred or something? What are you What's talking up about? With that? I don't know. I, what Dread Spark said something about uh, deleting comments and how he was angry. And hey, I just got the pot piece at Ronaros. Hell yeah! No, congrats. Well, I didn't congrats. delete delete shy comments. 
Yeah, I don't know. He said apparently his comment got deleted somehow. It wasn't me. He he was like, "Did you delete my comment?" I was oh. like, "No, it wasn't me." I don't even I have. Don't know. I I've never deleted a comment ever, so it's not me. Well, I don't know. Apparently, you were talking trash on Shies or something last episode. I don't remember. Maybe. Now you talk trash on Shies on every episode. May, it might honest, have been. But... It might have been the uh my take. My stance on like if you're a shy, I don't know why you still have hope. Maybe it was that speech that I've been giving lately. <laughs> what? That's so dark. Well, but it's true. It's like the class came out again. Like I, I or okay. Like if you're a Valk or a Kuno or like any of these other classes, there have been periods in the game where your class is good and the balance is just it's kind of like bad luck where. Your class just isn't good right now. They've either overlooked you or misunderstood what the class is supposed to be doing right now. But there's hope because they're reworking your class and they're making changes. And clearly, uh, there's some attempt to try to make the classes work and be good. But Shy, they've shown nothing. They've shown no evidence of them wanting to make the class become a legitimate and viable class. So at this point... I'm saying you either have to move on or accept that the class is what it is. That's all I'm saying. The class literally came out and you were not allowed to ride horses. You could only ride donkeys. And you had a right. skill that let you lay down on donkeys. And I'm supposed to feel confident that that class is supposed to be a real class. But I, isn't, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on. I would counter to play devil's advocate that isn't the fact that they changed it so they could ride horses isn't that an indicator that things can change well no because after two years they've gotten one pve buff and that's it so no not really like there's no other evidence yet yes they could ride horses and they changed that like immediately but they have i to me they've already proven that they have no idea what they want for that class like i almost i really really feel like they regret releasing shy because now they don't know kind of where to go with it. Like they literally like look at the um hold on, let me find let me find the note. Just even the way they talk about it in this update where they got this like surprise um kind of like mini rework. Let, let me read this to you, okay? Let me now obviously it's a poor translation. But let me read this to you and you tell me if this sounds like they really want this class to become what every other class is, all right? Um hold on, let me find this. Shy Shy is precious. I've been thinking about it for a really long time since the reboot project was released. Shy was excluded from this reboot because it was designed as a special character. So that red flag number one right there. That is different from other characters. This is big, bright, bold red flag. This is, it's a special character that's different from other characters, which again implies to me that they never, ever, ever want it to be like the current characters. Then they go on to say, because so many ad adventures have expressed disappointment about it, it is difficult to reboot, but we decided to improve towards PvE. Okay, so they want your PvE to be better, but they're not going to do anything for PvP, clearly. The damage and range of skills using flooring have been increased, and the duration of the buff, which uh, received the most comments for improvement, has doubled the duration of individual buffs and the Black Spirit absorption in consideration of large-scale combat situations. In addition, the control keys have been improved, um, and then they added the new attack, which is clearly only good for PvP, and the new mobility, or sorry, PvE, and the new mobility skill, which is also only good for PvE, because it's completely unprotected and super long. So again, with the changes that they've shown, and the wording that they've shown, I, if I'm a shy main, 
still would have absolutely no hope and would consider either playing a different class or playing a different game. That I, I'm just being dead serious. Every other class is like, like <sighs> Valk changes, I, clearly, even if you're unhappy with Valk or DK changes, clearly they're doing something because they, they think it needs to be upgraded and buffed in all aspects of the game. Shy is not getting that same treatment, and it is clear. I I just don't know if I agree because the entire talent system was all about giving it usefulness in PvP. Yeah, but it hasn't been changed or updated since then. It's still like uh, arguably a worse support class than Valk. It's as good or worse as Valk, Wizard, Witch, and those can also kill you. Yes, and I and for the record, I agree that I think they have no fucking idea what they're doing with shy and i also think they they probably are sweating bullets every time it's it's time to think about okay well what about shy they start sweating bullets their eyes are going back and forth they're like ah that uh, skateboard yeah yeah skateboard uh but like i don't know i i feel like the thing is is they had a vision for shy that vision for shy was something that the entire player base did not vibe with and i just feel like ever since then they've been trying to compromise between their vision of what they wanted shy to be and what a majority of the players like wanted right to be able to take this thing into pvp and have some effect right yeah and i i think that they just need to they just need to pick a fucking lane they either need to stick with their original idea and have it be a, a purely like a life skill thing or they need to actually give it like usefulness in PvP and not just because it has bubble and it has bongos. Like actually make it useful. Well I don't know. So far they're doing neither. I know, and that's what so. I'm saying. This thing where they're sitting in between. But I think just because they're sitting in between doesn't mean that they couldn't go with option number two. Yeah. I think they could very well go with they option could. number two. They could. All I'm saying is that evidence is showing and has shown that they are not and will not. So, for example, Wutaru is saying, I'm trying to keep the shy community alive. I'm trying to, I'm training the new shy players. Don't tell them to leave. I'm not telling shy <laughs> players to leave. I'm not. I'm telling the shy players that are unhappy and feel like, what the hell, why hasn't this changed, to open up their eyes and realize it's probably not going to change and uh, to stop letting themselves be disappointed at this point. It's been way too long. Like, if you think about a game's life cycle, like, Shy has been out for two years. They got probably the least uh, impactful PvE buffs on May 26th when everyone got buffs. And that's, like, it. That's, like, their only major change. This is the biggest change they've ever gotten. And clearly, all it is is PvE. So, that's all I'm saying. It's just one of those things, like, if you're unhappy with it, I at this point, I don't know why you're still complaining. Like, so, I, I don't know. Even with Kuno, where I feel like there is hope and something's going to change... I rolled off of it. I'm playing something else because it's not good. And I'm like, I still enjoy the game. So I'm just going to enjoy it in a different avenue. And all I'm pointing out is if you're not having fun with the game, instead of making everyone else feel bad that your class is bad, which it is admittedly, it's very, very bad. And I agree it should be buffed, but they have shown that they don't want to buff it or make it uh, more useful. That's all I'm saying. I just, I just don't, I just disagree with that mentality. That's the same mentality of like, if you don't like America, you can get out. It's like, how, what? how is it like that? 
because I, you're but saying I like, want if them you, to change. If you it. have a problem with this class, like too bad, it's not going to change. You should just go do something else. Okay, but at and what like, at what point are you going to accept that they're not changing it? Do you just go? So do you? So you're saying you prefer that Shy's continue hope and continue being disappointed for how many more years? Do they go on hoping that their class becomes a real class? I'm not saying they shouldn't still submit I mean, feedback and they still shouldn't like like want things to change. I'm just saying if you're not having fun, at the end of the day, you are playing a video game. Like play, pick a class that is going to be fun and useful, or or try to find a way to just have fun with Shy the way it is. I'm not saying if you don't like America, get out. What? It, not at all. I'm saying like you could submit the feedback, but I, I just like, they've proven they're not going to change anything at this point. That's all I'm saying. So if, if it's bad and you feel like it can't do anything, then I don't know why you are on it still, I guess. Maybe that's the easier way to break it down. Yeah. I, and I mean, I get where you're coming from. I, I don't know. I get where you're yeah. coming from. I, I'm I, just I, saying, I get, like, yeah, I get you the don't mentality. Wanna, I don't want them to be disappointed anymore. I feel bad. I feel bad seeing Wutara every day, feeling like, man, I don't think they're gonna change anything. And it's like, but the thing yeah, is, is, I, I don't think either. For a lot of shies, if if they're not gonna play shy, they're just not gonna play the game. And that's possible, and that sucks that it's like that. And I think that that sucks. And PA is a moron for letting that happen. So I'm with them in that. I'm just saying, like. Can I, in good conscience, tell uh, every shy player, like, hey, man, just keep playing shy for one or two more years. Just hang in there. I can't anymore. It's been too long. That's all I'm saying. I think shy should be able to kill people in 1v1. Not just YoFam Steve, but other players as well. <laughs> you know? That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Like uh, Raiden and Matto want to jump in a little bit. What do you guys feel like? Shy. Like, do you have any opinions on Shy, the state of Shy, and where it should be or is? I don't know. I feel like they. It's weird because they are sort of a supportive class, right? But yeah, I feel. I do feel like they need to have something they can do in combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The skate thing is cool. But it it really just depends. They decided to make it was a weird decision, honestly, when they first came out with it to make a, a full support class, and then now people are kind of complaining about it not being a full support class, or they're trying to want it to be more than just a uh, a full support class. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not too sure how you would go about approaching that. It, it's just the like even the the buffs that they did put, like the what was it attack range of all the skills? So like, did, don't they have like that one skill that the it's already a very long range CC? I think mm -hmm. I I don't know. It, it's I guess I could see like yeah, you know, being able to have being able to defend yourself would be good on shy, but. I don't know. It just seems it seems like it would be really hard to balance, but it's coming from a person that doesn't play shy. So yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not even opposed to them making like having it be full support. I'm okay with that too. I personally think it should be able to kill too. But if it's full support, fine, so be it. But I was just in that dungeon with Wutaru, 
And the amount of times he's telling me, I don't have any heals up. I don't have any heals up. Or sorry, my heal doesn't heal that much. Sorry, this heal isn't that good. It's not even good at support. So it's like, if it's going to be support, like a wizard and witch, if a wizard witch says, I don't have my heal up, I totally understand because they're going to sit there and still be nuking the boss and doing all sorts of damage and potentially PAing or uh, speed spell, spell or their e-buff or, yeah. or whatever. Whereas like As shy, when a shy doesn't have heal, it doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like why doesn't a shy have a heal available for the team when the team is dying in a group dungeon? And when all yeah. it can do is support. They just they, they which I think we've I, I think we've said this before. I'm I'm fairly confident that we have, but they just need to pick an identity for Shy and just go with it. If they want it to just be a life skilling donkey riding meme class, then make it that. And then all the people who wanted it to be more <laughs> can live with that decision. If they want it to be a combat class, then make it a combat class. If they want it to be a support class, then actually make it a support class. Like, they keep doing this thing where it's none of these things and all of these things, and it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, they, they've they weirdly transitioned to now Shy is just a music-making, like, it's a composer. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even well, know, it's it like, is, is that what Shy's want? Are they, like, all these Shy's just want to be musicians? I, I Is that the main thing, too? Because that's the most focus and most energy. It's crazy. Every two patches, there's a giant list of 25 different things about how they make music. And then I take one of the dungeons to support, and he has no heals for me. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And Frosty, I, I, you weren't here. I think we talked about it on the podcast um, uh, that you weren't here, the the, the Nayashi and Reslar show. Um, I mentioned that I, I wish they would... Uh, my preferred idea for Shy is that they make it an actual support. They give it more supportive capabilities. They make it an actual support. I think that that would be a, a fine direction to go in that most shy would be totally okay with. Not saying all, but most. And one of the things that I feel like they should do that I, I was hoping to get your opinion on is the idea of giving having their supportive capabilities actually scale off of their AP, similar to like how it works in, oh, I don't know, every other game imaginable. Like in League of Legends, if you have no AP on your support, your support's not going to heal or shield you for fucking anything, right? Right. And that way they can actually choose between, do I want to be this tanky little rat just playing fucking bongos in the middle of a group and disrupting, or do I want to actually, like, pop big heals or, like, big speed buffs and things like that that scale off of my damage, but then I have to play carefully, right? Something. There's so many know, I... cool support classes and so many games just steal all of those ideas. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard. Hey, the, hey, not not only that, but the, we just got we just got this new dungeon where all of the shy's debuffs, like the main thing people care about having shy with them for, don't work. It's even again like just more evidence that it's they just it's not even like it's in like a total afterthought for them. Like the only, I mean, they said it right here. The only reason they decided to make any change, they had no intention of changing Shy. They were happy with where Shy is, but they got a bunch of feedback, so they felt obligated to make these changes because people complained. So I, I don't know. It just is like, isn't there, isn't there a Shy ART? What's that guy doing up there? Yeah, he's up there fucking looking at the change log for the composer. I guess. <laughs> Wait, no, isn't that Wutaru? Didn't he win? No, wait, he didn't win. He came in second. Who won? 
Apple, I think Apple didn't Apple Twinkle win one of them. Who are the two winners? I forget now. Was it uh wasn't it uh Dairy Yuki? Utaro did win. Utaro and yeah, yeah, Utaro won, of course. Utaro won the won? full gear one. Uh, I don't remember the trial. Who won the trial one? Who won the trial one? Was it Dairy Yuki or Apple Twinkle? I don't remember. Utaro, you didn't win both, did you? I mean I interviewed Utaro after his big win in the full gear tournament. Yeah, no, Utaro Alec, didn't Alec win. Alec won the, the trial. The... I'm sorry, Utaro. I couldn't tell that you won. You had no heals for me in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. Let's uh let's uh we should move on. Utaro <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, it's not shy hatred. It's it's actually really shy like me looking at you guys as people and feeling bad that you're still hanging on to hope when I want you to just if you can move on to just have fun playing something else and not feel bad all the time. And yes, PA should fix it. And they're idiots for not fixing it. And they don't deserve for those good people to be playing their game if they're not going to fix the class that they like. So maybe they should I move think on. what this really is about is Shy is uh Frosty is actually extremely mad at Utaru for not healing him in that dungeon. And this no, is his I, I roundabout felt... way to getting all the shy to quit. There was too much going on for me to say it, but I, I felt bad. Like, when I heard him say that, I was like, well, fuck, man. Like, what else do you do? Like, <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't heal. Like, God, I, I shouldn't be sitting there like, man, I wish my support was an actual support class when all they can do is support. That's sad. I wish I, I, wish I had picked up him. a wizard as my support instead yeah. of the shy. Keep watching Dalen get one shot on his lawn and the shy can't do anything to help him. It felt bad, dude. It just felt made me feel bad. That's all. Give him some more support stuff. Alright, here we go. Uh Chris Loden says, This war was great. Whatever happened to Sucks Orc, is it any good and can I play it? What I don't know what war he's talking about. This war. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Maybe what could he be referring to? I don't know. Uh, Suxorc is any good? Yeah, Suxorc is very like average to below average. There's nothing special about it. Even the reworks were pretty meh on the Sork. Hopefully, it gets more stuff. But yeah, I mean, compared to Awaken Sork, especially after the reworks, it's fucking so not there. It's not it, man. It's not it. So Suxorc. So all the changes they made post initial. Global Labs release. They were all awakening changes, no succession changes for Sork. I I'm trying to think if there were any. I mean, only things that really affected pre-awaken as well. I don't think there were any major succession changes post rework, post day one. Damn. But there's been a lot of awaken changes, so yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Someone said the second comment is my sub account. Uh, Pirate Poro says shy mains have some special kind of copium. LOL. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Mentor Mentat says looks like most of the DK rework is awakening. Expanding AOEs and spin after airstrike might be suck only, and the rosy iframe will replace haze. It's funny seeing like because when all you have to look at is the preview, right? It did kind of look like that. I don't know, I think that the... What were you going to say? Oh yeah, it did kind of look like that from the video, but once the notes were released, definitely not. Yeah. 
We'll see how impactful the two new skills end up being. Because if they are impactful, then the wake changes are pretty crazy too. Yeah. Um, but if they end up not being, then it'll. I don't know. At least their their PV is good. I I'm a, I'm at the point honestly, like where my expectations are so, like legit, so low too. I'm just like, dude, if if Kuno can PVE well, I'll be happy, even if it sucks at everything else. Whatever. I don't care. It'd be fine. Just let me PV. Um, mentor Mentat also says, "LOL, DK is or how DK is already busted. Who's that clown that you host? Also knows nothing about the DK moves since they can't contribute or comment while Frosty correctly identifying DK moves." So on one hand, he compliments me, so I like this guy, but he also, I think he insulted somebody. I just don't know who. So I hate him. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did did y'all talk about DK last week? Yeah. I mean, we talked about DK a little bit, like here and there. I think they were used to some examples, because we, we saw the previews. We watched the previews on the... Yeah, but I mean, like, actual, like, discussion. Or did you just... No, I wasn't too in-depth, no. Someone yeah, was so, on, didn't know the DK moves, but I did. I mean, I don't know the DK moves. Fuck. Eat your heart out, DK Discord. I know the there's, DK there's, moves. There's fucking, if you count succession classes as well, there's fucking like 40 something classes in this goddamn game. That's a lot of fucking skills to remember. Yeah. Um,. I mean, look, to be honest, me knowing any of the DK moves is nothing special. I, I spend like all day arguing with every other class. So I have to know it. Otherwise, I have no counter arguments to all these people that think their class sucks. Uh, St uh, <laughs> Stellar Mind Studio says, DK doesn't need too much, to be honest. Wheel Lunacy increase AoE is just for succession based on the effects. The new AoE, AoE that DKA is getting is probably Cluster of Despair. Good, good eye on that guy. Uh, I guess everyone kind of... You know, I was wondering why people knew that and they pointed out that the windup is the same. Because a lot of people guessed that was going to be Cluster. Um, mm -hmm. The issue is that it needs something to compare to grab, which I'm okay with getting more mix-ups with the airstrike flow and three traps. I think that's probably Lucius Snare. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, the DK combo looks like Obsidian Ashes carried with Smoky Haze into airstrike flow spirit hunt twilight dash spirit legacy dark nebula cancel trap vadir new skill probably cluster of despair reworked like this guy nailed it dude um adele moneta rivera says resistance is a big problem remove resist less protected skills remove down smash evasion does not work when cc'd lesson wait what lesson cc abilities from other classes like ninjas there should be a gap on their cc abilities Wait, he wants evasion to not work if you're CC'd? That would be insane. Could you imagine like a striker mystic when they're CC'd, their evasion drops to zero? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that one, Chief. Yeah, I mean, the resistance is like fine. I can, I can understand it. I actually think resistance should be capped on the uh, those uh, capped node wars and uh, capped sieges too, right? But They are, aren't they? Yeah, they They're are. Not right well, now. not siege, but they are on node wars now. Yeah, but I think on. Oh, siege, they haven't. They... they haven't put it on the count sieges yet. I don't think. Yeah, so. not yet. No. Oh, how strange. I think they're still trying to figure out like how much, like how much is good, or yeah. how much the you know, how how much before it becomes too much, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I I do say that resist should be a thing. Uh, resist shouldn't be a thing. I'd be 
fine not having down smashes, but I know some classes really need that. Like I, I, I could get over losing my down smashes. You I mean, said I think re resist should be a thing or should not be a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that just because like being like salty about the about like how I do against like people who who carry high resist, but it's just like I don't know. It just there's more. It's just it feels like a new thing. Like I yeah. Just you know, getting like a good catch and then losing to to resist in the game is is like the one of the worst things in the game. It, mm -hmm. The worst feeling. Yep. That's why, like, I I understand the argument for resist. Um, I personally disagree, but I get where resist defenders come from. But I'm sorry, resist should not work when you're CC'd. Did you? How do you resist when you're stunned? This makes no sense to me. Like, yeah. if you're CC'd, resist should be thrown out the window. Is that kind of where you are too, Raiden and, and Matto? Like, me and Rez have talked about this. Like, I could actually, I could live with resists in the neutral game, but when a player is CC'd, their resist should drop to 0%. Like, if they're on yeah. the ground and I'm mid-combo, they should not be able to resist something. And and I know, like, a lot of, I used to get the, people used to argue with me about it and say that, well, like these slower classes need the resist or otherwise they just lose to the rat classes. But the irony of that is the slower classes also are the ones that automatically lose mid combo when their CCs resist because they're not fast enough to get out or react to like a get up grab or whatever the hell, you know? So I don't know. Is that, is that the kind of resist that you have a problem with Raiden or just all resist in general? Um, I mean, it's just, I guess I, I, I could live with it. If you know you still had resist uh, when you weren't CC'd, but at the same time, it's like you're being rewarded for for playing bad yeah. in a way that I don't know. It might be uh, it, it could be upsetting too. So yeah, I'm slowly leaning more uh, aggressive on that Redstar because like at first I was like I could live with just the CC like if they're CC'd, but nowadays it's like. After seeing the reworks and the new classes and everything, everyone has so much protection. To get resisted when it's already that difficult to CC people is just dumb at this point. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm fine with removing resist. I'm simply saying that yeah. if they're hell-bent on keeping resist in the game, which they likely are, because how often did they just straight up remove things from this fucking game? Like, if they're going to keep thing this in the game, and the only thing that we can do is change how it functions, I think that's the best thing we could do. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like, I feel like the only thing that they've just straight up, like, removed from the game in terms of, like, combat mechanics... Like fuck, is there anything? Like I guess renown. They removed renown, but not really because we still have brackets, which is just renown light. So like, eh. um, I, I don't think they've ever removed anything. Lordusner in chat says, if you are a boxer, you don't always knock your opponent out when you hit the chin. If you don't knock out your opponent, you need to adapt. The problem with that analogy is, in in BDO, if I go to knock out my opponent like comparing to your analogy 
the RNG means that nothing happens to them. If I hit my opponent in boxing on the chin, even if they don't get knocked out, they potentially get damaged or bloodied or in pain or whatever, or it slows them down. And that doesn't happen in BDO. If I go and hit their chin and they resist, imagine in boxing, if you had a percent chance to resist a knockout and literally nothing happens, they take zero damage and they're not affected in any way, then it would be some bullshit and people would hate it. Yeah. Also, some if, RNG a boxer, wins. if a boxer finally lands a hit on their opponent but doesn't knock them out, like, then train more. Yeah, right? the hit wasn't clean or it wasn't in the right spot or it wasn't hard enough or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't, RNG. it wasn't that the boxer hit the guy and then a random number generator decided, oh, actually, you didn't actually do any damage whatsoever to this guy right here. It's that he either wasn't strong enough, he wasn't coming in at a good angle, he hasn't done enough damage previously. Like, it's all things under the boxer's control, theoretically. People, and I'm speaking for myself here, entirely, but I, the, people don't like RNG in their competitive PvP games. It's the same reason they removed dodge chance forever ago in League of Legends, it's the same reason that there's now this big push in League to consider getting rid of crit chance, because anything that's left up to random chance means that you losing is bullshit. It's not because you made a mistake. It's because RNG decided that you were going to lose. And it's awful, and it sucks, and no one likes losing like that. People don't even like winning like that half the time. It feels bad. So, like, uh, RNG is not good in a competitive PvP environment. Yeah. Um, the Musassin says, moving on. The Musassin says, uh, still waiting on my Musa rework. Hey, Frosty, if you want me to guest appear after the Musa rework, I'm down. <laughs> when Kerr mentioned ported over Shy skill for mobile, don't know why Musa Awaken grab in mobile came to my mind. I know why, dude, because you want a grab. Uh, he says, edit, <laughs> honestly, Frosty, increasing the cooldown doesn't negate how powerful of a CC grabs are when they go through every protection that is an iframe. Increasing the grab cooldown would be nice if they allowed one more protection apart from iframe to be able to block it. No, but it's it still, it would, it doesn't negate how powerful a CC is, but it means that you can look for a grab, avoid the grab, and now you have a large window of time where you can be hyper aggressive and not have to worry about the grab. So it still makes a difference, a big, a big, big difference. Um, uh, attitude. I sort of yeah. Go ahead. This is the this is the discussion that I want to get Motto and Raiden in on. Okay. Because I I want to know how the DK and the Valk respectively feel about grabs. All right, Motto, you want to start? Okay. I yeah. I don't think we need a grab, but. One thing that I think is annoying is like, uh, and Raiden actually talked about this a little bit earlier. It's like, um, the benefit of the essay block is the fact that when you, uh, there is an opportunity or an option that you have where you just don't play. You can just play the super unfun strat and you just sit there, you hold your cue, you know, kind of move a little bit, hold cue move a little bit, hold Q, and just wait until your grab is up. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind that, like, that uh, my class doesn't have a grab, because quite honestly, the only way you beat that is with a grab, right? Um, or overwhelming, overwhelming damage. 
Um, but the fact that that playstyle exists and is rewarded often is something that needs to be looked at. Um, and that's why there needs to be some sort of option for uh, for classes to kind of deal with that playstyle or some sort of consequence. And like Kareem said, and he's talked about this a lot, uh, as you mentioned, is is yeah, make it make give them a timer or a resource for that essay block or something, you know. Right. So it seems like your problem is mainly with grab grabs on essay block classes, but what about like ranged grabs, right? Like uh, lawn and uh, sage. Like, how do you feel about those? And then what about melee grabs, but on classes that don't have SA blocks, like on Striker, or Mystic, or Zerker? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually totally fine with uh, Striker grabs, Zerker grabs, mostly. I mean, it thematically fits the class, too, right? Um, and it kind of makes sense that a lot of those classes have grabs. Most of the time, it's... The issue is, yeah, you give grabs to, you know, super, super mobile classes. Um that are hard to catch themselves, things like Sage and Lawn right now. And not only that, they're kind of ranged. It, it's annoying. I mean, it almost gives them free wins. If you're going to put, like, dual percentages into uh, into account, you know, like, the best, like, DK versus the best Lawn, um, the, the Lawn is just going to win, like, a good 20% just from the grab alone. Like randomly, like you're just gonna get taken out of something, and the DK doesn't have that extra twenty percent back that they can, uh, they can get. You know, I don't mind that that's an issue, honestly, personally, but I know a lot of people do, and that's because uh, it's just very unfun to have uh, to fight someone and just be like so disadvantaged from the start. Sometimes um, that that's range grabs because range grabs are just insane. You know, I'm I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, they're annoying. Well, Raiden, what about you? Um, I feel like it's it would be super hard to try and balance uh, grabs. I feel like there there's more things that you can do to um, play around. Like I think I think striker and zerker grabs are are fine as well. But I think for like the block classes, the the block negate mechanic i think it, it's still good like i think that's something that could help because then it, they have to play they can't have that sit back and wait for the grab cooldown to come back up and then try and play for that again like the there needs to be they, they need to be put on a timer as well you know like they need to get uh, a catch with something else or you know get something going or else the you know the other the non-grab class is going to have an advantage so yeah i just i feel like nerfing or or, or buffing grabs uh it would be tough because some some classes need it because it it makes up for um the lack of cc's that or the, the lack of abilities and utilities that uh some classes have it kind of just ties up the loose ends a little bit Yeah, I know. It's definitely super hard. I, I don't like that's why I say it's not that I don't want a, like a parry and all these other cool ideas that people kind of come up with or where if you land a grab, then the person that you grabbed has uh, additional damage reduction for the period of time, similar to like fighting games do. All, all that stuff sounds really cool. I'm just saying that it's it's really simple and would be a lot 
uh, a lot of frustration would be removed if people's grabs just had a longer cooldown so they weren't all mm -hmm. constantly grabbing you. Like, I mean, yeah. as a Valk, I, I can't even imagine when you're fighting a striker, they literally get a free grab attempt like every seven seconds. It's like, that pressure is in, insane. Yeah. But I think at the same time, like, you'd, you'd have to take away the grapple resist as well. Like, that's definitely not something right. that if uh, I I shouldn't be like failing my grab for and just like having to run away from a corsair just because of resist like it, I don't know I, I think if you you have to balance both sides of it like make right. all grabs the same and then you know and and take away the the resist so there's still like still be able to get the counterplay in for that I shouldn't have a I shouldn't be able to ult in front of a ball or have a Corsair be doing her her whale skills right in front of like twelve people with grabs and nobody can get one off because it's just getting resisted. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so, the other thing is like there's this there's this idea of urgency. So I know I used like a one v one example, and that's where grabs are pretty strong, right? But in war, I think people forget that there's urgency when someone's about to dive your group about to kill your teammates like you, sometimes the best option is uh something like a grab where it literally cancels all protections and it's outside of iframe right and then it should put them on the ground um the fact that like uh you know with resist sometimes that urgency doesn't work right um so i think there is a place for grapples in this game um but i think like other classes should have like uh, methods, you know, of like dealing with it. I think removing grapple resistance, but also like increasing grapple timers are good options, you know? It just depends. And unifying that every failed grab should have a moment of you can be punished because yeah. it is such a powerful CC and there should be risk to it. Even like, I, I don't know, like I don't know how much time, but it, there should be a period like right now with Sage, the way that their grab overcharges bolt is so I still find it so insane that you can mm -hmm. do the grab attempt and immediately come out of the grab attempt in like a split second. It's like impossible to punish. Like most people that are fighting good sages don't even know that the sage is doing grab attempts. There's like seeing lightning and like just assume because you just cancel out so fast. So and like wh what about like isn't um at least I, I think it's in the the rework, but like grabbing or failing a grab, you get like a SA or an iframe when you, it, if you get a failed grab. Are you like talking about like on a, striker? Yeah. Yeah. So that one was a. So basically, what they did is after your failed grab, they still have to do the unprotected scoot back, but if they hold S. At the end of the unprotected scoot back, it, it scoots you back even further and becomes an iframe. Like at, after the unprotected part. So you they still do have to have the unprotected part. Okay. Yeah, even so there's the still change. a gap yeah, that they can punish. Yeah, there's still a punishable gap. But um, now they don't have to waste any other abilities, though. So I still don't even like that change. <laughs> they, they don't have to put flash or anything on cooldown after. It still makes the grab more powerful. Yeah, I just feel like not having the gaps for going for, you know, a failed move is just... Or having protection on on stuff when you're trying to when you fail something just shouldn't belong in the game. Doesn't make it fair. Mm -hmm. 
Um, right, the last thing he says is, uh, I sort of agree with the balance statement regarding class identity, but for Musa, that ship has sailed uh, when they made other classes be as quick as Musa Mewa. I always find that funny because like Warriors, one of their examples, and Warriors been as fast since the Day Awakenings came out. Um, and Ninja and uh and rework striker is like musa 4.0 <sighs> okay that this, this is like the frustrating thing like you were saying rezar is because people don't keep up the patch notes um on global labs so yeah like, so they don't know yeah. that they got rid of that movement they got rid of that movement three weeks ago this comment is from four days ago and he's saying that striker reworked is like musa 4.0 but they removed those dashes so it's yeah um Nah, fam, give Musa the grab. If not, then let non-grab class have some sort of grab break mechanic like emergency V, but it would be an emergency break. Uh, Stellar, Stellarman Studio says, the argument of not enough damage and too much damage needs to be viewed in a situation where everyone is gear capped, like tier one node war or of similar gear. It's easy to say this guy does too much damage and it's 70 gear score above and Nova and Sage are special because their class to class modifiers are OP. Yeah. No, they're you know their damage is crazy. I did want to say not to not to keep dragging on the whole grab argument, mm -hmm. but I feel like non-grab classes always feel like the grab classes, and some of them maybe, but they feel like the grab classes have all the exact same tools that they do, and then a grab on top of it, and that's not the case. Yeah, in a lot of like, instances, not the case. Like, yeah. sure, Musa can have Grapple and then give Berserker Dragon Bite. Like, I'll take that fucking trade. Well, sure. Give me a two-second protected movement CC, and then you can have your Grapple. Like, there's trade-offs to these things. Berserker has a lot of Grapples, but then they only have, like, basically two, like, decent CCs outside of their grabs. So, like, there's trade-offs to these things. Now, in certain cases, sure, I can understand where you're coming from, especially with some of these newer classes, right? But especially for the older ones, like, there's trade-offs for these things. It's very frustrating how they pretend, like, these things don't exist. Like, dude, Zerker, Zerker has Stub Arrow and Dragon Bite and, like, all these other things. They have Musa Shout, all the things that we do, and then grabs on top of it. It's like, uh, no, no, we don't. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You have a bunch of iframes on your Zerker. Um, yeah, dude, spammable iframes, just like Sork. And then BSR GRJ was just half health, 10 people for no reason whatsoever. And then back to spammable iframes so that I can't actually be hit. Super fun. Uncool Broodling says, Hello, dear intern. We need a new loot scroll mechanic to auto turn off when switching characters. A lot of adventures lost minutes or hours of loot scrolls because of this. We are so used to the character select and alt. Uh, when we are grinding, uh, we get to an emergency or any sticky, sticky situation. IRL, please lobby for this. So uh, they, they actually, actually said they were fixing this. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned it on the KR video uh, that came out a few days ago where um, they said there's two changes that they were either considering making or going to make. And one of them is that the loot scrolls would have different on-off switches per character. So it would only be on on your character and then the other would be that they automatically turn off if you go into a safe zone or a town um so yeah both of those would be pretty nice so it would be essentially pause if you like change characters from like um your main to an alt it wouldn't be running down the clock when you're on your alt because it has a different timer but it would resume automatically when you go back to your main 
and then it would turn off automatically if you go into a town or a safe zone. I The other thing that needs to change is please remember where I put it on the position on my interface. Yes. Jesus Christ, please. Yeah. It's so sad. It's, it's sad because it's like this change that we've all wanted for so long and they made it like so weird. Uh, it's like it t we haven't even got to talk about. It, I don't think Rosar, have we talked about the loot scroll change? Because you and I. I mean, we talked about it forever ago when they first announced it and like put it on. I think KR first, but no, not it, since coming alive. I don't think we've talked about it. There is, there is no other interface in the game that works this way. Like, I don't know why it couldn't have been one of the buttons up by where the ferry is. One of the things in the bottom right. Or in yep. edit UI, lock it. It's just this whole new floating. It reminds me of the stupid Facebook chat heads that I hate that just pop up <laughs> over your shit. It's like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Why is this a thing, dude? It's like, it's borderline a virus, in my opinion. And it's fun malware. fact, fun fact, there's no way, as far as I'm aware, to access it from the old menu. Yeah, well, so. that, that's, that's to get people off that shitty old menu anyway. All right, Hydro 159. Well, I'm just saying, just get rid of it if you don't want people to use it. Stop pretending like it's an option and then not putting your fancy new features in the old menu. Like, just get rid of it. It's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. All right, Hydro 159 this is kind of a long comment. It says, remove PvP resistance, but keep them in PvE, uh, even though some CCs from mobs ignore SAFT. Yes, I get CC'd at Tauros while doing Cleansing Flame or God Incinerator mid-ability. That's just... The, at at Turos, that's just desync. They actually can't CC through any of your protections. Um, maybe the the bosses, uh, giant AOE, but the normal mobs can't actually CC through protection. You just get CC because it's desync. Um, a bit of unpopular opinion from me, but let's hear your answers. I see a lot of people that play a non-grab class complain about shield classes that the block is too strong. Uh, its shield is meant to protect. Just saying, and they ask for shield break from Corsair. I personally agree with this, but it needs to be changed. Like give them a mechanic, but tone it down and put it on abilities that don't delete you out of existence when you have 380 DP. Got deleted in Node War by the two whale that bounce ability of Corsair and that dude was 289. At the same time, uh, don't give them block recovery denial stuff. Most of the classes that don't have a grab have insane mobility already. And I feel that giving them the denial part would make them too broken. Some people's hate for shield classes is unreal, even though a Valk can't use most of her abilities if it doesn't have block, and I think Suck Nova is also in that boat. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have more stuff to say, but that will make this comment too long and you guys will get bored. <laughs> Tell me if you want uh, if you want me to write all this stuff and just send it to you, yada, yada, yada. And then he says, extra, I agree with Frosty about the changes to cooldown on grab, and I will add more. Delete the fucking range grabs already. Those are literally the most stupid mechanic they added after vacuum. Um, so Suck Nova just can't block she when she's in uh when her block is at zero. You can still use all her super armor abilities, but her block like does this really annoying CC effect that's dumb. Yeah, yeah. the little stagger. Yeah, that stagger. To, yeah. And what is the on, on Valk if you can't if your block's at zero, how does what what happens on Valk exactly? Uh, well, I can't use Echo Walk. Echo Walk requires that I be using Q. Uh, for blocking, but every time I press Q, I get the staggered effect. Mm. So I literally just sit in place 
and look like an idiot. Uh, yeah. For Awaken, at least. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess the the frontals, like there's, I I rely on the the movement so much that like everything else, I, I I'll just get deleted. Through yeah. so. Yeah. One like, one the of block the block is everything. One of the reasons why I was saying before I don't really like the block break mechanic as a solution because I don't think it solves anything. It just makes Node War oppressive. One of the things mm -hmm. people, a lot of people don't realize about frontal guard abilities is if you use a frontal guard, even with zero block, you still have super armor from the front. So if, for example, if I, uh, if I use um, Chaos Spree and I have zero block, I'm still not going to get CC'd from the front with zero block during Chaos Spree. They have to go to the sides to CC me. I just take full damage because the block's not there. And then my normal block... I can't use. So if you're in a 1v1 scenario, which is where most of these classes are struggling in these situations when you are like in isolated 1v1s, like uh, a, a block class is like whatever on a DK if you're sitting there fighting with 20 guild members, you know, it like doesn't matter. But in 1v1 or like when you get separated in node war and you end up in a 1v1, like the block break thing, all it really does is open them up to take damage, but they're still not going to get CC'd if they use frontal guard skills. It's just like their block prevents it, but it's like, I don't know. In a lot of situations, it doesn't actually matter, at least for the melee classes. I guess with like a Dark Knight it would, but it would just be so insanely strong, it would, like in large scale, that I think that other okay. solutions would be better. I, I still think like some sort I, of a resource would make sense. I, I've been saying this for a while now, man. You... I'm fine with giving block break things to other classes, like non-grab classes. That's fine. You make it, first of all, you make it based off of AP instead of a flat amount, because flat amount is fucking stupid. You also give it split damage, so that if one person throws their whale into ten people, it doesn't deplete ten people's block by fucking 20%. That's also fucking stupid. And then you get rid of the the no region mechanic because that mechanic is just dumb for all parties involved. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Do those three things, and I am totally on board with putting it on non grab classes. I think it makes a lot of sense. You you make it based off of AP so that you have gear, you can blow through people's blocks pretty easily in one v ones, but not in large scale. And then just get rid of that whole other mechanic that just doesn't make sense for either side of the person on the fight. Uh, Alright. Ali Speed says, guys, can you please push for better female walk animations? I'm tired of seeing my characters walk like a stiff robot. Something like Nier's 2B walk animation would be perfect. I know that if you guys cover it, maybe just maybe the intern may get to it, <laughs> get it to the right people. What is uh <laughs> what is Nier's two B walk animation? I don't even know what that is. Uh, I think it's very butt swinging heavy. I'm pretty sure. Very okay. very throwing the hips out there, if I remember correctly. I have never noticed. I I have no idea even what the female walk is. Are are they talking about like the RP walking, like the? I slow guess walking? the RP walk. Yeah, I I'm assuming. Okay. How do you do it? Isn't it caps lock? Yeah, caps lock. Oh yeah, it does look it does look like a not like a robot, but like a like a clone, like a drone. Like it's like been replicated, like an alien replication. Like it's pretending to be human. 
Yeah, he wants them he wants them hips thrown out there, dog. Yeah, okay. It remi actually it reminds me a lot of uh when you know remember the alien that played the female in Mars Attacks? <laughs> That's what it kinda looks like. With the giant hair. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the intern, hopefully they don't prioritize that, but I guess nice little fix. Uh, <laughs> Matthias War says, with all the increases in damage and increases in AoE, I hope they balance split damage for group PvP. They're not going to. They reduced it on uh, one of the classes. Uh, JJ Carver, he has a bit of a long comment, says, would you guys consider GVG PvP, consider a GVG PvP game mode? Maybe have a separate map a little bigger than RBF with a cap, uh, maybe like 30 to 50 people with a game where everyone uh, brags about combat. There's not a lot of PvP options. Maybe PA can even steal some of Guild War 2's ideas of capturing three points of a map, uh, but maybe making four teams of five trying to hold three points or something. I feel like this game is just centered around grinding and never-ending uh, balance changes coupled with community constantly complaining about said changes and changes that need to be made. They're making new dungeons, great. How about new multiple PVP, uh, multiple modes of PVP? Give me more reason to grind for gear instead of grinding for gear to grind and get deleted in Node War. I've legit only been playing for almost a year and all people talk about is how another class is broken. Nerf, nerf, copium, grab, iframe, keck, w, asparagus, like really. DVS spend 90% of their time listening to people complain and balancing. Uh, look how long it took for you to get a, get a single dungeon. I come here to enjoy the combat. Give me more ways to enjoy the damn combat. Also, the karma system is straight cheeks. Oh, and shout out to Kerr, fellow Marine, Semper Fi. Note, Frosty, you don't fuck, you don't freaking white knight my comment. I'll be watching. Or don't you freaking white knight my comment. I'll be watching. What does that mean? Did he say, he said uh... asparagus in there. Just randomly. He did say asparagus. I think he's... Uh, what? I don't understand. All right, I won't white knight it, JJ Carver. Fuck your comment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what you would white knight against in there. I guess you would white knight... Oh, I, what would you white knight against? Oh, you're saying like maybe defend PA on some of the stuff he's talking about. All right. I, yeah, but I'm confused as to what you would I white knight about in here. I got it. All right. Oh, I guess the dungeons thing. Well, Maybe the you dungeon white thing. About the dungeons. I could dun white knight about the dungeon. They they said they were not going to do dungeon years ago. They changed their mind on that because of feedback. That's why it took so long. They didn't want to do dungeons originally. Uh, and also for the PvP stuff, if I had to white knight, they are well. They said they're going to do multiple PvP modes. We're supposed to be getting that ten v ten. Got delayed for the reworks and yep. like one v one, two v two, three v three arena. I have no idea when it comes. Then do I trust that it's going to come? Probably not. I can't really white knight that. I have no idea if it's going to come, but it should come. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, yeah, literally anything, any battlefield that's not RBF, uh, send it. I don't yeah. care what it is. It can be, it can be fucking tag tail from Fall Guys for all I give a fuck. Please, God. Dude, I, more battlefields that aren't RBF, please. My fear, well, two things. One, my fear is that because of Garmoth RBF and how no one uses it, that they're like, all right, well, we gave you no RBF, so you guys don't like it, so we're not doing it anymore. That's fear <sighs> I know, number one. But it's like, dude, like they had something that was going to be so interesting with fucking Thornwood Castle, and then they were like, 
oh hey this thing that we've been hyping up for like a year and a half yeah never mind we're just not gonna do it it's like what why it was it could have been so good you literally copied a very successful battlefield from destiny everyone was like hype as fuck about it and then you're just like yeah never mind (laughs) yeah the other thing is i i do wonder with how much they're focused on balancing and rebalancing and the reworks it's like why are they doing it if they're not going to give us PvP modes? It's actually kind of confusing. With how much oh, balance they're, is they're an issue... They're threatened by New World, dude. That's why. Obvious. Yeah. I mean, I get like a lot of them are focused <laughs> for PvE, but it's like, what are what's the point of reworking classes if they're not going to give us PvP modes? Like, give us PvP modes, please. Yeah. I want a ranked arena, man. Yeah. Uh, it's just like... And here's the here's the issue. Here's the issue. And this is why I agree that I agree with your your thought process of like well no one's playing Garmoth so they actually don't want new like battlefields. No, we do. The problem is Garmoth is hardly different from Castle Ruins. Like the only thing that's different is the map and that there's a giant fucking annoying ass flying rat and there's buffs, which the buffs are actually cool, but the the map sucks and the rats annoying. So it's just a worse version of Castle Ruins. Like, give us an actual battlefield with, like, different objectives, a different measurement of how you win. Like, people have been saying, like, already, like, capture the flag or one of the other million battlefield ideas that other MMOs and other games have done. Like, you literally had it in Thornwood Castle, and then you decided to cancel it. Like, I just don't understand. And Shadow Arena. Shadow Arena! Dude, bring back Shadow Arena, bro! I would play the shit out of some Shadow Arena today, dude. Um, no flexin says, did something happen to the RSS feed or am I dumb? I'm sorry, I was delayed on it before because uh, my vacation. I, I I was trying to upload it with my phone and I was having major issues, but all of that stuff is already uploaded. I've updated it a few days back, so uh, everything should be fully up to date. Um, Battle Hot Dog says, and people call me crazy when I say Tamer is the best one v one class and not Lawn. I play both. Glad balance agrees. Now I don't feel completely dumb. Tamer's nuts and high end one v one. Yeah, yeah. Tamer's definitely. Actually, Raiden, what do you think is worse to fight against as a Valka, Tamer or a Lawn? If both both players are good in this hypothetical scenario. Oh, I think personally, I'd go. Yeah, I don't know. It's like between the the lingering iframe frame and the range grab. It's like I don't know, but both both uh, make me angry. Just fighting, fighting them. Uh, I'd say maybe I'd have to go with. I think the tamers or the lawn is the worst one because uh, the the range on that grab is just too much. Like, yeah, I I, I feel like uh, with, crazy, with tamers. Dude. I mean, if if tamers were gonna be sitting in and holding block on me at least i could kind of i could close the the distance on them pretty quick and try and go for a grab or something see uh, i feel like i can stay mobile whereas the the lawn is just they just dash dash lawn grab and it's over here's here's rizzler's secret strats to winning against lawn you start the fight really far away so they feel like they need to start the fight off by flying and then you just grab them out of the air with your fly swatter okay, arms. Here we go. Very easy. 
I have T-Rex arms. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. You can still different. grab them out of the air. That's what's funny is the Z-axis doesn't actually work on their fly. You can actually just grab them out of the air. It's very funny when I do it to my friend. What about you, Mato? Tamer or Lon? Which one's more scary on DK? Tamer way is way more scary for me. Um, that I friend, wow. dude. Tree climb yeah. is six seconds, man. Literally six yeah, second cooldown. So crazy. And I think the hardest part is that if you do CC them, uh, dog. the dog protects them from com yep. getting comboed. Uh, I mean, I think like part of it's like you know, Raiden plays Valak and uh. Nilan's got a lot more mobility on him, but like I can match that mobility, and then I can, for the most part, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna get yoinked out of the air, and it'll be annoying. But like I said, the tamer I think is a little bit more annoying. Yeah. Um. Like, go ahead. I I was just thinking it's like another, and the 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 playstyle as well. It's like, like some lawns I'll see. It's kind of like a. Uh, blog classes, though they'll, they'll go and try and go for a grab, and if not, then they'll sit in the their blocks, right? But with a, a lawn, they'll you know go into dash dash, try and get a grab. If they fail, then it's it's more like they're they're holding S block now and waiting for it to go up, go back up again, and try to CC someone. Yeah, tamers Unless typically aggro more right they, they play way more aggressive so you have other chances to at least catch them whereas like lawn is like they feel that grab and they just move so far away i hate that i hate it i don't know dude that grab but that grab doesn't fail so i not not very often <laughs> there are times where i'm just like i cannot believe that just reached me there have literally been times where completely through a pack of mobs they just pull me right through the pack um let's see uh, the Fang says DK just looks so good. I don't really care if it's good in PvP or PvE. The skills in the vid look do look really good. The one thing that I hope changes is make some of DK's useless skills useful. I just play Barbie dress up online. Also, old UI is really nice. I like having everything on one screen instead of a new UI where it takes more clicks. Dude, if you know how to use hotkeys, it takes way, way, way less clicks. Pointing and clicking is way, way, way less efficient than just hotkeying everything, which is what the new UI lets you do. The less click argument doesn't work here when you have to point and click on everything. And also, all those are is the start of a menu. You still get taken into a sub-menu anyway when you click on a lot of the stuff. Just saying. All right. Uh, Evolute says, Shy desperately needs an actual reboot. Or at a place where having a shy in a dungeon or to loons makes life way easier and people are on shy duty, not required, but the class is not just a meme cute little life skill. Girl, uh, I'm pretty sure they did not include her on these 17 and adding actual mobility is a good step, but a full-on rework needed instead of a reboot. Uh, I really hope one day we'll get another, we'll get other equivalent characters that offer supportive buffs and the like. These type of archetypes in other games are always popular and people who want this are told to become witchered or something which really is not the same. Uh, now that BDO is branching into party content, offers more party grind spots, will feature more group PvP in future arenas, etc. I think it's fine to develop this archetype or this type of archetype that isn't limited to lolly bait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, something void says tamer either catches and kills or gets caught and the doff CC the guy, the dog CCs the guy and you just get up. 
It's true. People do hate that tamer pet. Uh, that dog is so annoying. <laughs> Put that dog down. Uh, Lost Soul says, All grabs should make your opponent get a 50% DP buff. Zerker and Striker like a plus 20% DP. I play only grab classes, but I lock them all. It takes no skill. I've definitely been grabbed by Lost Souls like 50 times, so he's lying. <laughs> D-Waz says, Idea of SA block getting weaker while standing in it is kind of good, but they don't need to lose SA from it, though. Just make it easier, breakable, like non-SA ones after two to three seconds. Yes, SA block is way more tough than normal block. Um, Alucard says, I play DK, obviously, but me and a friend were debating. He says DK is broken AP. I say she's just really strong, so I don't know. What do you guys say? Broken or just strong class? Um, I, I think she's just strong, but I think she's underestimatedly... Like, I think people underestimate how good she is, personally. I don't think she's broken, though. Um, I don't think, like, anything needs to be nerfed on her or anything like that. I just think that she's really powerful and people don't realize how good she is um, currently, at least for large-scale stuff. Uh, Resler, do you think she's broken or just really strong? <laughs> This is your only option. Uh, who that again? Sorry. Do you think that DK is broken or just really strong? Oh no no no! She's not broken. She's just she's she's strong. But the the problem is is that she's strong. But like every single DK acts like they're literally the worst class in the game, and they always have been, and they always will be. And so it makes me want to say that they're the most busted class in the game, just purely out of spite. <laughs> sorry, Mato. Yeah. The interesting thing is a lot of a lot of the ones who complain, um, there's like some context to it. Actually, it seems like a lot of them are from Europe, and I think their meta there is uh, a lot more different, at least from what they say. I think they were mentioning that they have like a significant amount more of the SA block classes in PvP, so it's a little bit different. And then of course there's some uh, in NA who are just, I mean. I'm sure you know them, but like they're just known for complaining a lot anyways, so it's not really specific. I'm sure if they were playing a different class, they'd complain the same amount. Yeah, they complain yeah. a lot. I mean, like they complain multiple times per day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy how recently, like very recently, uh, Musa's just overtook DK as like King Winers. I don't, I, dude, lately, I, I don't even know how, but somehow Sorks complain just as much as Mooses and DK as it blows my fucking mind. I think the sort, I think there's a lot less of the sort complainers, but it's just that that's quite possibly the most egregious and like, I, 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 I I'm, I'm at a loss for words whenever Sorks complain. Cause it's just like, do you understand the class that you play? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. No, I mean, I've literally seen them like semi recently saying, like, we're dog shit in large scale. You don't see Sorks because we don't do anything. We do no damage. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Oh, it dude, is, the only thing Sork can do is like sit inside of a ball for 20 seconds. It's like, yeah, and you're the only one that can do that. Literally the only one. The other class that could do that, they stopped him from doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was um 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, you know, no one's really happy with their class. I, I mean, some of the Kuno complaints, too, I, I think are also kind of insane. Like, I, I don't know. Kuno's obviously really good in 1v1. Um, and then it just, like, is bad in PvE. And I, I really think in large scale, it's, like, very subtle changes will make it pretty good. But some of the things I see that people want or think that it should have are, are crazy, too. I don't know. Um... Diwa says the idea. Oh, I read that already. Sorry. Um, Laxon nine thousand and three says tamers equals god tier one v one classes. Good at grinding now and actually good for node war and siege, but different aspect of it like defending cannons, flags, disrupt or ulti bombing. Overall, have always been really good class since its release, but lolly class so many, so not many people like it and will not play it. Also, we have bigger lolly class shy. It is really hard class to balance. I feel good podcast as always. You know, I, I don't think Tamer being a lolly class has anything to do with why it's not popular. I feel like in every game, all anyone plays is the fucking little characters. Like, it's usually like yeah. the most popular is the lolly characters. I don't think I don't think that has any. I think it's the fact that it's not an actual class. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Tamer, Tamer specifically, but... Oh, Tamer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I think Tamer... <sighs> I, I think tamers get a bad rap because of the dog, because of the fact that they just don't like they don't do anything other than like be annoying and like on flex teams and stuff, right? Like, are there any tamers that are like top fragging in their in their siege guilds? I don't know. Um. I don't know. T tamers are interesting because I, I think that ever since their PVE became better and more of them are realizing that their PVE is actually good, more and more people are playing it. I think PVE plays a, a huge role in some of the popularity of these classes. But the other thing is like their AOEs being small can feel really bad sometimes. It's like feels way less forgiving. Using an ability and it's just completely whiffing when someone's like pretty close to you can feel pretty bad. So after the rework, I, I suspect a lot more people play Tamer. Um, Spliff Moon says, why does everyone not put not in front of their Twitch name? I don't know, Reslar, you're a not Reslar. Why, why do people put not in front of their name? Because uh, twitch.tv slash Reslar was taken. So yeah, there you go. There's your answer. Why Nine not? times out of 10, I can almost guarantee that's what it is. Why not Reslar 77 the year you were born? Okay, first of all, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's almost like a trend, you know? It's just the thing to do whenever your actual, like, username is taken. It's like, oh, fuck, someone took my, my fucking name. All right, well, I guess I'll just go with this then. Because then, like, you know, you're still that. You're still that name to, like, all of your friends and acquaintances and whatnot. It's just you have a little a little knot in front of it. I don't know. It doesn't seem it doesn't feel as cringe as like putting like Reslar two or some dumb shit. I, I like Raiden's prefix, just immortal. Just add immortal whenever your name is taken. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't I didn't go through with that for BDO. I had, I was like, I, maybe I want something a little bit more subtle and just slap the GTR at the end. Yeah. Uh, I immortal Reslar would sound pretty sick. It would also be very untrue. Almost all I do in this game is int, so. Yeah. Um, 
Tristan Crow says, are you guys going to get Amu on to talk about the Valkyrie work? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we got, we got Raiden on. I actually didn't, I, I don't, I don't know Amu. Well, I don't, I've like had conversations with Raiden where I've not really had any discussion with Amu ever, so. Yeah, I, I learned a little bit. I, I, I watched um, his guides a lot and that's, that, between that and the Valk Discord is what kind of uh, developed my playstyle and how I play Valk, so thankful to him for uh, all his guides. Yeah, by pressing F when he has his 100%. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Jimin's Jam says, Hey, Frosty, thanks for always doing this reading of the comment section. Bro, I swear Musa rework better make him a mobile PvP god and has some sort of grab punisher. Most classes without a grab should have one. Lawn, Strikers, Hash, Corsair, and Warrior are all a better PvP Musa except in life skill. Um... Why do non-grab classes have to study almost every other class in into the molecular level? It's ridiculous. Grab punishing skills should be something like a stun that lasts a decent time when they miss a grab enough to make grabbers weigh out their odds. What do you guys think? All right, so I'm gonna Damn. I'm gonna leave that to you. The final question to you guys, but I do want to address the. I I don't know why I do. I don't know why it's like a trigger word for me, but I. It bothers me when people say stuff like, quote, why does non-grab classes have to study every other class into a molecular level? Yes. Because I, I'm sorry, but in this day, the way the game works now, throwing out protected CCs on repeat while moving around is just not as hard as you guys make it out to be. I know it seems hard, but it's not. It's not that hard. It's really not. Like if I'm, if like, for example, on Sork, like you can stay mid range. You throw out Grim, throw a Dream of Doom. Try to get to the back and turn back. We've seen the AOE on it now that they actually reflect it on Global Labs to see how big it actually is. You throw out Eruption from as max distance as you can. You throw out Ignition. You sit and wait. Get your stamina back. Rinse and repeat. You're not. It's not as hard as everyone acts like it is. And I wish people would stop acting like it is. I to play a non grab class and to CC most people is pretty easy. Grabs are too strong. We've been very clear about that, but throwing out protected CCs in a rotation or range CCs or CCs at range is not that hard either. Molecular level. Uh, what do you guys think about, um, yeah, grab punishing skills, stun? I don't know. Or what do you guys think about, I guess, anything in this comment? I'm thinking like maybe like having all the grabs be the same and then maybe working around buffing it or sorry uh, working around uh you know like buffing things around like so that the uh, i don't know people don't have to have the grab shouldn't be too much of a crutch i think like there should be there should be ways to counter it uh for sure but i think if you're going to if you're going to nerf the grabs too much then might it would be a problem for some classes that do have it. Um, I have a question for large scale, just strictly node wars and siege. What do you think is more impactful awaken hash or awaken Musa? Like what would you rather have with you in large scale, like group fights? I, 
I'm not too sure. I'm not really. I don't really know too much about both because I know like like both are, um, both can pop stun traps. You, like you have the the tornado essay, yeah. and so I mean. It, well, no, I mean awaken. Awaken hash doesn't have the tornado essay. Oh, it doesn't. No, it has essay when it casts the tornado, but you don't move in it in awakening. That's only succession. I guess the uh, I guess the uh, the Musa probably <laughs> the Musa because it can Cause pop traps. That's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. like, what do you even go to awakened hash for? It looks cool. Right? I know. I'd probably pick the hash though if I was like skirmishing with someone. Like if you're in a two v two. Yeah, maybe I could see that. Like if yeah. you get down into the small scuffles, it's just I don't know. Like lately, I don't know. With our recent node wars, I feel like there's so few small skirmishes anymore yeah it it really just depends on where you are like who you're fighting with right i think most people are i I think this is the thing like even for most like rat classes and flex classes you're probably still going to be with main ball it's actually just specific individuals who are normally asked to go uh you know like kill a cannon or like fight as a uh, protect the cannon you know that that's like a different it's like specific people rather than specific classes nowadays yeah um burnt corn dogs says i've been playing bdo on and off for the past five years i've re-rolled so many times because i could never find a class that fit when shy was released i tried her out and just couldn't get into her play style after some changes, I went back to Shy, and now I'm main Shy. I only enjoy PvE content, some life skills, but I was always hopeful for some PvE buffs. Everyone and PA, or and even PA say she's a life skill class, she won't get any buffs, etc. But now with her new changes incoming, I think she will have a decent chance to be a decent uh, class that people don't constantly shit on because she is, isn't suck lawn. Uh, some people, myself included, just like her playstyle. That's why we play her. Not everything has to be mad profit. Kill everything and everyone as fast as you can. Shy is the first class where I've actually enjoyed playing the game more than any other class I've enjoyed. The Shy community was, were vocal about Shy's disadvantages in all content, and they finally listened to us. I don't know. Just let people play what they want to play. I feel like this is directed at me. Yeah, Frosty. Let I, people, people play what can they play, play. Goddamn Scrooge McDuck. What they want to play. It's just if the only things you have to say about a class are <laughs> negative, then you don't. You're not having fun. See, you I, sound very positive, Burnt Corndog. So I get that, and I do think in PVE she's actually going to be viable. I think, at least in theory, because that new skill is kind of nuts. Low cooldown and twenty percent damage across the board, like actually will make you like your solo PVE be pretty good. I just am saying if you're not. If the only thing you have to say is negative and you sound angry all the time, like I run in this with mooses all the time where it's like just nothing. They're just they're not having fun. They're not having fun in battle arena. They're not having fun in node war, like large scale, like Nayashi. Nayashi is a great example. Like he wasn't having fun. So now he's not playing BDO. And like, if you're not having fun, you don't love the class because you hate everything about it. A lot of the time. I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but you know, what are you going to say, Rose? Sorry. No, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I just, we already been through this, so yeah. no, no reason to go through it again. I want them, I want Shy to be good. I'm just saying, again, I want it to be good. I promise. I, I think Shy should be a class. I'm on your side. All I'm saying is in any situation, if you're unhappy, 
It, you know what it is? It's like, here, here's an analogy, Rosler. Maybe instead of the country one, what about this? It's like, if you're a guy and you're with a girl and she never, you're dating this girl, she never ever spends time with you. She always uh, goes out and doesn't bring you with her. When she has family stuff, you don't get invited, but you're doing the same thing. You're, or you, but you're, you invite her to everything and you bring her to everything when you can, but she never includes you in anything. Doesn't want to hang out with you. I, are you still... Like, as your friend, should I sit there and be like, dude, just hang in there, man. She'll change. I don't know. I, like, but I can't. The, I have to tell you, like, but dude. The problem, the problem yeah. with that analogy is it's not like it's shy that is deciding these things, right? Like, it's way more complicated when you're dealing no, but, with yes. a corporation shy, in a foreign country. And it's like. Shy is an extension of Pearl Abyss, though. That, that's them. That's their character. They made it. They control it. They decide all of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I again, at the end of the day, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I don't know. It, I don't know. If, 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 if the idea is, if the idea is, either enjoy, like either stop complaining about shy, or no, it's like, don't stop complaining about. No, they can complain. I don't say stop complaining. They can definitely complain. I 100% support them complaining about Shy. I'm saying, I don't know, if you're not enjoying it and you're unhappy, maybe it's not for you. But then... But then that doesn't, like... Then, you're, then, you're, then your argument becomes, like, null. Like, what are you even... Like, what does that solve? Like, for you? Because you said, like, you're, you're, you're tired and you're sad about, like, these shies that come into your chat and talk about how they want it to be something that it's not and mm -hmm. how they're, like, depressed. But, like, they'll still do that, like, theoretically, right? If you're saying, like, oh, no, they can still say those things, but just go play a different class, then it doesn't solve any problems. Well, no, but the problem's not getting solved. I, I said, like, be vocal about it. Like, complain about it. Like, submit tickets. Like, do whatever you can. Submit feedback or try to contact PA or try to everything. But at, at some point, if the answer is no, I, what do you do? Because their answer seems to be no. All I'm saying is the evidence is showing well, me that their answer yeah, is no. And, well, I mean, and here's that's the crux of the issue here is that their answer isn't no. It's that they're not giving an answer, and that's really the crux of the issue here. But two but anyway. years, man. It's two... Do you realize how long that is? Like, people go through 20 different games in two years. It's two years of the same thing. But it's two years, and as I said before, they've actually done things to make it more of, like, in the direction of an actual class. Nothing They in let PvP, it ride though. horses. They gave it talents and made it useful in large scale, even if it's not that useful. Yes, like, there have mildly, been signs mild... of it going in that direction. But recent... I mean, you can read their note. I'm not... I, I didn't write what they wrote. They wrote it's a special class. They wrote they didn't no, want I to understand. change it. You know, like, they wrote that it's fine as it is, not me. I didn't write that. That's their words. They said that shit. No, I understand that. So but I'm they, saying definitely complain. They can say that all they want, but their actions don't match with that, right? And They're, that's the I, issue. I disagree. Their actions do match with that. They haven't done anything. The then, other why are they, why, then why did they let Shies ride horses? Why didn't they stick with just forcing them okay, on donkeys? That, that happened, on that happened like uh, within the first month of it coming out. Then why did they give them bubble? Why did they give them this they had insanely OP ability in large scale? They had that. That's not new. 
that's that came launch out with shy. the talent system. Yes, but the talent. Do you remember when the talent system came out? Shy came out in in uh 2019. It is now 2021. The talent system came out immediately after Shy came out. They have not made any significant changes. They had one PVE buff that was minor on May 26th, where everyone got massive changes, and now this random surprise rework that is maybe going to bring up their PVE but change nothing else. That's all I'm saying. It's like, I guess if are Shy's happy with it being just a PVE class? I don't think so. So I, I don't know. Like I, I'm all I'm saying is if you're not happy, yes, keep complaining. But if you're not enjoying the class, like if I hate the class, what's your advice to me? If I'm like, dude, Kuno sucks. It sucks at 1v1, sucks but, at PvP. I wish it would change. It's like, oh, well, do you want to try a different class? Like, no, I'm staying on this class. Here's, here's here's the here's the overarching problem with this though it, it's like i said earlier if you hate a class then you're just going to go play another class if they hate shy and they mm -hmm. aren't going to play shy then they might just not play anymore then do you expect them to keep caring and complaining about a game that they don't play anymore and nobody's going to take their opinion seriously because they don't play anymore i mean that's up to them but why would they support the game and give like money and support the game and do all that stuff for if they're not getting what they want out of the game no i i just saw i'm saying all right dread spark dread spark wrote this 14 hours ago and i feel like i'm in trouble again i'm not <laughs> Ah, uh, to whom it may concern, uh, there's a lengthy public statement. I welcome you to skip to the last paragraph if you choose to have a shortened summary. Um, Frosty's words were not wrong or untrue in the last podcast, and then he links a clip. I don't know what it was. It was merely uh, that the ending drudged through the painful truth to land upon a sore note that was more about the players than the class. So I'm going to answer a few things for the podcast and fellow listeners so you might better understand the passion for those who remain on broken little things. It was said you being unable to mount horses was a red flag. However, to us, it was also our first opportunity to rally and enact meaningful change, which eventually gained Shy the right to ride all horses and camels. Afterwards, things have been bleak as Shy's were excluded time and again, only to suffer from both systematic or systemic changes and bug fixes alike. Most recently in the reworks, we were denied assurance and inclusion for both our class and our Artina soul, which cannot be penned via the new quest. Nor, yeah, that's another thing I forgot to mention. They can't pen their soul with the new quest. And uh, any way to obtain a Black Star variant or equivalent upgrade. However, we persevered and through efforts both small and large have earned a spot in this revision. This could not have been possible if, if individuals had lowered their heads and abandoned the class in the same manner that is uh, that it was abandoned by our games developer for all these years. Again, I you can still submit feedback and tell them to make changes and come back to the class when it's fixed i'm not saying you shouldn't all i'm saying is if you're not having fun then maybe don't play it again i i cannot iterate that enough like i'm just saying it for the sake of your own happiness if you're miserable don't do what makes you miserable um he goes on to say thus it is not for the failures but for our hard-earned victories that we shy players diligently continue working towards goals discussing issues protecting the culture and striving to remedy all of our anti-fun mechanics we feel there are better ways to go about empowering allies and denying enemies without entirely ruining the spirit of the competition, prohibiting the shy under the pretense of special class status. Um, hopefully in time, we can work towards a compromise with the developers of PA and make amends with those who have become estranged due to our design. After all, 
Shies are meant to support their allies and hopefully gain a shared strength in return. Sincerely, Dread. That was beautifully written, Dread Spark. Um, I'm now going to delete it. Dude, I don't. How much time <laughs> did I spend on Shy last week? I actually don't remember. This is so many I Shy comments. The next comment is a Shy comment too. Uh, Dreffel says you've offended them. There, you didn't talk about it that much, but you said enough, and now they've rallied the troops against you. Is what this is. Uh, we love our Shy. We enjoy buffing our team. It's a support class. All right, fair enough. Zalem says Nayashi. It's just the worst support class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nayashi, you got to blow shit up? Question mark. Kerr. Yeah, ten ten. Thanks for your service, Kerr. Even though you're not ordinance, uh, from one vet to another. Uh, what is? I don't, I'm so lost. This is military speak. Is Kerr a vet? Yes. So he oh, was in the shit. military. So he, he he was talking about how um he's getting into audiology where like you know like ear um tests and all all that stuff. And then he said he got into it through work, uh, or through he, when he was in the military, like blowing shit up, like and stuff like that was uh ear health was a big concern, and he kind of got into it from that. That's what he's going to school for. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's uh. I'm about to get ganked by ten shies. That's all the comments. That is all the comments. All right. That is our show. I apologize, shies, if I hurt any of your feelings. It, that was not my intention. I I am sorry. Keep playing shy, and keep I do do what you want to do. I apologize if I implied anything else. I. I just personally don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. That's just my own point of view. I just don't see it. And I, I feel like that feeling has been reinforced with their recent global lab patch that just came out, uh, what's today, Saturday, one day ago, where they said it's a special class that had no intention of reworking and they'll throw you this random ass bone and you're probably not going to get much else. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's that. Uh, Raiden and Matto, thank you so much for uh, hanging out. I think uh, did Matto disconnect or he just left? Yeah, no, the... Matto had to dip out. Okay, uh, we were we were taking too long on the shy discussion. Yeah, I apologize, <laughs> Raiden. Thank you so much for sticking around. I appreciate it. Again, uh, if you guys want to check out Raiden's stuff, Twitch.tv/slash Immortal Raiden. Super good, Valk. Node Wars, Mercs, and another good. What guild are you in now? What's your home guild? I'm in Relevance right now. Ah, uh, you're in Relevance. Um, okay yeah but uh yeah thanks again uh for having me i really appreciate it dude thanks for coming by and, and talking with it. we don't know shit about valks uh like frosty knows a little bit i know nothing so really appreciate you giving your your insight on everything yeah i'm always happy to help out and inform people of the class I might not have done the the best job but i uh, hope uh i informed you guys a little bit at least no, you yeah, did no, great. Man, you were great, and and hopefully we can have you back at a, a later time, maybe for kind of like a uh, like a like a revisit episode. You know how like on uh, reality shows, like they'll do a revisit episode like a year later and see how things went. Well, we'll have that sort of thing going on. Yeah, sounds good. I'll definitely be a lot more prepared for that then. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sucks that we don't. Well, I I should have messaged you sooner because we actually did know what classes are coming. And I just I lost track of time. Um, but yeah, if they Playing end up Magic giving, the gathering, if they don't, 
if, if they end up giving frontal guard to shift q and giving you guys a real iframe i might actually try that class after the reworks because i i love the animations and the weapon and the mobility feels way better now like i don't know at least to me like just the amount of distance you move it doesn't feel like a, a boot scoot anymore yeah that's what i've always wanted is to have more people on the uh on the class like it sucks being like one of the only people playing valk like i've been the only valk in multiple guilds for for so long and it's it sucks that i don't have people to talk to you about it but thankfully now there are some people i can bounce ideas off of so yeah not suck Valk though they're gonna maybe do you think which one will be more popular and when it all if it came out more people play awaken um, or suck i think more people will go awake okay. more people will go awaken but it's just yeah there needs to be more more done to suck i think yeah all right thank you so much appreciate it uh thank you guys so much for uh hanging out everyone who watched live and everyone who watches the youtube video um don't forget you can find the podcast on spotify itunes soundcloud cat is a cast box uh cast box yeah cast yeah, box yeah. and we actually have, I didn't actually know this, but it, it totally makes sense. We actually have two different streams on CastBox because we essentially have the legacy version, which is the one that I was uploading before you had the RSS link feed going. Uh -huh. And then we have the RSS link feed version. So we, we actually have it twice on there, which is kind of oh. funny. Does CastBox like automatically find the RSS or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. our CastBox is a extension of Apple. So it, ah, it's... Um, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Cool. Uh, any other shout outs you want to close this out? Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Raiden and uh, Motto as well. And if you want to check these guys out, you can find their links down in the description. Uh, they'll be down there somewhere. Uh, make sure you check out all of our streams. Uh, Twitch.tv slash so frosty, obviously, for Frosty. Uh, myself, Twitch.tv slash not Rizlar. And Nayashi, even though he doesn't stream much anymore, uh, maybe he will stream some new world for us one day when he's recovered from the Rona. Which is hopefully soon. That's uh, twitch.tv slash nayashi underscore na. Uh, thanks to all of the Twitch subscribers. Uh, thanks to all of the patrons who support this show. And yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Mine.